Welcome to the salt of the streets. Coming at you every week with this food for thought. Hope you're ready to eat. With everything going on in this nation, we need some information. And that's why salt needs to be stationed in your rotation. With real talk and real topics, real people, real problems. Think we need some help to solve. And just like a red, white, blue phoenix rising from the ashes of political bipartisanship. I don't remember what that is anymore. But we're back. <laughs> To Salt the Streets podcast. This is Saturday, September 11th, 1.27 p.m., episode 113. And welcome back, everybody, to the Salt the Streets podcast, your one and only source for social and political commentary on all the weekly news, pop culture, and sports you can handle. The best part about the whole deal, it's all coming at you from the ground up, built for people like you and me, the everyday normal person. So come down and join us as we discuss life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and continue our endless endeavor to bridge the gap between people and information. As always, we are your hosts. I am Colin. And I am Donovan. And coming up on this <clears throat> week's show, it's going to be slightly grab baggy, but the last kind of 48 hours have kind of forced us to uh, talk about specific things, especially uh, COVID and yeah. the new mandates and whatnot. So we have some federal stuff we're going to talk about. We got some local state level stuff we're going to talk about. And then, of course, the thing that's been on kind of our mind since it really hit the hit the books, I guess, if you will, down in Texas is their latest abortion law. So we're going to probably get into some of that, too. We've got some sport action coming up. Football is starting. We got uh, we had the first game on Thursday. Tomorrow, the, the Hawks is first game. They're playing the Colts. Colts. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a great time. It's going to be. Did you watch the game on Thursday? No, I don't. No, I did not watch the game. It was a great game. Yeah. It was a great game. Yeah. The Buccaneers won. Um, I think the final score was maybe 31 28. Um, They played the Cowboys. Yeah, it was a really good game. I didn't expect for it to be that good. Tom Brady threw like three teeters. I think Dak had two teeters. Uh, It was a great game. You know who didn't have a good game? My boy Jones. Rojo. Rojo. Rojo did have a terrible game. Minus 0.6%. Points, baby. Yeah, I'm playing Ryan in um, the Bennick League, and he had Ronald Jones. <laughs> Ryan was pretty pissed. He texted me like halfway through the game. Poor Ryan. Um, How is Ryan? Ryan's doing good, man. Yeah. He's, Ryan's doing good. Yeah. He, he had one time turned me on to this series of books called uh, Area 51. Yeah. And it's like this whole kind of like action-adventure type, you know, paranormal mysteries podcast. Just tapping the printer down there. What, like, what, what are you she, doing? What has she got going on Chloe. over there? Chloe, Chloe, what are you doing? Hey. Oh, she's scratching her face. Oh, poor baby. She's got a scratchy face. She's rubbing it on the Yeah, she needs another side of point <laughs> dose. She's got a lot. Of, she's got really bad allergies. Yeah. It is. It makes her really itchy. Poor girlfriend. Oh, sweet girl. But, yeah. So. Ryan's into a, he's into, like, a lot of different shit. Oh, yeah. You know? He's yeah. a very, very, very interesting individual. Yeah. We ran into him once. We were on um, a parent date. We had dropped Dax off, and we went to the Cloverleaf, and Ryan lives like in that area oh, yeah. and so he goes to the clo- he's a bachelor so he goes to Cloverleaf all the time um it's yeah spot to go he was there and so we invited him to sit down with us um and so we like had dinner with him and stuff yeah. and i think it was during football season we uh, so we talked a lot about football you know a lot of football um oh yeah he's, yeah. A, he's big into sports yeah he's big into like paranormal stuff he's 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 yes. just really into like some diverse stuff 
he this texted very me interesting. Um, after Dax was born, actually, like when we were still in the hospital. Yeah, he like texted me and was like, "Yeah, I just wanted to, you know, like check in and like see how everyone was." Like, yeah, he was. So he was one of the people that. Hey, yeah, yeah, and we've it's been a good caring individual. Know, as far as coworkers go, I would definitely call him a friend. You know, we don't yeah. like kicking or anything, but where he's definitely yeah. one of my closer coworkers. Um, so oh, that reminds me. Before I forget, um, we don't have to do it today, but in the near future, yes, I think we should pull off the Oakland Raiders sign that we have up on the board there carolina had this great idea last night like most of all the stuff that's littered in our studio like comes from somebody or has some kind of sentimental value we should pull these things off and write little notes on them yeah about like you know because that came from dave right yeah and like it would be cool to put something on there like i've been trying to think about you know the stuff that like dave introduced me to and like we should put little notes and stuff on the back of all these things we should do a studio or two or two Yes. Make a video, a studio tour of doing that same thing, of pulling it off and be like, this is what this item is. This is why we have it. This is yep. why I bought it. This is why it's in the studio. Salt of the Streets vlog coming coming oh. at you soon, baby. Do you want to talk about the t-shirt idea or do you want to do it off studio? No, I want to I want to talk about it on camera. Okay. Let's do it. So I had a great t-shirt idea. Right? Yes. So at least I think that it's great. So same. <laughs> Most of your ideas are pretty great. You know what I'm saying? Like, and not to toot my own <laughs> horn, but I feel like it just, they when they come, they come, mm -hmm. you know? And I'm like... That's gold. We are going to do We Didn't Talk. We're going to do another segment today, Scroll Down the Street. Scroll right? Down the we, Street. We talked about it last time, so I think we're actually going to try that out this week if we can remember. Yes. This is the t-shirt idea, right? Black t-shirt, obviously, because that's just how we roll all the time. Black And then clean. like a salt shaker, right? Okay. That has tipped over, and the salt is pouring out, and in the salt, it says salt of the streets. Ooh. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Can you picture what I'm... I can picture, and I, I think I have the ability to draw that up. Yeah. I think we should do that. I'm interested in that. So let us Hopefully know that wasn't if over you are interested but... in that. Because if you want one of them shirts, get your orders in now. Because we got to know how many to make. Yeah. No, we'll cook them up. Absolutely hand-pressed by yours truly. Hand-drawn right. by this beautiful man over here. Yee -yee. It's going to be great. So that is the t-shirt idea that I had. There was something else. Don't remember. Housekeeping. Yeah. doesn't really matter. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm supposed to go hunting next week. Yeah. Don't yeah. know if that's going to work Which out, but, is, is, you know. What season is this? This is what we call high buck. Okay, right, okay. Yeah. Now, the high buck season is kind of a – it's a rarity as far as hunting goes, like, throughout various states. It's the earliest time you can get out there, really, and hunt, like, a big game undulate like that. like a, a Undulate? Undulate, a deer. What, is, what type of animal does that describe, an undulate? Um, think deer, elk. Moose, I like believe, are undulate creature, but not a horse. Yeah, yeah, because and I think giraffe, it has something to do with their. Undulate, the split it might hoof. be, I think it has something to do with like split hooves and shit like that. But I ain't a biologist or yeah. whatever. But yeah, it's uh, um, but yeah, it's the first time. Usually they're like October, -y, you know, type of deal, November in some places, early but early September, early September, mid. Well, oh mid yeah, 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 yeah. So. You know, towards the beginning of fall, we'll yeah. say. And, uh, but yeah, this is, it's 10 days from the 15th through the 25th, but the areas you can hunt are only in wilderness areas and only specific wilderness areas. So that's pretty cool because it deters a lot of the people that like to drive around in their truck or yeah. walk no more than a mile in a day where these, you got to punch in. Luckily, <laughs> kind of luckily are the last spot we went to, which was 10 miles in and a mile vertical. Um, damn, it was a long way. 
Yeah, yeah, it's a long ways. <laughs> I could attest to that. This is like half the distance in, which is nice. Yeah. Um, and Five it's about cool. half the distance <clears throat> in like car travel to get there, which is also nice too. Different area. No, no need to worry about grizzly bears in this area. We're a little too far south, I think, for that. And well, you know, so I got the should be. You good. know, I got the hand cannon if you need it. That's right, the hand cannon. <coughs> but yeah, it'll be it'll be good if I can make it work. But the nice thing is, it is ten days too. So like, even if I can't leave until next weekend, for work wise and stuff, I still can hit the last that last week. Yeah. So it'll be be good. Hopefully, I'll come back with some extra meat this year, and then my deer season will be done early. And then it's just a matter of going out for elk and, you know, my illustrious bear. I'm always I'm always, always after the bear. bear, man. Yeah, Meat Eaters got a, a newer podcast they put out a couple months ago called Bear Grease. Oh, my God. It's so good. The guy that does it, his name is Clay, Clay Newcomb. He's, yeah, he's yeah. He's a good old boy. and like his, You can listen to that guy talk about anything for a long time. And it's a really good podcast because it's not so much about hunting. It's like a lot of history and culture and stuff like that's really good even if you're semi-interested in like american history and stuff like that but yeah highly recommend but yeah i'm really excited about it unprepared but excited yeah <laughs> well let's shoot this bsb real quick and then let's we'll do decide it. um which 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 uh topic we're going to talk about first and we're going to shoot these to salt of the streets and to the oregon ducks who beat the buckeyes today i guess i'll toast the ducks come on cheers Boom. <laughs> I do like starting a podcast off with BSP. As soon as that we've done the last handful. Because it's like, as far as like <clears throat> taking shots of liquor, like this is more of like a... Uh, it's pretty chill. It's chill, you know. It's it's not that up there. And it's really... Does that one taste more like cinnamony to you than usual? Yeah. Yeah, they kind of got a fireball last. You do have COVID, bro. A little bit. <gasps> <clears throat> That's what we talked nah, about bro. in the pre-show. I got hella antibodies. Bro. <clears throat> we never talked about. I guess like my. Hey, hey, bud. Excuse okay. me, sir. Yeah. Are you highly offended? I know. Like a lot of the symptoms and stuff. I don't know that we talked about it mm -mm. on the actual show. I had a lot of sinus stuff. Ryan, I told you I had like real yep. bad sinus issues for the first couple of days before I found out about the outbreak. I thought I just had a sinus infection. Um, and I had that headache for like 10 days. The highest my fever got was like 100. Um, and that wasn't bad. Dax's got to about the same. Jordan about the same. Um, I had mild body aches and chills. Like nothing that I was even like, oh. I like being a little sore after. Yeah, exactly. Um, had the cough, obviously. Still like a little bit of whatever in my throat. Um, lost my sense of taste completely yeah, for, no good. for like two days probably three days asshole um, and then yeah i looked out on that one most of the people at that at my work that got sick lost their sense of taste and most of them had it back jordan took a little bit longer she was like two or three days behind me on everything mm -hmm. um and that's just kind of how it tracked you know um it's all that so healthy stuff she's been doing yeah that's yeah she's on that like very restrictive diet you know so she's like eating a lot of fish and I said a lot of seeds and nuts and shit yeah. and a lot of fruit and berries and all just, the omegas and all yeah, the nutrients and it's a big like hunter gatherer or like yeah. really gatherer type diet with some you know like yeah. a little bit of chicken and some fish mixed in at the end of the day when I cook dinner. Yeah, so, it seems very paleo. Yeah, seems very paleo. Yeah, that's probably but a good even way to, stricter. Yeah, um, and so ooh, shout out from William Wallace. 
There it he is. He says, what up, y'all? He's, he's glad to hear you are doing better, bro. Thank you. Thank you very much, sir. Yeah, no, I'm happy to be back. It's a great weekend. It's a great week. I'm feeling good. It's my little um, protege. Love it. Yeah, no, I'm happy to be here. Mucinex, that's the only thing that I've taken in the last week. That's so, what I do. The Mucinex, yeah. the, you take the liquid ones? No, they're just the, the capsules, horse pills. Oh, yeah, you yeah. Know? I was taking the, when I had it, I was taking the Mucinex... It's like severe cold and flu liquid yeah. one, and man, that that helped, I guess. Yeah, as much as it could. Because Jordan <laughs> got sick last, she had actually gone to the store, and she got she prefers Sudafed, so she got mm-hmm. Sudafed, which is fine. Dried my shit out, you know, and that's why I don't yeah. like it. I prefer Mucinex. So. Yeah, I get bad nosebleeds if I take Sudafed, and that's yeah. how I felt. Like like that's how it felt all the time. For like four or five days, probably when my sinuses were that fucked Just up. Just a dried I, sponge. Yeah, it was horrible. Uh, um, and then when I finally got to leave the house, Zeke, I, Jordan in the house. What up? Yeah, when I finally got to leave the house, I went to like Target or something, and that yeah. was actually the weirdest thing, right? Since the new mask mandate like was renewed, right? Mm-hmm. The only store that I had been into before I got COVID was a gas station one time for less than five minutes obviously because i got a couple of things mm-hmm. one time interesting yeah had so you, were, to a store. So you were pretty stocked up so then. i hadn't even well i just hadn't been to the store and so yeah. then i went and then i had i was done with covid done with quarantine can't can't get it right now can't spread it to anybody right so i then i'm at the store but the mask mandate is back and like everybody's wearing masks some people aren't wearing masks so now i'm still in this weird like, okay, like, what do i walk into again i don't know and i'm sure there's a handful of people like you're a fucking human people at the draft you're like you're a bitch if you're wearing a mask you're fucking whatever uh, we've talked about it before no. i don't i so badly don't trust myself to not pop off that i don't want to have any interaction with anybody about anything i just don't want to when i'm in public i don't want to go into the stores makes me nervous for some reason. I don't know. I got a lot of weird stuff like that that I'm dealing with right now. Um, and that's one of the things. Like, going to the stores makes me anxious again. Like, it makes me nervous to go to a store. And I, I don't see know. that, though. I, I don't know that. what the deal is. Um, and Well, it's because now you're officially part of the unwashed. You know? You're you part know, of the unclean. And I, don't, I don't know and... what to. Yeah. So, that's <laughs> I, I really, like, when I'm placed, like, I feel like I feel this is wrong. Like, it yeah. feels in my gut like this is wrong. Yep. Um, I, re- I recognize that feeling. But I don't but i need to go to the store i don't care I, that's what i'm saying like i guess i'm scared to not be able to go to the store and i'm yeah. not afraid i don't know maybe i am i'm half afraid to like say that i'm scared you know but we're in such a weird time that i don't know this is the first episode i think where i feel like i'm not like i'm not like guiding anybody because i don't know i don't know what to do anymore like i'm at the point where i don't know you know i don't know what happens after this we were talking about in the preacher a little bit i don't know how you resolve a divide so severe like central government you know power to individual power like i don't know how you resolve that i don't know how these are becoming very large issues that are issues that people form values around you know and i so i don't know how you resolve those things and i am at a point where there's a lot of stuff where i don't have an answer before not that i feel like you know anybody looks to me to answer any of their questions or anything but um like i don't have an answer for anything anymore you know i don't know i don't know what the end is when i was talking to tyler you know he was like like where do you think that it stops you're like what's the end i don't know and that's right and that's at that time i was ranting and so i said to him i said it doesn't you know i said if your mentality that you expressed of like so are you going to schedule your appointment and i'm not 
I'm not shitting on Tyler. You know what I'm saying? It was a very, it was a very honest conversation. It was and, not, and it's a but, very common conversation that are had between yes. people like you know in those positions. Um, and at the time, the Biden press conference had just happened, and then I had just watched the Jay Inslee press conference. I was thought I was hot. I was hot. Understandably and so. So then, and I so I told him what had happened. And he was like jokingly, and I knew it at the time, so I was not mad at him at all, right? He was like, "So are you gonna, you know, like make your appointment?" And I said, "Fuck no!" I said, "Absolutely not," you know. I said, "And that's it. And as long as that mentality continues, this is going to continue. Yeah. They are going to take and take and take until you don't have anything anymore." Mm-hmm. And he started like looking at me like I was not like that I was being crazy or anything, but like like what are you talking about, you know? And I was like, "I said we talked about it two weeks ago," you know. I said, "Look at Australia." said, so look at Australia. They shot dogs. And this not, that's not a lie. That's not a made-up nope. story. You can look it up from The Guardian, I think. Like, yeah. they shot dogs in a shelter so people wouldn't go and get them because of COVID. In France, you have to have a vaccine passport or prove a negative, some type of paperwork, to go to the grocery store yep. because of COVID. Like, that's, I'm not making that up. That's happening right, right now. now. There's a... I think it's the ninth straight weekend of mass protests in France about this, yeah. the vaccine protest. And, or, and unfortunately, uh, because of whatever reason, you know, the moment you take a turn from this main line of thinking, people start to think you're crazy. Because my next line is, this is what happens when you don't have guns. Mm-hmm. That's not happening here because we have guns here. And I think that maybe that's wrong. That's what I, that's what I think is true, mm-hmm. is that that's what's currently stopping that from happening here right and so that's that's what i said i said like this this will continue until that's where we're at you know until we are at australia this this government this ideology will take and take and take until you have nothing left if people don't try to reject at some in some form yeah i'm trying to remember the the old quote but it's something along the lines of like the beatings will continue until morale improves. Until everybody's on the same page, yeah. we're just going to beat this to death. And, yeah, and, and I, after the president of the United States and the governor of my, the only state at which I've ever really called home, decided to come out on live television during the middle of the day when most people are working and proclaim that I am now a problem to society because I have been reliant on my previous exposure to covid to help protect me i guess at this point um now i am i am unwelcomed in not only my own state but my own country because i am the problem that it's like when you called me um that day afterwards i I hadn't fully watched it yet because I was in the middle of working and all that. Because obviously, who the fuck gives a goddamn national address in the middle of the workday? Yeah. Five o'clock Eastern time. People are still either on their way home from work or just getting off work or still in the middle of work. People on the West Coast all the way across the country are fucking working and don't have time to watch your yeah. dictatorial proclamation, you piece of shit. It's only just the, because yeah. you're 80 fucking years old and start to sundown after 530 doesn't mean <laughs> I have to wait. I have to sacrifice my time for in uh, Hunger Games. I've been watching the Hunger Games, right? Yes. Talked about that in the pre-show. There's um, in the later episodes, mostly you start to notice it, but there's like these screens you know the tvs or whatever the night, yes the uh brave new world screens i think or whatever 
terrible dystopian movie that came out of um like it, uh mandated viewing pops up on the on the tv and you have to watch it it's like i'm working dude yeah i know you don't have full control over my private business yet but i'm not going to drop everything i'm doing to watch your live public address i'm right. sorry go fuck yourself it's but when only, i did yeah i never felt the first time in my life i ever felt like i was a i was unwelcome in my own country yeah and I, I like I've, I don't get offended, really, you know, quote unquote, much. I was like, I was actually offended. I was like, how are you gonna? And we'll get more into the details about that. But Especially just generally the tone speaking, of the Jay Inslee press conference, oh, like as well, I rewatched it today, it yeah. was. I felt as if I was being lectured to, like, uh, like I had piddled in the corner, like I'm a dog. Yeah. And I. I had a piddle accident and now my master's standing over top of me wagging his finger and telling me shame on me you're a bad person we don't want you here anymore because you're bringing all of us down yeah it things are getting really uncomfortable man i don't i don't know how like you said i don't know what to do at this point all i know is i can i don't i haven't made up my mind yet i'm still processing and thinking about how we go how long are gonna how long are they gonna do this i think from two weeks to 20 months kind of should be a good indicator but i don't i don't see it stopping at this point people are openly embracing dictatorial control from a centralized government power and they just much like australia they seem to be welcoming it welcoming it with open arms and i don't know how you change that well and even more mainstream than that we've seen not only you and i have both seen comments on videos and and shit like that that could be bots you know because i'm sure that people say that but we've seen comments of people saying if you don't have the vaccine you shouldn't get health insurance or you shouldn't get health care to hospital not health yeah. insurance but you should jimmy kimmel shouldn't get that's jimmy what kimmel. right so that's what i was just going to say it's for, even from comments on videos to jimmy kimmel saying oh if you don't have the vaccine you shouldn't get a place in the hospital yeah. you sh- over someone who does have the vaccine yeah. if you have the vaccine you should be given priority over someone who chose not to get the vaccine even though we don't know why yeah. we don't know anything about that person their history or anything like that but if for any reason you chose not to, not to get the vaccine you deserve lesser care than somebody who did and that is the drawing of those lines on yeah. such a mainstream level is ex- is it's scary. It's it honestly be, scary. It used to be a conspiracy theory when people Only were Alex talking Jones about like, like that. centralized healthcare or single payer healthcare and stuff. It's like, well, yeah, if they do that, then if the government's foot in the bill. Then why can't the government tell you, you know, how to live your life because you're a drain on the the healthcare system? The number one cause of death, continually pretty much for time immemorial in this country is fucking heart disease. Yeah. All right. Well, you take the same mentality, you put it towards that. Now you're just openly saying like, Oh yeah, well, if we're not going to protect you because you choose, we're not going to allow you to get health care because you chose to not get vaccinated. Right. When what's, what's to stop them? Cause that sets the precedent to say, well, we're not going to give you health care because you go to McDonald's all the time or you, right. You are, you're a smoker or you drink more than one alcoholic beverage per day or whatever it is that is going to contribute to your 
possible heart disease in the future. Well, and even now there is – I know there was a, a question about it in the last press conference, and I would have to look up to try and find some articles about it. But increases in healthcare premiums if people don't have the COVID vaccine. Uh-huh. Like that's Delta Airlines, two hundred dollars yes. per person per month. Additional healthcare, I don't know what you call that. Like a yeah, it costs you two hundred dollars a month more yes. because you're choosing not to get if you vaccinated. Don't have the vaccine mm-hmm. because yeah, yeah, you you can, you can get there with the logic in some twisted fashion if you want, but that's only if you at its core believe that like it's all of our responsibility to take care of the collective and it doesn't matter what you want to do which is really i can't wait till we start to talk about abortion and like aoc fumbling through all of her pronoun shits and stuff like that and like how completely nonsensical this stuff is especially when you compare it to something as far as like abortion and a woman's right to choose and things like that was like well you know we're gonna pick and choose what we can do and what you can't do and blah, 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 blah. And it's all nonsensical garbage that gets everybody confused, everybody irritated. And for people like us that try to find some kind of like logical thread that might run throughout. Yeah. It becomes really frustrating because people just seem to be abandoning all logic for ideology, I guess. I don't know. Well, let's start with abortion because that'll probably be a smaller topic, right? It'll definitely take less time. Not that we're yeah. not going to take And then time. we can reference it as much as we want because we've already want to talk about it. Exactly. So over the last week, Senate bill, I believe it's SB8, right, yep. that we decided yeah, uh, was, it up. Yeah, was passed in Texas. <laughs> Which I will say, the Texas legislature <coughs> needs to do a way better job posting their things on the Internet because the way you view it online now, it's like this weird faded green text. What an asshole. And, what it's a bunch so of assholes. Fucking, <clears throat> fucking Texans, bro. So, so the Texas legislature, yeah. Uh, SBA, which is can commonly referred to as like a heartbeat bill, right? Yeah. Um, as far as abortion. Bans abortion. Yeah, technically their bill title is relating to abortion, including abortions after detection of an unborn child's heartbeat, authorizing a per- private civil right of action which is generally at like six weeks so yes. that's six weeks is is the number that's being used right can't no abortions past six weeks and to add to this right there is an odd enforcement side of this that um, a lot of especially like the left-leaning media outlets are effectively deputizes citizens yes um that i, I wouldn't say that but it do, it does allow private individuals with zero connection to the person seeking the abortion at all mm-hmm. to sue healthcare providers and potentially even like uber drivers anybody who helps that person that mm-hmm. woman procure that abortion after six weeks can be sued in a civil case in which if that case if the lawsuit is successful the person who sued the other person is entitled to at least ten thousand dollars in damages which is one of the most backwards fucking yes. things I have ever heard in my entire life. Yeah, because there's, in their own rationale, like there's a there's a couple things that the bill does. Yes. The first of all, because we've, we've talked about it a lot when we were talking about like the election stuff, right? Uh, people trying to get court cases up and trying yes. to do things like that. A lot of times when it comes to legal cases, having standing to sue somebody 
can be difficult to do yeah um, in particular cases and that is at least from my interpretation it's the biggest thing about the bill kind of sets the bars for when someone can have grounds legal grounds to actually have standing to sue somebody and the justification they're throwing behind this not throwing about they're they're putting behind is also these announcements that governor greg abbott has made about this like war on rape right that they are going to effectively end rape in texas because Um, the bill specifically does not have the exemptions for rape and incest which most abortion bills that have come out in the past have always kept the that in vast included. majority. Yes. And the, the, in my opinion, backwards reason, I don't even want to say that, right? The reason being, because this is still the fact portion, it's not about my opinion. Yeah. So the reason <laughs> being that these things are not exempt, race, rape and incest are not exempt is because they're, their justification is because there is the six week buffer allowed mm-hmm. in which if you have been raped, you then have six weeks to ensure that you are or are not pregnant. Yep. Or if you have been a victim of incest, you have then six weeks to ensure that you are or are not pregnant and then procure an abortion within that six weeks. Yeah. And not that I agree with it, but again, <laughs> the facts portion <laughs> this is at the this facts point. Portion. Um, <laughs> no one get confused yet. <laughs> the logic behind that being, yes. if you are a victim of rape or incest, you essentially – file charges right yes you you are you know this happens and essentially if you're a a victim of rape or incest it would probably you know you would want to go see you want to go get a health checkup you want to go do this stuff they got to do the rape kit they all do that at that point in time uh plan b pill or some form of contraception at that point yes could be in in ingested or some procedure being done or something like that before you hit that six-week margin, yeah. which, again, facts only, that's just – that is the rationale that he is presenting to say, yes. you know – Greg Abbott. If you get – yeah, Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, um, if you are a victim of rape or incest, the odds that you're not going to go seek some form of medical treatment within six weeks seems kind of strange, and I understand where that's coming from, but – yeah, we'll get into the butts after that. Right. But that's that's his, their rationale, I guess, towards getting around that six-week thing. And then, yeah, there's this whole, like, well, yeah, we're going to have a war on rape and a war on incest. You should be doing that every fucking day anyways. Right. But right. The, just because something's legal doesn't mean people aren't going to do it. Yeah. Obviously, that's why we have crime and punishment. We have crimes and punishments because right. we can't – this isn't fucking Tom Cruise movie, Minority Report – Right. We don't know these things are going to happen. They're going to happen, and then you deal with them afterwards, and you charge people for the, the crime that they committed. You can't necessarily prevent the crime from being stopped. So we can start here and kind of break this down a little bit, right? As far as the Greg Abbott position of the six-week buffer, obviously that's ideal, right? I, it, I feel that it ignores um, at the very ideal least. For, for what? What do you mean by ideal? Ideal as far as legally that someone who's raped would then almost immediately go to okay. the police, right, and and mm-hmm. file a report and yeah. do the rape kit and do these things, right? right. Obviously, has shown. That's, and that's probably – that's not the best word, obviously, but that would be the ideal mm-hmm. scenario of someone yeah, yeah. who's been raped. I thought that's that, what you meant. I just yes, wanted to clarify. Yes, no, certainly. So obviously that's what you would want, right? Anecdotally, at the very least, we have seen that. What you got? Sounds uh, – 
is that it kind of sounds like a good Samaritan law, loosely based. Yeah, like uh, providing kind of, incentives but f- for good Samaritans, quote unquote, right. if you're siding with that bill. Right, to except to be uh, able to get, I don't want to say a bounty. Right, like a, except a, a reward. A, a good Samaritan law generally refers to, like, if you choose to enact medical treatment on somebody who's been injured, you won't get sued if something happens to that person mm-hmm. because you, if that person dies because you were you were trying to do your Samaritan. best. Yeah. yeah. You have a, a, a vague yeah. protection there under the law of just kind of trying to do your best. Yeah, you I know? can see that on a, a loose yes. basis. Yeah. Um, as far as the Greg Abbott thing, like I said, it at the very least anecdotally comes against some of the things we've heard that it, it's women, people who have been raped in general are not always going to immediately go to the police. There is a whole psychological factor of this that they feel is being ignored. That is obviously very important when you're talking about someone being raped, even especially yeah. by a family member. You know oh. what I'm saying? So I, again, Ooh. while that's obviously ideal that that person would immediately go to the police, immediately feel comfortable doing all these things. That's not always the case. Um, and that's, you obviously cannot legislate on exceptions. You know, we've talked about that a lot in the past. You can't form an entire law off of a minority of people that don't. And I don't know what the numbers are, so yeah. I can't say that. But a number of people. And that's that not are, to say that we don't do it all the time. It doesn't right, make it any less Right, but you shouldn't right. do that, yeah. you know. Um, and so that's one factor of this. So there's a whole psychological part of this as far as trauma, PTSD, all of these things that come with being raped, especially by a family member, that don't seem to be fully taken into account yeah. in this bill. Um, Side note, there is a local situation that's come up very recently in the past two weeks um, where somebody was caught in the act of a incest on a minor and fled and is on the run jesus yeah so if it, it, it may sound rare but it can happen in your backyard yeah it's, yeah it's fucked up <laughs> so <clears throat> this bill right we've heard a lot of first um yes. before we get too much more into it <coughs> this is already in effect correct i think it took effect the first of september yes yes I think yeah. that's about the facts. And that's when it that's when this coverage uh not began but was renewed, right? Obviously yeah, it was yeah, being yeah. reported before, but this is when the coverage was renewed is when it actually it came broke into through effect. the covid. Um and so we've seen a lot of different takes on this, right? There is obviously the standard pro-life pro-choice takes that are very big. There is the my body, my choice. Take there's the uh, killing babies. Take there's uh, like the all, all of the standard abortion takes have yeah. been laid out here. All right? the bad so, takes have all yeah, come so out. So we're not gonna run through these things, right? We're gonna talk about I think some deeper ideology behind them, and I'm sure kind of break them down along the way. But I'm we've talked about abortion a bunch of times before, so we're not gonna lay out all of like the general arguments of why you would or wouldn't be in favor of abortion. Yeah. Um, I've, I've luckily I've been able to distill it down to more or less an elevator pitch at this point. My <laughs> my stance on it, because it does come up somewhat regularly throughout yeah. just conversations I have with people, and uh, yeah, uh, Will says it's such a devastating situation like that occurs. He or she doesn't usually want to. They don't want to right. admit that and want to talk about it. Right. And yeah, that's definitely that. And, it happens right. all the time, which makes sense. Yeah, you know. 
I don't know. Very I'm, understandable. Yeah, no, it, it absolutely makes sense. And that factor doesn't seem to be, excuse me, being considered in this law. No. Which I think is a dangerous game to play. And there's oh, a yeah. lot of real dangerous lines that walk just in the whole conversation of abortion. But um, So we can talk maybe some of the bad takes real quick that we've heard. Um, and some of them on the left, obviously, there are, are some people that – are in favor of, and we've even talked about the Virginia law in the past, right? People that are in favor of abortion up until the point of birth and even afterwards in, in Virginia, the yeah. governor has come out and said that their law will allow the child to be born and even um, revived if if the case need be and then kept comfortable while the parents and the physician have a decision on what's going to be done with the baby after that, because it's a born alive baby. We'll make it it's comfortable. Not even, then a conversation will ensue. Yeah. It's not I even I had a nice Virginia twang. I it's not even that. in the womb anymore. It's an active alive baby outside of the womb that they're then going to kill somehow. Right. Yeah. That's, if that's not killing a baby, I don't know what is. Yeah. That's definitely killing a baby, right? So that's obviously horrific. Um, we've also heard – there's also, to the other extreme, harpy bills like this or complete abortion bans, no abortion at all, no plan B, you know, things like that. Um, or the limitation of one – uh, operating abortion clinic in one far off corner right, of the state right. and no other ones, you know. Yeah, and I think that that was in Georgia maybe where um, the... Yeah, I'm trying to remember the state. I can't remember, so forgive me for that. I can't remember what state it was in, but the operating surgeon had to have admitting rights in a hospital and there was only a handful of surgeons, yeah. abortion practitioners in the state that were able to achieve that. Mm-hmm. And that's what... So, and that was able to make it through. There was... And that it's was, elimination through fiat at that point. You're doing yeah, everything but. It's a false choice. Um, yeah. And so another one of the bad takes I heard, right, we have Stephen Crowder here. And the thing that I think is it, we could talk about it afterwards. But okay. um, Stephen Crowder, if you've never seen his show before, you, I'm not going to defend it. But you have to remember that he does – He's a comedian, right? Quote, yeah. unquote. Like, that's his thing. So everything is a joke. It's all funny. You know, everything is funny. Um, and so there's some off-color jokes and shit like that, just so no one is like, this is – you guys endorse this shit? But um, this is – I'm talking about before. This is a – I feel – and I was actually telling Jordan this last night. I watched Crowder because I think that this, over a lot of things, is a really great window window into the modern conservative youth, right? Like – like yeah. from like Young 21 Americans Foundation type deal under 35 generally male probably 90% male are people they're not that are, old enough to be conservatives yeah, yet that are watching Steven Crowder's show yeah. um, and so it's just it's a good window into that section of this so we have two clips here both relatively short and we're going to talk about obviously the does things. it matter which one I start off no, with you can okay. just play them both it doesn't so, really matter before we jump into it we have a the opinion from a former police officer, there are many more cases of unreported rape cases that most that most may know. And I, I, I don't have any problem saying, like, I feel like that is absolutely the case. Yeah. Most rape cases, I feel, are probably unreported. And I know... Probably. Personally, um, even before Me Too, right? Like, when mm-hmm. I was in high school and afterwards um girlfriends or friends that i had had that one girl for sure um that was like roofied and somebody attempted to to assault her and um two or three girls that i know personally that had 
had been raped or sexually assaulted just in those years. You know what I'm saying? That had not, um, it was not, whatever, I'm not going to qualify, but they had not sought legal action after that. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, Twisted. Happens all the time. Yeah, and listening to, like, for lack of a better word, testimonials from people that have gone through that. Yeah. Doesn't surprise me in the least. Yeah. Because, and it's so understandable. You go, yeah, yeah. Why would I want to re-bring up all that trauma? Right. And then and then f- have to deal with that for years on end through litigation and criminal trials and all that. That rough, man. Rough. Yeah. All right. So, so let's we'll play both these clips and then we'll it. talk about why these are both ridiculous, stupid fucking takes. Check. Buckle up, everybody, for some Crowder action. Your argument, your argument, AOC, is that people don't always know when they're pregnant. Okay, look, how about this? All we're saying is that you can avoid killing a child. We're going to ask you to test a little bit more regularly if you are having sex. That's it. Well, that's the goalpost. It's so move. inconvenient. It went from safe, legal, and rare to on-demand, uh, taxpayer-funded period. Yeah. And it went to, you're damaging, you're putting women's health in danger, and now it's, no. well, I may not know I'm pregnant. I'm sorry. Do you really just want to live your life with no accountability or responsibility, mismenstruating person, ally? Okay. He on a stick. Yeah. <laughs> It'll tell you. They'll but be alive. I can't. It, it burns. Well, cranberry juice, I recommend. Um, according to the American Pregnancy uh, Agency, most women find out they're pregnant during weeks four through seven. Okay. Now, they haven't measured just saying, oh, six. So, in other words, there's a good way to find out before this. And if a woman is trying to get pregnant, they know significantly before then. And if a woman is having sex, engaging in sexual activity that could result in pregnancy, I don't think that it's too much to ask for a woman to be responsible to do some checks. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I mean, there's a limited window for when you can get pregnant. Like, it is truly a miracle when these things happen. I know couples and friends who have tried... For months and months and months and months and not yeah. been successful at this. And so it's not like we're talking like you can just have sex any time during the month and that's going to happen, right? So it is a limited window. And all we're saying is take some personal responsibility and just check. Yeah. That's it. If you had sex last night, check in a few days. You know, I, I don't know exactly personal how long Personal responsibility. Maybe take a week. See yeah. what happens. Yeah. Pee, on, pee on a stick a couple of times. And you don't have to buy like the fancy <laughs> 50. I don't know what it takes. He says, okay, so this highlights a take that I would never lay forth but but highlights why it's an understandable thing to hear especially from a i'm not gonna qualify too much but especially from like a young left-leaning woman right it's like if you don't menstruate you don't have the right to to make legislation on this that's exactly why they say shit like that is because that's the dumbest that's some of the most uninformed shit i have ever heard biologically from people who have Hundreds of thousands of views every time they make an episode, right? It's the same exact <laughs> argument, but 180 from the point where, like, well, you're a man. You don't have any say in the matter. Exactly, yes. It's the same so, argument, just flipped on its ass. You, if, and I'm not a woman, I cannot lay out exact timelines, right? Don't you mean birthing person? I, I couldn't do it, right? <laughs> you definitely cannot have sex and then take a test a few days later and it will tell you if you're pregnant that yeah, is Scott, not how it, works. how it works not at all how it works right the most expensive tests because i have purchased many of them right the ones that you buy in the store like 25 dollars, and those are the ones that are like tells you 10 days before your missed period so 15 i think at the it's 10 
it's 10 days before your missed period, right? If So that's basically like a three-week type deal. You afterwards. have to have three weeks at the earliest, right? And that's only if your periods are regular, which a lot of women are not, yeah, right? Various birth controls cause various Again, cycle I don't know what percentages are. There are a million factors that could adjust your periods to make them irregular, have them more than once. Jordan has had two in a month before, gone a month like without, without being pregnant. You know what All I'm right. saying? So this six-week window, this ideology, this idea that especially they're putting forth here and in Texas that like, oh, you definitely know within six weeks. You definitely don't know. You don't definitely know within six weeks. Weeks, yep. Right, you can, you certainly can, almost definitely, or definitely you can, you could. right? Definitely could. The possibility exists, but it is not guaranteed that you will, and right? It's probably not normal. No, and so that idea being pushed forward is completely false. Not completely false, but it's completely disingenuous. It's at least two and a half Pinocchios, at the very two least, at least two and a half Pinocchios. That's no good. At that's three. yeah. That's not. That's not true. No. You know, there are, I have at least half of the girlfriends that I've had, again, totally anecdotal, at least half the girlfriends that I've had have complained about irregular periods because of their birth control, their whatever, it could be fucking preservatives or chemicals and shit and all the food that you eat, like there's yeah. and the any problem number is of things. And the problem can't even tell you what types of things may cause that in no. a female because we just, the, the, the data isn't there. No. And for anybody who's never seen Crowder before, right? Crowder is very conservative. Very, very conservative. He's not a libertarian. He's very Republican, very conservative, yeah. right? So the other Mid-size thing... Mid-sized government conservative. The other thing that I found so fucking hilarious about this, right, is their turn to... Is it too much to ask for you to take a little bit of personal responsibility if you're going to be having sex, right? And you and I talked a little bit before the show that the only time that I could think that it's... It's a, only a woman's responsibility to, to, to find out and know whether or not she's pregnant or needs to be concerned <laughs> yeah. is if the, that woman is completely independent and is like casually dating with multiple partners in which those people are not, you know, in any type of committed relationship. Like that's at that point it and, and not to disqualify anybody else, but it's, you know what I'm saying? That's it's very personal. It's not that. And it doesn't remove the responsibility Whatever. from, let's say, this female individual is doing whatever she wants to do and is having non-committed relationships with six six guys. Multiple partners, right? we'll say. It doesn't remove an ounce of responsibility from each and every single one of those men no. that is deciding to undergo this experience with this person and not protect themselves from the liability yeah. of possibly impregnating this woman. And so this the the idea they put forth of like take personal responsibility for this action that's taking two people at the time, I find very odd and seems contradictory to most of the things that are spoken about on Stephen Crowder's show. Um, I, I found it very, very odd. You it's know? because with when it comes to the abortion, um, to... I mean, a decent amount of folks, including Crowder, you know, they there's no wiggle room in their mind. Abortion equals murder, period, right. full stop to them. And so that is the that's one of the issues for them that they can essentially, like I said before, throw out as many disingenuous arguments as they want because they just fully believe that, like, I don't care about the circumstances. Whatever right. you're doing, you're committing murder, period, full stop. And that's protected by the Constitution. That unborn 
zygote at the time, that thing that will, in most cases, become a human life, you're cutting that off. Right. And that, to them, is murder. So then they feel free to make any kind of disingenuous, hyperbolic argument that they want against it. And as we just saw, they do. Right. And it it, it, it is so sad because it does run completely contradictory to everything else that they're saying they stand for, saying right. that they follow through on. They're, it's like, well, in this case, my, my moral values hold true, and I can't, I can't make an exception in this case. But, you, but this is the one. There's just one? Right. There's just one, and then so this is the one you're going to give yourself a pass on and no one else. And and no if, one else. Right. And I, I feel very confident that if it were – if men got pregnant, Right. And Steven Crowder <laughs> yes. were, were then in this position in which he was going to have to spend money out of his own pocket to test regularly because he couldn't do exercise. Right. Whether or not he agreed with it or not, he could totally still be mm-hmm. a pro-life woman. Right. So even if he didn't agree with that, now you have no choice. You have to test all the time and you have to pay for them. I don't see a world when he would have no problem with that at all. Yeah. Right? Oh, it's fine. They're only a dollar, right? Yeah. I can buy one at the dollar store. It's no problem. Yep. You forget That's the, you I can get, buy you them the foundational bulk. principle. Yes. And then you just, it's all anecdotal yeah. bullshit. And I think that that's absolute nonsense. Um, and because his wife is assumingly pro-life, right, it's no problem. They don't have to worry about that because they're going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. You know? It's no skin off of their back. I think that that's bullshit. And in... I'm not, neither of us are Medicare for all type folk, you know, but I I might be more into it than you are. Maybe I'm certainly uncomfortable with the idea of forcing, not forcing, requesting that women take on the cost, however little or large it may be to test as regularly as necessary. And the government does nothing about it. What is the difference? That's bullshit, right? What's the difference between that? And his stance on mandatory vaccinations or weekly testing, yeah. which he is vehemently against, because you're you're putting an undue burden on the individual. Financial to go burden and do on the individual. Thing. Yeah, I don't care if it's a dollar. <clears throat> Just like he said when he talks about the take-home tests. Yes. I don't care how much they are. It's still something you should not have to do. It's a, it's a burden you shouldn't put on the individual. Yes. You're contradicting yourself here yep. fully. It's wrong. Little, it's wrong. It's very wrong. Yes. And it concerns me. Last night we were watching that video that I pulled those clips from had like 660,000 views, right? And how many likes? Like mostly. Yeah. So that's probably 10, <clears throat> 15,000. The idea 000. that a genuinely, actually uninformed view is being taken in. And I'm not like cancel Steven Crowder because I, fu- I watch a show, right? Yeah. So obviously I'm not saying cancel him, Apple but it research. concerns me that. I'm not concerned about his influence, but that he is fucking wrong. (laughs) And he is so readily expressing it like that's the truth, right? When it's so easily to verify that it's false. I would not have a problem with his stance on it. I would disagree with his stance on it. But I wouldn't have a problem with him standing by it and, and spreading it. I wanted to use a different word, but it didn't come to me. Um, Spread it like COVID. If he would carry that 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 ethical and moral logic forward to other aspects of other issues that he deems that he wants to talk about. Right. If you kept the same foundational logic here that you had over here, 
for like the COVID mandates and shit like that. If you were able to keep that stance and then keep that stance together as one, you might have a coherent argument and I would disagree with you, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be saying it's a bad take. Right. Because you stand by that. That's what you believe. That's what you, I keep trying to say the P word, but I don't know. It's like pro proclamate or whatever. The, I don't know. Prognosticate. But, is that what your, is that your word? I don't know. Proselytize. Spread around. Yeah. You know, um, preach. Sure. We'll go with that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. If you, if you're going to practice what you preach on this issue, but fundamentally it's the same issue as far as individual rights are concerned right. over here for COVID, the two are contradictory. And now I don't believe you on anything anymore because now I can't tell what you actually mean, what you're actually trying to stand behind. All I know now is that you've staked your flag in this fucking camp and now you're just a campy. You're just right. a, I'm on team red. This is my stance. Boom, move on. Don't worry about that. It doesn't make sense here, but it makes sense over here. That's why it's a bad take. It's Another... not a bad take because I disagree necessarily maybe with the foundation of whatever it is that he's saying. Here I do. But fundamentally, the argument you're making is contradicted by every other argument you make. Right. And I, I, I want to call it a lie, but it's not really a lie. It's just a disingenuous it's argument. Very inconsistent. It's yeah. extremely inconsistent. Yeah. Like from I don't somebody... trust you. I don't trust right. you anymore because you've gone back on what you say you stand for. And from someone who who preaches constantly ideological consistency. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. another place where he falls apart is when they talk about rape. Right. Mm -hmm. And he his another thing that fucked me up is he starts to then talk about ways that he refutes arguments. Right. And it was very. It exposed a lot for me that a lot of the things that he's saying are not necessarily genuine views. They are debate tactics thinly veiled as genuine opinions, right? I because can, he's yeah. expressing – he even yeah. said, this is how I shut down this argument and yeah. then laid out. So when they say, <clears throat> oh, so you're going to force uh, you know, women – or you think that women should have to carry rape babies, right? And he says, no. I'm not going to force anyone to do anything, but I'm not going to allow them to take a life. Mm -hmm. Right? So, so I'm not going to force you, but I'm not going to allow you. You're going to tell someone what they can and cannot do. Do you, as Steven Crowder, feel that anybody can tell you what you can and cannot do besides God? No. So, But in this particular instance, you get to dictate because you don't agree with this what someone's rights are. Mm -hmm. that's completely counter to your entire ideology, right? And then when... Well, like, when he does his... Because change he, my mind video right, because on, he, like, ab abortion is murder. Well, to, to expand on the rape thing, right? Mm -hmm. Just to... Because he's... His explanation for the rape thing is, I'm, I'm not forcing you to have that baby. I'm pro foster care, adoption, uh, contraception, or parenthood. But I'm not pro the fifth option, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm pro-choice, but I'm pro these choices. Yeah. I'm pro the choices that I'm going to give to you, right? This false choice that he lays out. Yep. That's the thing that fucks me up is that's that's very inconsistent. You're with not free to abort your baby, but you're free to pursue these other options. Does that sound really fucking familiar? Yeah. Does that sound like these are the same exact things you're fighting against when you're coming to these mandates? Yes. It's the same exact thing. Same you're just thing. standing on high because you believe that abortion is murder. And while I... 
may or may not disagree with you. I'll say it like that. You're logically being inconsistent. You have right. ideological inconsistencies here because you are talking about an individual's liberty to make a decision, except in this case because now you're, you're, you're infringing on an unborn child's right. right. So now you have rights unless, of course, you can't even try to make sense of it no. is what I'm saying because it is a logical and like you said, it's a logical and ideological inconsistency you can't tie the two together because they are inconsistent with each other and cannot be tied to and on top of that like i said these things these things specifically that he's yeah. laying out are debate tactics no, that's not an opinion yeah. that's a debate tactic yep. all that you're is, trying to shut down the yes, argument that's all that that is is a way to shut down the opposite argument that's not yep. an opinion that's, that's a, not that's a, a win and loss situation yes, that's all that that is it's something yep. you devised for change my mind so mm -hmm. when someone says that to you you can lay out no no no. i, I am pro-choice i'm pro these choices here's the microphone what do you have to say about that yep that's all that's not an opinion that's a debate tactic thinly veiled as a genuine opinion on this topic Damn. which is I would, dark i would i want to see because the problem i like to change my mind videos right they're great they're great i would like to see change my mind videos with people that are intellectually sound enough to make a coherent argument that might side with him, but be able to point out his logical inconsistencies. And we did on Joe Rogan the last time he was on there when they talked about weed and debated mm -hmm. for over an hour. He wasn't able to get past Joe Rogan's question of, so what you're saying is you don't like it and you don't think people should do it. Yep. And then he would continue to say, well, I told you I don't even want to talk about it. Right, and he hasn't been on since. Yep, and that's can't win because the because, and again, I watch Steven Crowder almost every day. Well, right, you know, but his he, schedule's a little. But even yeah. the change my minds are him picking college students that he can destroy the most of the time in a conversation. Yeah. You he's know? picking like it's and it's cannon fodder. Yes, and let as me long pick as, this cannon fodder so I can have a W on this one. Yes, and they're again they're great videos. They're great. Right? Yes, yes, because they have but, the solid arguments. But when he stands up to someone that will debate him, quote unquote, because it wasn't a debate on Joe Rogan, it turned into kind of an argument when it started out to be a regular Joe Rogan episode. Yeah. But re reporters won't debate him because they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Yes. No journalists know what they're talking about. Yeah. So nobody he challenges to a debate <laughs> is going to accept it. Right. But nobody don't know. who could combat him, he will debate. Yeah. Right. And I'm not I don't I, I'm not saying he's, you know, declining challenges all the time because I don't know. But like I said, we saw it on Joe Rogan. He yeah. couldn't Joe Rogan, who's just a podcast host. He's not not a professor. He's not a yeah. teacher. He's not a he's journalist, not a public intellectual. No. He no. he's a smart person, a very intelligent person who hosts a podcast who has couldn't conversations with people. Yes, that is. I think that's at the root there yes. because Crowder wins debates. Yes. Ben Shapiro wins debates. But when you're having a conversation, like in Shapiro and Dave Rubin's world, right? Shapiro's got the, I'm a practicing Orthodox Jew, so this is out for me. But you you have a conversation with a friend of yours yes. to go through all these things, and they, they give you shit, you give them shit, you go back and forth, and you're in each other's business, but you're thinking about your own logical path to, this, the, the, route, to the ultimate destination that you land on. And when you're having a conversation versus a debate, there's not there's not stakes involved. The minute right. it becomes a debate, it's a win or loss situation, and conversations can get disingenuous really fast because it's all about 
trying to find the logical fallacy in the other person's argument. Yes. Not actually trying yes. to convince them to change their mind. Yeah, in this same clip, I he really talked about... <laughs> Just go for okay. it. In this same clip, he talked about a lot of the far left bills and laws that Colin and I talked about. The ones, you know, abortion up until 40 weeks and things like that. And again, I, I don't agree with those things. But the issue that I have with the way that he's presenting these arguments is that, excuse me, the argument that the left is worst isn't a justification for bills like the Texas bill or other heartbeat bills or things like that. The insanity of one side does not justify the insanity of the other, right? It doesn't justify the bell curve swinging that far the other the other way. Ideally, you still want it to rest somewhere in the middle. And so it seems, again, very odd for somebody who's generally along the lines of some type of compromise, right? Because he recognizes that we live in a free country where people aren't going to see the same way as him. But to to then use these far-left bills as a justification for, like I said, the bell curve swinging so far the other way is inconsistent. It doesn't make any sense to me, you mm -hmm. know? And I think that that's... It's a false choice. It's a false argument. That's, that's bullshit. You that's know? why we call it um, a bad take. Yes. <laughs> um, I think that's all that I had on Crowd, right? So now I have kind of some big questions that okay. we can explore right one of the issues i think that people in general run into right people as a whole run into when we're talking about bills like this is where life begins right stephen crowder has talked a lot about his personal the only ideologically or logically consistent line he can find is uh, conception, because that's when a separate set of DNA is formed, right? That's where, yeah, that's like the I, science argument. Yeah, okay. I think that's a very valid argument, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's very valid. Some other people will say a heartbeat, because that's when you can say there's a heart there, right? And yeah. Stephen Crowder goes, oh, do you have two hearts? Do you have four legs? Do you fucking, you know, whatever? Like, that's his thing. And so as soon as a heartbeat, that's his thing. Yeah. I um, There are some people who, you know, for a long time, my deal was like, uh, like 20 weeks pain. When he could feel oh, pain, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, you're definitely registering things here like i have issues with this now like now we have a problem right there are other people that say until the moment of birth it's not a baby it's whatever you're gonna call it you know and so that's when life begins mm -hmm. i don't know right i don't know that Are babies personal property no until they're born no they're inside of an individual's person i don't think I so i really thought about that i don't know i don't know i don't think so yeah because like a dog is your property um, like they're they're actually your property if under you the law. If you ask her, she's like, "Bitch, um, you don't own me." <laughs> under the law, they are your property. Um, but I don't think that. I I don't know. I don't know enough yeah. legally to say whether or not there's been a court case for like the life mind. rights I, of an yeah. unborn. I don't know. Um, yeah. And so that's that's part of the confusion, right? I don't know, and I don't think anybody really knows when life actually begins, right? And that's I'm not saying we're going to now try and decide when life begins because i don't think that we're qualified to do that right Hard no um but one of the issues that i run into right we're in the explorative opinion part now we're having open discussion now when we're talking about abortion is when again when life begins which would then mean to me when that baby begins to have individual rights you know 
I don't know. I don't know when that happens. But even if we assume that a baby after 20 weeks or whatever, some random number, then has individual rights, I feel like it's a kind of a dangerous game to overrule the rights of a mother who's been alive for, again, let's pick 25 years, mm -hmm. right? Who's actively been alive, actively exercising these rights for 25 years to overrule that person's rights because of this because of a baby's rights who may or may not have rights because they may or may not be alive because we don't know. I think that's a kind of a dangerous game to start to play, you know, but again, I don't, I don't know because I don't know when the baby is alive or not. Yeah. You know, that is a tough game to play because it's, I mean, even when you think about just children in general, right. Children don't really like, where do their rights start and end until they become an adult? I don't know. Because I mean, because it, it happens in all sorts of different legal cases, like with the uh, with the children that I don't remember the word, but it's like divorce their parents for whatever reason. Or yeah, stuff like yeah. That. It's like, and there's like a lot of arguments of, uh, and even from like the Crowder side, you know, that unborn baby has the right to life. Right. You know, but but at the same time, until you're 18, you don't necessarily have the right to do whatever you want. Your parents tell you what the fuck to do, and that's the way it goes until you're 18 they don't have the right to tell you what to do anymore like, it's not even a right they legally can't tell you what to do anymore right but yeah where does we don't have a definition of where in yeah the human rights where 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 this bad boy right. comes into play when do you get to use this as the rule book and right and one of the reasons that concerns me so much is because individual and personal liberty are such a such a cornerstone for me you know mm -hmm. like that's that's where I build most of my shit off of, you know, is individual and personal liberty. Yeah. And so if for if someone could verify, and I'm not asking for this, but if someone could verify that a baby had was was alive at two weeks, you know, and therefore that baby should have rights at two weeks, like you're playing a dangerous game. But again, yeah, that woman has been alive for X amount of years. Mm -hmm. So like who whose rights mean more at that point you know obviously the right the baby has a, a right to to life liberty and the pursuit of happiness mm -hmm. but, but should but you get but it should that then supersede the rights of this woman who has been alive for x amount of years actively exercising these rights who i don't already, know yeah who already I, has the rights i don't know and that's like and that's not me trying to stump anybody you know or be like that how do you answer good. that I don't know. And yeah, when a good t it's a good question to ask because nobody's asking the question. Everybody just goes, well, the minute it has a heartbeat, it's life. Can't murder it because it's life. Right. Uh, the minute of conception, the minute that sperm makes its way into the egg, it's if everything, if it's left alone, it'll be a life. Technically, that's a life. If we find a single celled organism on Mars, we're going to call it life on Mars. It's, but realistically, that, I think, I'm just trying to make sure, I, the Founding Fathers, at the point of the Constitution, when it was written, little to no understanding of Medical. prenatal science. Yeah. We'll just go with that, right? But they didn't know. They didn't know. What Com to say, we should to not have an amendment that says, okay, this is when you get rights. This yeah. is when you're born or when you're whatever the fuck. Right. This is when your rights kick in. After that, boom, nothing. The minute right. you exit the womb, maybe, I don't know what it is, but that seems like 
Right, he's like even... good territory for an actual constitutional amendment to say, we have a constitutional question here. We don't. We have a constitutional crisis about when you get these. Everyone's subject to them. You you get these rights from your creator, right? When do you get to exercise those? The minute yeah. you're born would seem like a, a a logical place to start, maybe, or when the life when life begins. And the hard or, point with that, right? One of the things that I run into is like is if it is that point, right, no. when you're born, a baby can't choose for itself, can't make no. any decision, can't, can't even feed itself, no. right? Especially, 18-year-olds can barely think for themselves. Especially in the womb, you know, mm-hmm. if, if the mother does not eat, the baby will not eat after it's taken all of the nourishment it can from the mom, right? Yeah. But, like, it, in in very vague terms, if the mother does not eat, the baby will not eat, you know? It cannot make decisions for itself. Heartbeat it has, to 18 years of age. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I, I don't, know. don't know, and I'm, I would never tell anybody that they're wrong because I don't know that they know either. I'm not saying that I know because I don't know. And but that's when someone asks tables. me to form an opinion on abortion. You know, uh-huh. That's a question where I'm like, why? Yeah. Flip the tables for me. Flip What's... the tables on you as a parent because yes. I can't play that game. Yes. Um, probably need to divorce ourselves a little bit from like the prenatal before birth portion, right? Like, when does Dax get his rights? Or does he have rights that you protect because you are his guardian? Am I actively infringing on his rights by not giving him more freedom? And I'm, do yeah. not. Like, do it's, not, a, it's, a, it's a philosophical question. And me, it's a, I'm not sure what the, a little bit facetious, right? You know what I'm saying? But if it was up to him, like, he'd be eating fucking french fries for a meal and shit like that. Oh, know? yeah. Should he, as kids a child, eat, have the freedom? Kids want to like, eat you pizza every day. You know what I'm saying? You don't know things like that. Like, yeah. that's so. I, I, like that's what I'm saying. And, again, I'm not trying to be yeah. funny. I'm not trying to make light of anything. I, I yeah. don't know what the rights of the unborn are or what they should be or whose rights should supersede whose because I have a really hard time telling feeling comfortable telling that mother we've decided as a country even that the your rights in the constitution start at 20 weeks but in some states you can have an abortion after that at least for now mm-hmm. you know uh so then telling her that until this time you even if you decide you don't let's call it first trimester because more people are generally comfortable with that like stage of abortion right yeah. so we're we're going to say that the Six weeks. We'll call it that, right? Because that's what the number is. We're going to say we've decided as a country, science, everything, that at six weeks when you have a heartbeat, you are born and you're entitled to these rights. I have a really hard time feeling comfortable telling that mother, well, you've decided or found out at eight weeks that you're pregnant and you don't want to have this baby. You now are going to carry it for the next 32 weeks until it's born and then we'll find another home for it and while it can have rights. I'm very uncomfortable with that. Yeah, because it's almost like at Having, that point you're suspending a you're some you're suspending someone else's rights for someone else. Having seen the process of pregnancy, <laughs> yeah. it's not easy. I didn't do it. It doesn't look very simple. It doesn't look fun. I don't want to do it. I'm it glad really looks, that I it don't. It looks really unenjoyable. No, so the idea that we would then, to use Stephen Crowder's terms, would then force that woman to carry that baby after she doesn't want it, right? I have a really hard time with that, whether it's for rape or incest or whatever. Like, I, I have a hard time telling you that you have to do that because this baby has rights that you're not allowed to 
deny or infringe upon. Like that's a but that means you have to you like have I to said, have your that's own a rights. Fucking dangerous game to play, you know. Yeah. And I, I feel that that's a totally fair question to be asking, and I feel like if that were the question being explored more instead of why do you want to control my body or why do you want to murder babies, then we would have seen more progression on this issue over the last two decades. You know, instead so of everybody wasn't division. Being, yeah, if everybody wasn't being so disingenuous about both the extreme arguments, we might actually have a productive conversation. Yeah, because we've talked right. about this before. The idea that everybody who wants to have an abortion wants to murder babies is yeah. stupid. The idea that everybody who doesn't want abortions to be legal wants to control women's bodies is also stupid. Yeah. And Neither I, of those two things make sense. Will makes a really good point here. He says, so... Yeah. Not having, not have been, not have being a parent, um, and being mostly pro-life. Yes, it's a very delicate, slippery slope. Yes, and I think that really gets down to the the foundation of the problem, and which is kind of why I end up in the position that I I kind of like I talked about my elevator pitch. I my position more or less on abortion is. I have my own personal thoughts about it. Yes. But that's going to be between me and whoever my partner is at that point, me and the wife. We are going to have a conversation. We're going to come up with what we feel like we want to do or not do or whatever the fuck it is. And I don't think it should be anybody else's input. I don't want anybody else's input. Right. It is just especially the government decision. That's. And the government shouldn't be involved yeah. at all. There should not be a fucking law in the books about abortion, period. That's a tilt if that any, we, If yeah. you don't like abortion, you talked earlier about, like, men don't get pregnant, right? Right. And let's just put that out on this podcast. Men do not get pregnant, period, <laughs> full fucking yes. stop. I will put my name behind that. If AOC is going to bring up fucking biology and then start talking about birthing persons and menstruating persons, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah. Men do not get pregnant, period, full stop. If if men got pregnant, you better goddamn believe there'd be more abortion clinics than there are fucking Starbucks. Yes. All right? That is – which is why it's not up to any person to decide what is right for everybody. We all have individual rights. We all have individual choices to make throughout life. It is none of my goddamn business whether you get an abortion or not. I may disagree with your choice to get an abortion or not. But it is not my business to tell right. you what to do. It is not. It is certainly not the goddamn government's business to tell you what to fucking do. If you don't like it, if the society as a whole in the state of Texas decides it's not something they support. I don't like to use the term all the time because it's so misused. But like the free market will make it either more difficult or easier to access those services. Right. In specific areas of life. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. I, I don't have a problem with people forming societies and living life the way they choose based off of a few basic rules that we all should follow. Right. Right. And then if, if Crowder doesn't know, if Steven Crowder doesn't know that abortions are taking place every day, why would he have an issue on it? He can have a personal stance on like, well, this isn't going to happen in our relationships. Okay, that's up between you and your partner to figure out. But it is not up to anyone else. Nobody else has a fucking say in whatever it is that you do 
with your body. Right. And if he was even semi-consistent logically, he would carry that through because that's the exact argument he makes about the vaccine mandates yes. and everything else. Yeah, and he about- would carry that through and say, I personally am pro-life. I believe that abortion is murder. But I'm not going to tell you what to do. Right. Just don't tell me about it. I don't want to fund it with taxpayer money, which I think is probably a good idea because the less government we all have in our lives, the better. But obviously there's nuance and things to do about that. But I just, it is not my body. Yeah. It's not my choice, man. No, and I think that you're right. The consistent argument behind it would be behind the healthcare section, right, would be that the free market, like you said, will dictate that. And that if there, if there is a demand for late-term abortions, that a majority or a certain percentage of people support, then those people should be putting their money behind that uh-huh. and donating to those causes so that those things can be achieved. Yeah. Instead Which of donating not, to your yeah. bullshit fucking politician that's trying to get populist support and all this shit and grassroots donations, right. maybe they should start a foundation that's provo- that provides money to these services right. that they stand behind ideologically. That mm. would be that would be great. Private we money were, going to private things. We were talking about that last night, Jordan and I, and I told her I said I don't necessarily disagree with that, you know, mm-hmm. because but I like I think that that's kind of consistent that if that people should be if they don't want to be taxed on things, mm-hmm. they should be putting their money towards those things so that the government doesn't have to worry about it, you know what I'm saying? But that's also not really how the country is set up right now. They just yeah. kind of take your money and appropriate it shit, right? Yeah. Um, so, but I also am not – because I support people getting medical care that need it, yeah. I'm also not totally in favor of that, you know, because that complete free market aspect of it yeah. tends to leave out those people who don't have the money to pay yeah. for the private sector because insurance. Because if but, you follow the, the logic out at that point, right. there will be states – that you cannot right. get an abortion in. It's that will be the way it ends up. And ideally, if you're not comfortable with that, you won't live there. But right. we all know, especially in this time where I wish I could live in any other state but here because this is fucking ridiculous. But it's just it ain't that easy, that easy man. Yeah. It's that's why we have problems with like the arguments. Well, you don't like it here. Why don't you move? Or, you know, if you don't like this, just move to Florida. Just move to to Tennessee or yeah sure man that sounds great I have a I have a house I have a job I have friends I have family it, it's not that simple to just pick up and leave or just quit your job and go somewhere else okay that's it might have been easier back in the 40s right when in, in the 20s when people literally moved across country to take another job hell man the market's so goddamn bad I'm trying to hire people and can and convince them to move across the country to come work for me. That's how bad things go, but it's not that simple, man. You just can't throw money at it and make it go away. Yeah. It's a you know, if if you grew up your whole life here, right? And you love the state of Washington. I love the state of Washington. I love the fact that within 4 hours I could be in the rainforest up in the Olympics. I could be down on a beach in southeast Washington. I could be on the Columbia River down in farm country. I could be over in the high desert country. I can have whatever. I could be up in the mountains. I could be out in the ocean. I could have whatever I want. It's a great, great environmental place to live. I wouldn't want to really be anywhere else. It's got, I got everything I want here. 
because of the political situation, I have to debate whether or not I'm willing to sacrifice all that and go somewhere else. Yeah. Like that's not, it's, it's kind of a false choice. You're being kicked out of a place you don't want to leave because the majority rules and now it ain't so friendly Your anymore. ideology is not welcome. You know, it's just not, it's not, a, it's not a cut and dry, easy answer for people to just be like, well, go somewhere else. Yeah. It never is. And it, same with abortion. You live in Texas, born and raised in Texas, three generation Texas, third generation Texan. You know, now that all of a sudden there's an abortion ban in place, you're just supposed to be like, well, I don't agree with this. I'm packing up stakes and leaving. Like, it's never that simple. Yeah. And and the idea that people try to, they try to say that that's all you need to do. It's just, we'll go somewhere else. The state's rights, they get to do whatever you want, but you're uprooting a lot of lives. I mean, there's so many different the roots of the argument go so deep into everybody's fundamental existence in life. It's, it's exactly why I'm more of a just do what you want to do, man. Right. Do what you want to do, keep the government out of it. But, yeah, at the same time, maybe there should be some form of, yeah, like I don't want to remove the facility. Right. I don't want to remove people the option. Because well, now you're removing yeah. somebody's right to make a choice. Yeah. You don't have a choice anymore. And like you said, the conversations around it are so disingenuous, yeah. you know, that it's difficult to, I think you're one of the, you, Haley, Jordan, you know, there's a small handful of people I've had a genuine discussion about mm-hmm. abortion on like, what do we do? Because I don't know. Yeah. And it, I bet it generally ends up at the same place where like, well, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and and until, like many things, you know, oh. until that conversation becomes more genuine and based in reality, it's going to be very difficult to move forward on that. Um, wow. There's a bombshell that he didn't even really drop. Let's hear it. I'm born and raised in northern Florida. I've been here since 2002. I love the nature of this state. I may be heading back to Florida. Which, again definitely makes sense yeah definitely makes sense we're gonna have to have talk we're gonna have to have a talk on monday well don't scare me like this but uh (laughs) but at the end of the day i wouldn't i wouldn't fault anybody for wanting to do that no fuck part i hate florida part of me wants to move to fucking florida well and that's trench obviously for covid um, reasons and shit but my best friend right works for the shipyard yeah um is against the vaccine against vaccine mandates is now um, I think we can probably start to move towards this conversation, the COVID conversation. We've gotten um, into the liberty portion of it. I think yeah, that's the that's, um, that's the segue. Is now it's looking like I think Jen Saki said on the ninth they're going to have about seventy five days is going to be how long federal employees have to get vaccinated, um, and okay. so you know oh, I, to the tail end of October. Yeah. So Trenton, whether or not you know. We'll see what happens, yeah. Whether or not it's true, he's like, well, I guess I'm going to find a different job, you know? Trent doesn't want to stay here. I don't if Why? He didn't. He already didn't want to be here. You live you in a state that is forcing you to quit your job. Why the fuck would you want to yeah, stay why here? Why would you stay here? Why would you stay? Yeah. Where are you going to go? Yeah. Idaho seems like it's a great spot right well, now. And like I said, I know a gang of people who work in the shipyard. And yep. many of them young, many of them feeling very strongly that this is not the right thing to yep. be doing and you can hold my dick i will find a different job what's you the know? largest employer in the state federal, federal government. government 
There it is right there. That is so wrong. I, yeah, it's so don't, wrong when you I really think, think about that. It. Yeah, okay. So let's. So we'll go here, right? So over the last few weeks, there's been a, a litany of different increased mandates and requirements and things like that over many different states. Oh, yeah. Right? So states be doing what they want to do. Previously, the federal government had in place a vaccine mandate, but there was also an allowance for testing. You could also get tested, I think, daily or just frequently. Once, once a week, week. maybe. Um, once a week, got to prove a negative COVID test. And that was acceptable. Um, we have seen... Man, we'll get into... Damn, we're going to talk about like ivermectin and shit. Um, so we'll just talk... We'll start with the Biden statement, right? So Oof. on the Thursday. ninth. On the 9th, um, a lot of these, yeah. yeah, on the 9th. Oh, it's September 11th today. I meant to open oh up the show God, with that, never and even, I totally didn't do not that. Not even in the pre-show. At the end of the show, let's add a, we'll talk about it, and then we'll throw it at the, we'll throw like a promo or something like that. <laughs> I totally forgot about it. 20th anniversary. Yeah. I texted about, it's in the, it's in the show notes. I was six years old. Hmm. Date me much. Again. How feel about that? You fucking young man. Yep. Um. So, on the 9th, Joe Biden, I almost said Joe Rogan, um, came out and made an announcement that there was a six-pronged attack on COVID, right? Six-pronged um, attack on the American people, I mean. And this announcement did a lot of stuff. Um, so, first, we'll just go over the six things that they said that they are going to do. Um, the first one, right, is that all... Is, is an expansion of the mandate for federal workers. All federal workers must now be vaccinated. If you are a federal contractor, you must now be vaccinated. You must have a vaccine mandate for your company. If you work with the federal government, if you want to do business with the federal government, you got to be vaccinated. That's Ex what they said. Yeah. Except there's more to that, which we'll get into. Yes. There's, there's um, specialty people who are on the federal payroll that will be exempt from this. Um, they also said through the department of labor and osha mm. all companies with 100 employees or more are required to put in place a vaccine mandate or a weekly testing protocol um, which we found out and i actually have a clip for uh, happens to come at the cost of the businesses yes it does um yeah so it certainly does isn't, isn't that By interesting a lot. yeah one of them says i think uh cost of covid tests or um yeah cost to businesses there you go cost all right of businesses. here's a clip about the cost of covid testing to businesses Go ahead. Jen, what does the White House say to those businesses? Some business groups are expressing this concern that this requirement that they either have their employees be vaccinated or that they be tested is ultimately a burden on the businesses. So what does the White House say about that burden? Because it's certainly a costly liability, some say. Well, the, the uh, vaccines are free and available to everyone in the country. So that shouldn't be costly they, or available. Or given an opt-out. So in other words, if they say they want to do the weekly tests, you, you couldn't say earlier who would pay for that test. Mm -hmm. Businesses are saying, how do we get these tests to our employees? What if our employees don't want to pay for it themselves? Do we have to pay for it? What does that cost us at the end of the day, given that they have the right to opt-out? They have to make that decision themselves. It's certainly more cost-effective to require vaccines. They may not decide to do that. That's up to them to decide to do. On that business to make that decision or just swallow the cost. Correct. Most of these businesses can absolutely afford it, 
And what we're talking about here is saving people's lives and protecting them. I'd also say there are a number of companies that have already applied this, have already put requirements in place. It makes for safer workplaces. It makes people want to come back to the workplace. It makes for healthier and happier employees who know that they are safe when they go to work. And that's a, a cost as well. Obviously, testing is, is cheaper for a place like United. They can afford it more easily than a business that's only 100 people big. That's why I asked. Can I understand, I but again, vaccines, free, available everywhere in the country. Uh, requiring that is a way, is, 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 not, is free and shouldn't cost businesses any money. Understood. Um, so, okay, okay, <laughs> let me, let, let, I just, I just I'm so glad to, she has she has a tie into every business in the country with a hundred or more employees and knows how much money they have on hand. <laughs> okay, for a company to have a hundred employees, you can't afford. Let's just say we're going to work with the the opportune lowest number that a company can have. Right, the company has a hundred employees. The fine. Per infraction is fourteen thousand dollars. Fourteen thousand six hundred dollars, to be exact. We're gonna round up because I'm, I'm gonna do the math I'm on my. Saying, actually, no, I'm gonna do the math on my calculator. Do fourteen, but I'm just saying the exact 13, number is thirteen thousand six hundred dollars. Okay. Thirteen thousand six hundred dollars per infraction. So you know, times a hundred. Yes. One point three six million dollars, if every single one of your employees. If you cannot, as a business, prove that all of your employees are either vaccinated or have COVID tests, $1.36 million fine that day or that week or that inspection or whatever it is. OSHA doesn't really come around that much, think, thankfully. Also, but also, the rules are still being written. Yeah, the rules are still being and written. And that's going to come up a lot, right? The rules – OSHA is still writing the rules on this, how it's going to go for private sector. Yeah, he just – but it's okay because OSHA is a law. Okay, so there's that's OSHA's a law. Yes, yeah, so it's a fine law. already. Don't worry yeah. about it. We're just gonna make this one questionable agency already. The fact that the federal government can come around to my worksite at any point in time and decide to start citing, you know, handing out citations because somebody doesn't have a hard hat or somebody isn't wearing a mask or whatever the violation is. Because there's a there's a lot of them, you know. Oh, hey, your your fall protection if you're a roofer or whatever, you know. There's a slight fray in the the covering of the safety cable. That's that's a gig, you know. There's all these different minute little bullshits that the federal government can decide to come in and fine you for. It's not a it's not a state offense or no, it's a fucking federal offense at that yeah. point. Now, that aside, OSHA's their existence alone is questionable. Period. Nobody who works in the trades thinks that OSHA is good. Yeah, nobody. Because we also have county, city, we have city, <laughs> county, and state inspectors that might show up too. That can all fine you. We need OSHA, Colin. We need OSHA. We need every alphabet agency uh, there is. Yeah. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get into that. No. Because just keep going. But the fact that a business with 100 employees that may not be able to satisfy whatever reporting requirement that OSHA decides to arbitrarily impose on that business might ultimately put them out of business the first time. Yeah. Because if you are not, let's say all your employees, all 100 employees are vaccinated, right? They all have their vax cards, this, that, and the other thing, but you don't have the documentation to prove that. 
$1.36 million fine. Especially because it's it's per business. So there isn't, isn't federal documentation for you to fill out. It's up to you to figure mm-hmm. out how you're going to enforce it, what you're going to do, and what the rules are going to be within OSHA's rules after they're put in place. After they because come up with whatever the fuck they are. Because they're still being written. Yeah. Right now, I did check yes. last night. Because that portion of that address was very confusing because he – the way the Biden administration generally works is – Joe Biden is the dictator that says, I want it this way. Make it happen. Go. They find a legal justification yes. for it. This Someone is why finds every a way. day on the White House, you know, their White House website, you go and you find, like, with the um, eviction moratorium. The eviction moratorium. I'm thinking, like, the fact sheets that came out about their um, family, the American Families Plan. Yes. The American Jobs Plan. Yeah. This is the dictator on high saying... This is what I want to make happen. Go make it happen, period. Here's my here's my fact sheet that I need you to draft a law to make happen. Yeah. Not how I mean, this is supposed to work at all. No. By the way, the executive branch does not make law. But they are now. That's through, some Dick Cheney type shit. It That's is some, it's yeah. some unitary executive theory type bullshit. And yeah. that it is in full fucking force. We do not some have Antonin a president. Shit. We do not have a lead executive anymore in this country. And yeah. we haven't for a while. We have a dictator that we elect, and I, I got to give it to Shapiro on this one because he said this the other day. We are fully at the point now. You probably could justify it back a while, right, decades, but fully at the point now where, with the pen and the with the the pen and the phone proclamation, the the executive can do basically whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. They can stomp all over the courts and get right through and impose whatever they want to before the courts even have time to come up with a decision. And then even when they do come up with a decision, be like, eh, Abe Lincoln did it, so fuck it, it's fine. Yeah. You know, and they can just, they can dictate on high whatever policies they want in the place. They have the executive agencies to make that enforceable mm-hmm. and to just carry it out on to every single citizen in the country without any way to push back. We right, policy based on that. We have a dictator in the White House. We've always had a dictator in the White House and it's not just Are Joe you, Biden. No, it's, it's not it's just Joe Biden. Every president, the it's president, been that way. Yeah, the president is I'm a dictator. I'm fairly sure we said during when Trump was in office, we need to pull power back from the executive. Yeah. Get it away from them because we are electing a four-year dictator in terms. You're in charge of the country. Tell us all what to do. Go. And when it comes to this OSHA bullshit. Yeah, it, Jen Psaki is so fucking out of touch with people that she has no idea what the <laughs> bottom line of a company that has just 100 employees is yeah. going to do. First of all... Like depending on your if, profit, maybe. Yeah, but <laughs> If you're a company with 110 employees, you know what you're going to do? You're going to go, you know what? I don't have a choice. Six of you are fired. Yeah. I'm sorry, don't come to work tomorrow. I can't afford this. You I can't do this. I can't be subject to this. I can't hire for... Even just with 100 people, right? If you're a 100-person business, you probably are not a single-owner business, right? You might have a CEO, but you have a board of directors probably that run the business. They're all owners in it. They're all doing all this stuff. Those companies are not going to take the liability. They're going to go, okay, we, we can we can all make do with six less people because if we have 110, if we have 106 people, 105 people, whatever it is, I'm going to have to hire two or three people with salaries, with 
benefits packages just to make sure that I'm not going to get gigged from OSHA. And there's there's going to be be a threshold, whether that's 150 people is the threshold or whether it's 200 people or whether it's 105. I don't know. Maybe somebody at the company, you can just shift their job focus to now you have a new role. Your whole responsibility is to come up with a system and keep everything in check so that we don't get gigged by OSHA if and when they come by to check. Because as a company, you can roll through it and be, you know, you might get lucky. OSHA don't show up to everybody. That's not how it works. There's, they, they're not that large in an enforcement branch, although they might be after this. You never know. A lot of people need jobs. I mean, shit. The gotta last do job report all, that came out, we got to do something with all that defense money, Colin. We got to do, do something, something with it. With it. So, and, if, and if COVID is a national emergency, you know, you can just appropriate some funds from the defense budget. And just use that to hire more OSHA enforcers uh, yeah, and uh, that would inspectors be good. and just run through. That would be good if you could uh, get the defense lobbyists to give up any money. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's going to come out of their pocket. Yeah. <clears throat> but either way, we are talking about an infringement into the private lives and private companies of private citizens that we have not seen since the time. Of Abraham Lincoln, probably. Yeah, and through what's largely a false choice, you know, oh, like yeah. you said, totally if, a false if choice. you're, if you, I don't know, I know, it's probably hard to have a restaurant with a hundred employees, but I'm just trying to think of a business with like a, like a thin profit margin generally, right? So we'll just let's just use that as an example, right? Mm-hmm. Even though I think we can probably both recognize it's rare for a restaurant to have 100 employees. A regional chain restaurant that has four or five locations owned by one person, yeah. technically. It's one business that has a hundred employees, a couple of restaurants, Work. two restaurants. Okay. So let's, so let's say that, right? Easy. If, yep. And so you're working on generally relatively thin profit margins, right? Um, Rather thin. Especially Rather. if you have a bunch of employees, you know, and so you are then expected to either take on, if, if you as a person are a, a constitutional originalist and you do not believe in large government, you are like, I am. Fuck a government, but I, I I own a business and I do exactly what I have to do to keep my business open and I pay my taxes and I do my bullshit, but fuck the government and you're not in favor of of the vaccine mandates. You don't think it's right to tell your employees what to do. So you now have either the false choice to compromise on your morals, right? Something you think that is morally objectable or take on the cost of whatever it's going to be for you to test all of your employees once a week because you also probably don't think it's right to make your employees pay for it because that's what Jen Sackett said is you can either have your employees pay for it, you can pay for it, or they can all go and get vaccinated. Those are your options. That's free, Donovan. It's free and widely available. It's the same thing as Steven Crowder's abortion take. You You can't get an abortion, right? You can't stay unvaccinated, but you can get tested every week or you can get the shot. Or you can get fined a dickload of money. Yep. So the that's what you can do. You can't have an abortion, but you can be a parent. You can adopt your child. You can use contraception, or you can do foster care. Though that's what you can do. That's, that's what choice. I will allow you to do. Yep. That's a false choice. You have that's the freedom. Bullshit. You have the freedom to pursue yep. those options. My options. You can do whatever you want. Yep. That's bullshit. It's fucking disgusting, is what it is. Yeah. And if you th- and I will I will say this. I sent you the clip. Of that uh, that Daily Wire um, kind of response after the Joe or after the Joe and Biden watched, announcement came I out. I watched Ben Shapiro on a segment on Fox and Friends. Oh yeah, um, excuse me. Yeah, and he said 
We are already lawyering up. We are already oh, yeah. prepared to do anything that we have to do to fight this tyrannical order because yep. this is absolute insanity. You it know, is insane. And even Ben Shapiro, who I can attest, has been pro-vaccine from the very beginning. He's like, "This is it. Go get the vaccine. This is part of the way to get to herd immunity. Go get the vaccine." And he's been on it since the beginning. He is the <laughs> the most pro-vaccination. Yes. His wife is a doctor. Yes, His wife is. is a doctor. Yep. She works. She works in hospital. His wife is a doctor. He has been pro-vaccine since the beginning, telling everybody to go and get the vaccine. He said that on Fox and Friends. He said, I have been telling everybody that they should go and get the vaccine. But he is so, so small government that he doesn't agree with the mandate of the vaccine because he believes in personal choice to do yep. what the fuck you want. Even though he believes it's the right thing to do to go and get the vaccine. He's still... I. So Ben Shapiro is one of, I'm sure, many business owners that are already preparing to fight the federal government on this. Joe Biden addressed that when he was at a school yesterday. I don't remember what state it was in. Uh, you know, someone asked him a question about the governors and the businesses that said that they're going to try and <clears throat> and fight this mandate. And he said, uh, what do you say? Bring it on, I, I think he said. Or, yeah, um, bring it on. Yeah. Yep. So they are they feel fully confident in their justification and their legal justification of the osha law and using that to force these mandates um and i don't personally this is an opinion part i don't think at all this is the last step jen Psaki said mm -mm. numerous times when asked about why they didn't do this before she said oh well this it's a step this is a next step in what we're doing to try and combat the virus right yes this is They've already said it. And I'm not trying to fear monger. I'm not like, they're fucking coming for you. This, it, this, it does not stop here. Now, this will uh -huh. continue until whoever it is, Dr. Fauci, decides that the pandemic is over. Fucking right? And so, and the reason you're not wrong about that is because you are not wrong about that, right? They haven't, you, we can't prove it more or less because they haven't come out and said this or that or the other thing. But what we do have is a lack of what we call a limiting principle right now they're limiting principle on covid the only thing they're trying to get to do is what we call net zero covid this is why the only thing you hear from them is case counts how many new cases there are well the cases are on the rise we need to shut them down only lately with the spike in the delta variant hitting because it is so much more contagious than the alpha variant is it's worse more now of than the unvaccinated the people yeah more of the unvaccinated people that are left are getting COVID now, right? I, the, I'll, I don't see calls for the USS Mercy to be pulling into ports anywhere. I don't see requests from states to I open think up that the Mercy, giant field I think there hospitals. is a hospital somewhere, but there's only like six people on it. Um, that's the same thing that happened in New York when the Mercy went. Yeah. No one even went on it. Nobody the Mercy went was on completely it. unused so there. My point being, if this is the worst it's ever been, why are we not throwing the entire kitchen sink at it with field hospitals in Central Park again? Why is Cal Anderson Park a homeless camp in Seattle and not a mobile field hospital for all of these hospitals that are being overrun? Over in Yakima, where in our state, where it seems to be probably because there's not that many hospitals in Yakima, obviously, but why is there not mobile field hospitals going up there to support the ICU bed capacity, which again... If you know anything about the hospital industry, ICU beds are always at 90 to 95% capacity because otherwise 
you're losing money on it as a hospital owner. You only have as many as you ever might really might need. Right. Because it costs a certain amount to have this certain classification as an ICU bed. Right? It's all these different medical things that go along with it and all this shit. Why are we not doing that if it is so fucking serious that you're going to mandate everybody get a vaccine now when you could be doing field hospitals to support that? And I know there are National Guard support in hospitals when... They doubled Around that's areas. The, they, that was the sixth yes. prong of this was to double the yeah, you know the military COVID response teams. Um, but not to mention, and I think it would take you about five seconds to look up an article, not to mention the outflux, I think you should say, of nurses oh, yeah. that are refusing to take the COVID vaccine and are then being fired, right? And now we're talking about how strained the, the healthcare system is. It's it's strained. We know someone personally. Who can't get a job because they will, won't get the vaccine as nope. a nurse, a fully qualified nurse, fully qualified nurse, fresh out of school, can't get a job, can't get a job. But the medical system is strained and we need to do all these things and restrict people's personal choices and liberties because the medical system is strained, even yep. though in Jay Inslee's own press conference. Right. And I made sure that I wrote this down. His doctor, whoever the fuck that guy was. Right. Yeah. The state doctor, whatever his name was. Right. They. What did he say? They were talking about how terrible the hospital system looked. Um, doing many things to help hospitals. There are staff shortages. They're doing things to balance the roles. They're curtailing elective procedures. And then he gets asked a question. Not 10 minutes later, we have all the state resources to handle everything that's happening right now. So, so you're, why are you mandating? You're saying, and he even then said, said it can stretch. You know, the medical system is very versatile. It can stretch very far, but eventually it will break. No. So you're saying that we're doing fine, right? There are reporters in Seattle that are actively trying to get in contact with like Children's Hospital to find out how many people are actually in their ICUs because of COVID. Yeah. You also have false stories like the one of the Rolling Stone talking about gunshot victims. Oh my the hospital God. Yeah. Ivermectin and shit. Total All bullshit. This, it's, it's fucking nonsense. Yep. It is absolute bullshit you are firing nurses who don't want to get the vaccine and then forcing restrictions on citizens because you don't have enough you don't have enough hospital staff have you ever had the desire to call up a hospital and say hi i'm my name is so and so i'm a, i'm an independent journalist i was wondering if i can ask some questions about your icu capacity you ever thought about that no. i've been thinking about that lately do it i'm because I mean, if you I'll what, make, I'll make what a pact else with you is right there now. to journalism that is not being fucking done yeah. when you can make a phone call and get direct info from a representative from a a hospital or a business or some shit like that? What is that other than journalism? I make that phone call and I report on what I find. I'm a journalist, I guess. At that point, certainly an independent journalist. I'm gonna be on it because yeah, I'm, I got enough connections that, in the healthcare. I'll facility. call my doctor. We'll come back. I swear to God, yep. if we'll just we'll hold each other to it. You know what I'm saying? We'll do it. We'll come back okay. next episode, having called those people, and we will share our information. I'm going to call my doctor, and I'm going to ask all the questions Hopefully that I've I don't addressed just get here. Hung up on. <laughs> yeah, that might happen. I called when I when I was trying to get a COVID test. I called the ER to try and get a test, and they said, we don't do that. Like, do you guys mm -hmm. have any rapid tests? No. Nope. Okay, how the fuck are you testing people then? You're making people sit in the ICU for three days until you get a test back? Because it took me two full days uh -huh. to get a COVID test back for my for my doctor who works in the hospital. Oh, yeah. 
Like my doctor has an office. I even went, I drove to the hospital. He came out, gave me the test and it still took two days. Wow. I went to the hospital and it took two days. Yeah. Cause you call around, there used to be one right off of uh Tremont, I think in Port Orchard, that big hospital right even there. Even then. And <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. They used to have this really dope cause back when it was first going down and all this stuff. Yeah. It was a very quick, easy drive through process where you'd, you'd pull up to the front of the hospital. There's a there's little booth there. Give us your paperwork, fill the paperwork out, get in line. When they drive around, somebody will see you, do a test, get it back in three to five days, done. That testing facility is not there anymore. Yeah. Now you have to go through, I think in Kitsap County, there were three sites that were run by government that you could go get a test at for free, right? Um, at, like City of Paulsbo, you can get one. City of Bremerton, you can get one. And then there was one in Port Orchard I know you can get. That was it. Other than that, you could call around. Some of the pharmacies were doing free testing, but mm -hmm. week, two week out at that point, everybody's loaded and all this stuff. Trying to make an appointment through the county site is really wild and really strange. They don't tell you how it works. You kind of got to go through the system once to find out how it works. Um, but it's not as easy as it was before. Yeah. Which is, I find really interesting because now of all times, it's, it's the greatest threat to our existence, apparently, if With you're listening three to the White of House. With three-quarters nation vaccinated. Yeah, which we'll get into that, too. But I was uh, – if we get to a stopping point for about three minutes, I, I got the clip from Jeremy Boring about the Daily Wire stance on what they're going to be doing about the vaccine mandate and the 100-person business thing. If you were interested in listening to that, I got it pulled yeah. up. So we can do that. Let's throw the cans on. We'll jump into it. that, and then we'll uh, we'll kind of pontificate some more on this bad boy. Hopefully, it'll work because uh, usually we pull up the clips, and that works pretty well. But oh, good! There's a there's an advertisement that we can wait for and just bullshit in between because <laughs> the old man is sitting there talking. Here we go. American people, it's anti-science and it's totalitarian. All right. Today, Joe Biden announced he was going to use the full force of the federal government to mandate that all companies with 100-plus employees force their workers to be vaccinated or subject them to weekly tests for COVID-19. I just got off the phone with our lawyers, and I just want to reiterate something that I already said today on Twitter. No, the Daily Wire does have more than 100 employees, but we won't be enforcing Joe Biden's unconstitutional and tyrannical vaccine mandate. That's it. We'll use every tool at our disposal, including legal action, to resist. Biden's ultimatum will impact over 80 million private sector workers. Companies that refuse to comply will face up to $14,000 in fines for every single violation. So I'm sure most companies will probably just do it. They don't have much choice. We won't. It's not that we're anti-vaccine. I'm personally very pro-vaccine. I think the COVID vaccines are probably the greatest scientific achievement so far in the 21st century. And I think the speed at which they were created may be Trump's greatest achievement as president. They seem to do a pretty good job preventing hospitalization and a great job preventing death from COVID-19. That's terrific. If I were a dictator, I'd probably make you get it. But I'm not a dictator, and neither is Joe Biden. He has no right to impose this burden on American businesses. How are we supposed to pay for it? What are we going to do with all these new liabilities that we incur from injecting ourselves into the private health decisions of our employees? More to the point, he has no right to impose this burden on the American people. It's anti-science, and it's totalitarian, and we cannot comply with it. I say anti-science 
because the mandate contains no exceptions for those in low-risk demographic groups. There's no exceptions for those with natural immunity. Also, there's no taking into account the fact that these vaccines are pretty effective. So if you're vaccinated, congratulations, you're at low risk from COVID-19, whether your neighbor's vaccinated or not. And that's good news, since your vaccinated neighbor can still transmit the damn disease. And I say it's tyrannical, because using unelected bureaucratic machinery like OSHA to force small businesses into becoming the vaccine and testing enforcement arm of the federal government is definitionally anti-democratic. It marks a dramatic break with our constitutional order. According to Reuters, 75% of American adults are already vaccinated. At least they've already received one dose of the vaccine. And 53%, according to the CDC, are fully vaccinated. So people who want the COVID vaccine already have it. And those who don't want it shouldn't have to get it because it's a free country. It's not your job to protect me from me. And you already have the tools to protect yourself from me. So Joe Biden has no compelling reason to encroach on our liberties, other than he just doesn't like what we do with them. Well, guess what? Joe Biden isn't your mom. The government isn't your mom. And your employer sure as hell isn't your mom. We've already watched for over a year and a half as Americans have ceded liberty after liberty to wannabe tyrants like Anthony Fauci. They broke our economy. They locked us in our homes. They destroyed our supply chains. They crushed our small businesses. They massed our children. Enough. That is enough. So the answer is no. No, the Daily Wire won't be enforcing Joe Biden's petty tyranny. We've already retained legal counsel and we're prepared to go to battle with this administration to put an end to their unconstitutional bullshit. We hope other people and other businesses will join us. If they do, great. If they don't, that's fine too. There's gotta be a line and for us, this is it. So Joe, hard pass. Hard pass, buddy. Hard pass. I love the hard pass. The liability aspect is something I had not considered, which I actually kind of feel stupid for, right? Because that's been such a huge sticking point for me on the vaccine itself. That if something does happen to me in the future after I get the vaccine, none of the companies that I get the vaccine from are liable for anything that happened. Uh -uh. Nobody is liable. Not the government, not the company, nobody. It's just on me. It's on me and you to deal with whatever consequence happens should it happen. And I'm not saying that it will. I'm not fear-mongering around the vaccine. I'm not saying anything like that, right? But that's been my personal concern this whole time is what the long-term effects might be. And no one is liable for that. Are the companies then liable for that? Do they then pick up that liability? Had not even considered that. But I can, that's another reason if we, one day when we're employers, right? If we had a hundred employees, like I don't want to fucking deal with that. If one of them gets cancer and sues me before I'm dead, I'm going to lose all of my money, yep. my company, my fucking everything, because I forced them to do something I didn't want to do myself. Fuck yep. that. And that's, that's not even insinuating that there is going to be long-term consequences, no. right? But the the idea there is that at this point in time, it appears as if the vaccines are very safe, um, very effective as far as that's concerned. As and, far as you not getting seriously ill or dying. Yeah, as in preventing hospitalization and death. Very, very effective at that point. And at this point in time, it appears as if it is relatively very safe to take as far as things you might put into your body. But I don't care to hear anybody's arguments that say, yeah, it's totally safe. It, it is impossible for you to know that. I have a lot of trust in big pharma more or less to to not 
fuck it up that bad because they have interest in line. But in this particular case, their their liability is waived. So we'll say they have interest point, and zero liability. But you can't tell me that in 20 years from now, if all of a sudden BioNTech, the vir- you know, the vaccine that they put out is going to be having people grow tails or have their arms fall off or something like that. Somebody's not going to try to come after them at some point in the future. They're going to try. Yeah, but they do have their own best interest in line to not put out something that's shoddy. They really do. They have a good free market incentive to do that, even if the legal liability isn't necessarily there now. And the reason I would disagree Mm -hmm. is because they just got sued and were found guilty of billions of dollars for knowingly putting out severely addictive medication into the market and marketing it in in a ridiculous way. Touche. <laughs> so I would agree not with know you that. <laughs> had they not had Pfizer not just and lost what, that lawsuit. What's you know? funny about big pharma companies in general? That almost seems to be the rule, not the exception. Well, and it, which Johnson is, and Johnson is yeah. another example as far as talc powder. Um, I know, like talc powder. Yeah, yeah, like baby powder. Um, I know, like yeah, when there's a some bunch shit of in baby different powder? baby foods, you know, yep. like all, all kinds of stuff like that. Johnson and Johnson has a litany of products that, oh has, yeah, had, they've been sued for. So Massive you know, company. I, I don't, and it's a completely personal thing. Mm-hmm. I don't trust any government agency, and as far as the private sector goes, I definitely take it on a case-by-case basis. Yeah. And, and it's real hard with big pharma Big pharma companies. is not one that... BioNTech's a German company, I, by the I way. I told you, and I told Larry, any company that has an incentive structure is not here for you. I genuinely hold that opinion, and I don't trust a company that isn't here to serve me. Mm-hmm. You're not here for me, then you're here for something else. Your goal is to get something else. <laughs> what else are you trying to do? It's not, it's yeah, not to help I, me. Yeah. It's, obviously, you don't have my best interest no, in heart. Helping me might be in line with what your interest is. Yep. And in that case, that's a company that might be beneficial for me to work with. Yeah. But that company. If you know their end goal. But that company is not here for me. Yeah. None of those companies are here for me. You know? And I told Larry, even this company, right? This company is here for other people. It's here for me. The yeah. selfish part of this company of Salt of the Streets is that I want to be free. I want to live in a country where when I'm done with this, helping other people be free, helping other people embrace their liberty and their personal freedom, I get to be left the fuck alone and do what I want. Yep. That's the selfish part of this. Of course, on the road there, and to reach that goal, I need everybody else to be as free as possible so I can be as free as possible. Yeah. But the end goal, I want to be free. I want to live in a country where I can own machine guns, I can grow pot if I want to, I can do whatever I want to do, and no one is going to talk to me about it because mm-hmm. I've done my time, I paid my taxes, and I still do that, and now I get to be left the fuck alone. Yeah, That's what I want. That's kind of a, like a Randian idea of rational self-interest. Like you, you might call it selfish or whatever it is, but yeah, I guess there's a, there's a root of selfishness to it, if you will. But like at the end of the day, it's a rational decision about your own self-interest, rational self-interest. It's some people might call it selfish, but at the end of the day, if this is a means to an end to gaining more liberty, then that's what you do. And so people who, who would like to go down the path of further liberty, further personal freedom, and generally unbiased factual information about the political world around them so they can try and seek that path should and buy seek our that t-shirts. goal. They should buy our T-shirts and they go. can trust this product. 
Yes. Because that's what my goal is personally. Yep. So that's what my goal is for this company. You know, so if that's your goal, you can trust that your goal lines up with my goal. And even if it's not for you, that's what I'm working towards. And you can trust this product if that's what you're looking for. Yep. That's how I look at every other company and pretty much not to be too cynical, pretty much every group of people. Yeah. Um, you know, if your goals aren't along with mine, then there's something else and it could be counter to mine. It could be something else, but it's not what I'm going for, yep. which you, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. which is going to adjust the way that I conduct myself around you interpersonally, interpersonally, all that shit, mm -hmm. you know? So, so I want to just touch on something you said earlier about, yes. um, you don't trust any government institution. Not really. Now, would you say that you can trust them to act in a manner which is somewhat predictable to you, knowing their, essentially, assuming their end goal is power and control? Yes. Can you trust them to act a certain way? Um, would there be things generally. that they could do? that you more or less might agree with because you understand what they're trying to do. But when you look at the grand picture of things, but you know, I could, I can kind of get on board with this one because I understand what you're doing. I disagree with where you're trying to take this, but in the meantime, this works for me as well. It's kind of a general concept of, is there any room for trust in the government? Um, assuming you know what they're trying to do. Yeah, yeah. There's there's room for trust there because I know that there, or I have faith that there are some people in the government that feel the way that I do. And so in that case, the laws that they're pushing forward, things like that, that oh, are yeah. in the same way that people look into this company, that are seeking to advance the same goals that I have, I feel that in those instances, I can trust those people, this law, this set of whatever, mm -hmm. you know. This set um, of regulations. Yeah, because, because apparently I'm not, we don't make laws anymore. Because I'm not an anarchist. I'm not a zero government dude. I'm a very limited government person, you know. And so in this world of large government, um, there are just – I am very selective mm -hmm. with the people and the pieces yeah. of legislation um, that I trust. And out. in that selective trust, I would have a hard time – naming administrations federal administrations federal bodies that i would put on that list i thought i saw an article the other night or last night hi i love you that i see from 825 hasn't had a confirmation there it is right there two days ago david chipman biden from reuters here we'll throw this up on the thing real quick hi hi Oh. So, Biden pulls the nomination of David Chipman, the yes. lead ATF nom nominee, and you just said um, I have a clip on this. We have a clip on this. So, at some point, if we want to get to that, yeah, that was in we'll my talk grab about pack that before it. sports because Perfect. I have that written down here awesome. too. Yeah, I have a clip on it. I just I, for some reason it just hit me. I was like, oh, you if you don't know about this yeah. yet, this is going to be yeah. awesome. It's that's definitely a win at least momentarily, momentarily. for the two way community because until and, somebody and, else gets put in. Well, and we'll play the clip because Jen Saki said we are working with David Chipman to see what role he thinks would be good for him in the government. So just like whatever the fuck that woman's name was that was all shitty on Twitter, um, you know who I'm talking yeah. about? What the who, hell was her name? Yeah. 
yeah, whatever her name was when she couldn't get confirmed and they just gave her a position in the government anyway yep. they're gonna do the same fucking thing with david chipman so we'll just have to see where he gets placed at because it might be just a lower position within the atf or something yeah so we'll have to see um but, <laughs> but we will talk about that um we have to go through the rest of these six points and then we can talk about some of the more concerning shit the second part of this of Joe Biden's six-prong approach, he said, is to continue to protect the vaccinated, right? Yeah, this, this is, is my uh, favorite. This is kind of where a lot of shit got really weird, yes. right? Because Joe Biden also said, um, and this had me hot. When I came home, I was like, I was borderline yelling about this, right? When Joe Biden says, in reference to people who have chosen to not get vaccinated, right? He's referencing the 80 million people that don't want to get vaccinated. One in four people, 25% of people, because... Um, oh, and I have another, come on, where's my fucking, he said that 25% can do a lot of damage Yeah, and they are, and they are right. Because again, he said that they're very frustrated with the unvaccinated, the economy. And he talked about the economy. He said the economy was shit seven months ago when I got here. No talk about, you know, the pandemic ravaged our economy. So regardless of who was president, it would have been absolute shit. Yep. We had just spent trillions of dollars and added it to the debt with, with no concern. Trillions upon trillions. Takes all the credit in the world for the comeback. When again, regardless of who the president would be, the same thing would be happening. Yep. Um, said again, this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated mm-hmm. right again he continues this that the first step was to increase increase the vaccinations the second step is to continue protecting the vaccinated and that's <laughs> that's where shit gets sideways yeah it really um, does because if you're going to continue to protect the un or the vaccinated what does that mean other than the vaccinated are at risk because the 25 percent that have been doing a lot of damage and this is a direct quote from the president we have been patient and our patience is wearing thin and your refusal has cost us all so pretty sure it's only cost (laughs) the people that did not get vaccinated made the choice to not get vaccinated got covid and had a really bad time and or died because you can still get COVID if you have the vaccine, yep. especially with the Delta variant and now the Lambda variant that uh, Lambda variant that apparently or the new variant that's coming doesn't out doesn't give a shit apparently about any vaccines at all. It just mm-hmm. fucks everybody, right? What the president said: We have been patient, and our patience is wearing thin. What he's saying is that he has been patient with your choice to do what you want with your own body right the same the very same right that they're arguing for in this texas bill which again we have argued is dog shit yep right absolute dog shit absolute dog shit removing the choice from the individual the same thing as steven crowder we are now being directly ideologically inconsistent and saying our patience is wearing thin with your rights yep with your freedoms our patience is wearing thin because we don't like the decisions you make with your freedoms. So you don't deserve those freedoms because you're making the wrong choices. You're not doing what we tell you to do with your freedom to choose to do whatever you want. It's just like when I make a, a fucking stupid ivermectin post on Twitter and everybody says, you know, well, actually, that was a different post. But um, another I get a lot of play on the NPR tweets because the npr tweets are total garbage people are crazy and they are so they're sick fence dude like yeah. i beg to be ratioed on an npr tweet yeah. i beg it because that would be 
the bad takes are just every single fucking one of them. And the worst part is the people that come in to more or less defend my tweet. I'm not going to back up their arguments either, man. <laughs> They're being bad, but... Um, fuck, I lost the train. Um, you're not... They're putting up that false choice again. Uh, when I tweeted about the United Airlines um, saying that all their unvaccinated workers will be put on um, unpaid leave yeah, to protect the health of other employees that are vaccinated. Come again? You and, can, th- and then yep. it's like you and all the comments were like, well, yeah, your freedom that you're so that it's so important to you, your freedom carries here because you can make the you have the freedom to find another job and not put your coworkers in danger. Really? Yeah. So what you're saying is you got vaccinated, but you don't trust the vaccine enough to protect you from the unvaccinated, even though you can still get COVID anyways. Your odds of getting COVID are severely reduced. It's like one in five or 10,000 now at this point. Wait, wait. For breakthroughs. We don't know that. We don't. We don't because they aren't tracking breakthrough cases of COVID. They're tracking no. breakthrough hospitalizations and yes. deaths. That's all. That's, That's all. That's all. So we, you don't even know the how likely amount. the actual likelihood. And I'm not saying it doesn't work, right? Because mm-hmm. regardless of that, we know, at least from what we've seen, that it helps with obviously hospitalizations and deaths. You are mm-hmm. far, far less likely to be hospitalized or die if you get the vaccine from what we see. Yeah. But we do not know how likely you are to get COVID after you get the vaccine because you could, just like in the very beginning, get COVID and walk around asymptomatic and spread it to other people like we know you are in certain cases when you're vaccinated. We don't know how likely you are to get COVID once nope. you've gotten vaccinated. And that, I almost want to give them a half point. Because the numbers because, aren't being tracked. Because the case count does not matter and has never mattered. The case count alone has never mattered because we've, it was drilled into all of our heads at the very beginning. You could be asymptomatic and be spreading it to everybody. You well, could now have COVID now obviously and not you are. know it. And obviously you are. Because and it's obviously worse the now than it was people, before. Yes. And... If you're only going to track the spike in hospitalizations and death, that's what you should be doing. You should move. You should forget about the case count because the case count. This is. Good. I'm just going to have to caveat to say this is my opinion at this point. Um, the number of cases of COVID, I would argue to say, will never be zero again ever in any of our lives. This is an endemic situation at this point if everybody's vaccinated and a select few who are unhealthy or who have uh, comorbidities that are not necessarily their fault you know whatever are gonna obviously be at higher risk just like they are and i hate to always make this kind of crossover but with the flu people die from the flu every year a lot of people die from the flu every year about 60,000 except for last year 60,000 to 100,000 in the high years you know do you want me to let her out yeah I was going to do it as soon as I finished my point (laughs) you can do it real quick Uh, thank you Um, but the point being if the vaccinations are continuing to keep hospitalizations down and deaths down in the vaccinated community or the people that have existing immunities and antibodies from prior previous exposure, prior exposure, 
what's what's the problem here? The people that are in the yeah, we got a hospital spike now. That's shitty. Those people that didn't get vaccinated, they they rolled the dice and it didn't work out. The hospital workers are overwhelmed. The Mid, ones that the are government, left that we haven't fired. This is true. Or haven't quit already because it they've matters. seen the writing on it the wall. It so matters. It definitely matters. But at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter because the government can easily step in and augment those personnel if truly needed. We've proven that we can do it before. We had National Guard handing out bags of fucking potatoes during the initial lockdown and yes. shit because nobody could go to the goddamn store. Like, the government has the absolute ability to fix this situation in the hospitals, but they don't do it for whatever reason. Maliciously, you can say it's because they need to prove a point. It's because the Or people... they just don't give a fuck to try to... They don't give a shit enough to actually get involved and to... To continue to help because they know it'll be con- it'll be contradictory to their message. Everybody needs to get vaccinated. It's because the people in the hospitals are unvaccinated, and it why would they help really the people is. who are unvaccinated? Why would if you're they? choosing if you're choosing to endanger other people by being unvaccinated? Why would we help you? Because you deserve to. You just don't have deserve a bad medical time. care. Nope. Obviously, according Jimmy to Kimmel Jimmy Kimmel and, you know, 90 fucking million people on Twitter, you don't deserve medical care if nope. you haven't been vaccinated, even though they're probably in favor of Medicare for all. You don't deserve it. You don't it's deserve it. It's a human it. right, but you don't deserve it. Yep. it if is. you are selfish enough to not get vaccinated, you don't deserve it. And that's why we need to protect the vaccinated people, yep. because the unvaccinated people are so fucking selfish. And this, thank you for putting it that way, because... If you believe that, you're a bad person. Yes. Can I just say that? You are a piece of shit. Can I just say that? <laughs> yeah. If you actually believe that. <laughs> hey, hey, dude, I'm trying to make a point here, bro. I yes. know you're getting excited and you want to interject too. He's hot. He is hot. He, he's not vaccinated. He's not vaccinated. <laughs> he is anti vax He is up to date on all of his vaccinations because I am pro-vaccine. Yeah. I got all my shots. I joined the military. I got all sorts of shots. I don't even know what they were. You got were. more shit than most when, people. <laughs> when I went down to Ecuador, word, I had to get a certain regime of vaccinations <laughs> because she, that's, that's my life, bro. <laughs> daddy, daddy, I need attention. Open the door. Close the door. Open the door. Hey, thanks, sweetheart. She's probably thirsty. Um, when I went down to Ecuador, I, it is the policy of the Ecuadorian government that I get a, I honestly don't remember what the shots were. There was like two of them, but it's like for like malaria and dengue fever and shit like that. You know, you get something to go to another country. Totally on board with that concept, man. Yes. Totally on board with requiring immigrants that come to this country to get the same vaccinations that are required to go to public school, right? If you want to partake, if you want to make the choice to partake in a government system, like public schools or to gain entry to the country or whatever it is, we can prescribe a certain amount of rules to do that. The fundamental difference between that and this is that you're now requiring citizens of the, that already dwell within the nation's borders. You're saying that, okay, to live your life as an American now, you're going to, we're going to require this, this vaccination be done. And we need you to be able to prove that you have gotten this vaccination. At that argument is a fundamentally different argument than requiring vaccinations in public institutions or when you're trying to come into a country, when you're trying to enter a certain country. 
countries can have their own rules, man. Governments make the rules for international travel and entrance into other people's country. I get that. That is not not a big deal to me, man. It's really not. I'm not going to throw a tizzy fit if I got to get treated for dengue fever and yellow fever and malaria or whatever it is if I'm going to go to the Amazon jungle. I don't have a problem with that. Seems like a good idea to me. And if you want to come into this country, you should probably make sure you get the polio vaccine, the MMR, whatever it is. Whatever we decide as a nation you need to be treated with before you come in and can participate in our country, that's a deal, right? I understand that question. It's a fundamentally different question to demand everybody that is already previously existing in what is ideally a free zone walled around on all sides, either by water or land borders, to say this is our nation, this is how we do things here. When you live here, you are free within the bounds of the Constitution to do whatever it is that you want to do. To all of a sudden change the game midway through for everybody that's alive right now, that's not okay. It's a fundamental different argument. I forgot where I started. Couldn't tell you. I was following you, COVID brain though. Right, I can't COVID tell brain. You where you I got a little off track there, but <clears throat> um, yeah, requiring vaccinations. It's just not the people that we'll just we'll just call it this then. The people that are making those arguments, because there's a lot of people making that argument. Well, you need to get vaccinated to go to public school. Yeah, yeah, that's fine, because you always have options to do everything else. You don't have right. to commit your child, you know, give them to the state for eight hours a day. You don't have to do that. Homeless people are not being, and I'm not like the homeless people don't have to do it. But I'm saying like legal immigrants don't have I to. I mean, either. I mean the freest existence sounds horrible but like the the freest existence possible being a homeless person no job no whatever right terrible existence i'm not saying that it's great but i'm saying the freest like most unencumbered existence right we are not requiring homeless people be vaccinated up to date on all of their vaccines right my point being there isn't to be an american citizen to be born here to exist here there is not a requirement to be up to date on vaccinations to go to public school. There is to work for the federal government, to have certain jobs, to work in the military. You do have to have certain vaccinations. Right. And we talked about this before in most private sector jobs, there aren't vaccination requirements regardless of what it is, whether it's the MMR polio, the flu shot, whatever you in most private sector jobs, Mm -hmm. there are not requirements. The idea that the, public school style vaccination requirements should then carry over to adults with COVID vaccines because we do it with kids, I think is ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense to me and it doesn't track from anywhere. We've decided this one you have to have to be an adult. You have to have this one. We, you don't have to get any of the other ones, Mm -hmm. but you have to have this one. Why do you, that doesn't make any sense. It's inconsistent. Ideologically. It doesn't make any sense at all. You know what I really miss? I miss back probably, what, two years ago now? We were still in shop back then, having the conversation about the anti-vaxxers coming out with the conversation being about autism and the MMR vaccine. And then those people back then we used to call anti-vaxxers. Yes. Now I'm an anti-vaxxer. Yes. Now you're an anti-vaxxer. The tables have shifted. Yes. The, The Venn diagram of what makes you an anti-vaxxer. I don't know if that's the right analogy, but has drastically shifted. The Overton window has shifted so far now, one direction, that if you don't believe mandatory vaccines are 
vaccines are the only way to go to do anything in America that you used to be able to do, you're an anti-vaxxer now. Yeah. That is a serious problem. It's a serious problem. The labeling, one of the biggest issues I had with Joe Biden's entire speech, which we need to get back to because I think we've only hit, what, two of the points yeah. now, <laughs> is the drawing of the lines, the accusatory nature of, of putting the blame on the unvaccinated. Yeah. I think that's more or less where we started. The pandemic um, of the unvaccinated. Yes, the pandemic of the unvaccinated, which is an argument against the vaccine's efficacy which is the last thing you should be doing if you're trying to get more people to get the fucking vaccine. You need to protect the vaccinated. If you need to protect the vaccinated, something is fundamentally wrong with your approach, dude. Well, and there's, you said, the add to the division, right? And I have yeah. like a bunch of clips that feed into that same ideology, right? The feed to the division that came from Joe Biden and from Jen Psaki and from Jay Inslee. And I have a couple quotes, like I said, and a couple clips will feed into that. But from like I, this from Joe Biden, I understand your anger at those who haven't been vaccinated, right? Even though it's not just people who are unvaccinated that are spreading this virus. That's not how this is working. Nope. So the idea that it's only the unvaccinated that are feeding into this mm -hmm. is not true. That's false, right? Nope. And all it does is add to the division and, and the separation of effective classes between vaccinated mm -hmm. and unvaccinated. Yeah. That's why, like, I've been, I've been calling us the unwashed or the unclean. Yeah. It's because we have, by fiat, become second-class citizens within our own nation. And I, if I could be slightly conspiratorial here for a moment, it's probably hyperbole, but I'm just thinking out loud here. If, if the goal was to be back to normal by 4th July, like it used to be, right? Notwithstanding Biden's and Saki's previous comments about not thinking they would ever need to mandate vaccines. They don't think they could. They yeah. don't think they would want to. They, there's none of that. And now all of a sudden we're 180 a couple months later. Um, like running on that train of logic, would you assume, as the federal government, you would like to assume that at this point in time, we had 100% vaccination or close to something like Israel is, right? Where yeah. you have a, everyone's vaccinated, so if it's still fucked up, we have something to work with here. We, hey, we you know, know something's different, right? But but if you have this 25% of people that aren't, f aren't vaccinated in any constituent, you can easily put the blame on them when it comes time to re-up the boosters, which we will get into as part of that six-pronged approach. Because at this point, if they had... 100% vaccine compliance. It would be a different argument. It'd be a different persuasion tactic they would have to take when it comes to pushing the boot, the boosters, which we now know are coming back or are yeah. coming. It does that concept have any merit in your mind? Am I thinking a little too conspiratorial? Possibly. No, no. I know. I feel like I might be taking some leaps here, but is the is the attempt to put all the blame on the unwashed and the unclean regardless of whether they've had previous infection and according to bloomberg might have better resistance towards covid than just vaccinated vaccinated individuals i mean is this no i think i personally am of the mindset that the the government it sounds conspiratorial, but they're, does. they're looking for and are working on any way to divide people. You know, before this, it was George Floyd. 
Like COVID was happening, but George Floyd was happening when COVID was getting better. Yeah, it was right? Trump, and then they take every chance they can to find something else. Yeah, it was Anything race that divides people. It's, it's it was it's race, race. there, yeah. and there's still the undertone of race within the military, right? With with all of these private institutions and and the public sector institutions, it's race. There's this undertone of that that's continuing the whole time. Mm-hmm. When other opportunities present themselves, you're not going to not take it. You know. What am I going to not do it if it's there? If there's a beer right there, someone's you want a beer. You want to not drink a beer? I'm definitely going to drink, drink a beer. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'd have a beer. So I'd have a beer. Yeah, exactly. So, And that's not obviously an equivalent to the two, but I, I think it's an opportunity. You know what I'm saying? This is a yeah. perfect opportunity to do those things. It doesn't track, but you already have a public official who's – willing to say mm-hmm. whatever you want it seems like you know oh um, i mean he's out there i forget it was probably crowder they did that mashup of joe biden being like well I, all the times he's almost every single appearance that he's made at this point unless he's completely walked off right away and just dipped he always has to make some comment about well you know I'm not supposed to take any comments. They tell me I'm not supposed to yeah, take any comments. Yeah. I am being directed what I can and can't do as the president of the United States. I am subject to whatever it is that my staff wants me to do. Okay. You're a thousand years old. You have a hard time thinking straight and getting through a single sentence without flubbing it up. Even in the address, there was that weird part where you mishmouth a bunch of shit. Um, but, like, why am I supposed to have – why am I supposed to listen to you, dude? You're not talking – for yourself you're not talking as the president of the united states you're you're obviously being told what to do by somebody because you say it out loud live on television yeah and forever recorded on the internet for everybody to see and so i can't have i got sidetracked again but the ultimate question i wanted to ask was to what end point are they trying to divide everybody like this does this give them more more power by just having the vocal to the, the amount of people that they are converting into being acolytes of their prescription is it that that will give them more and more power to stay in power is it i don't like, know i don't about, understand the I've, end goal to why they would be sowing the division it's i feel like electorally it's a bad decision. I don't think they're going to be paid off well in 2020 in the midterms yeah. from all of this bullshit. I really think they're going to pay a price for it. So it can't be a political decision because if it is, it is the worst political decision that has ever been made ever. Divide the country so much, turn people so far against each other that they see that you're turning them against each other and nobody will vote for you. Or is it that you're banking on the majority of people backing you and then you'll maintain power? It's got to be, and it has to be that because, and I have a hard time with, I I don't know, right? This is where I'm at now. This is one of the (laughs) things that I don't know because- It doesn't make sense. Because the division of people, (laughs) of a a group of people as large as a country is of a- larger game of chess than a four-year election right so i don't know that the two are necessarily deeply connected you know i think that they're connected in the term of more like political parties rather than particular administrations Mm -hmm. um that it which probably lends a little credence toward the who's puppeting 
Biden, who's telling what he can and can't do. Yeah, and to into the idea that a lot of things that have happened over the last few administrations, it doesn't matter who the president would have been. Nope. It would have happened that way regardless. Yeah, because whoever got the chair at that point, whoever the party yes. put up into power would have been playing that ball game. Yeah. Except for maybe Trump because he was a wild man who did random shit but sometimes. But largely, you yeah. know. Uh, so I think that that conversation is – is going to sound conspiratorial because yeah. that's a like you know that's a much larger discussion than mm-hmm. just Joe Biden. Um, but it definitely begs the question. I mean, it's obvious that they're sh- sowing division. I mean, from that from that speech and then the one that Inslee gave, they're drawing lines in the sand. But to if, what end? But I if it's can't, a, if it's at seventy if it's at seventy five twenty five, yeah, you know, if this is the line, and I'm not saying that it is, but if it is then they have a vast majority of the support you know of people that are willing to continue mm-hmm. to abide or at least thus far have been willing to abide by these yeah. mandates these requests these whatever you want to call them you know the new world so, order or something yeah i don't i think that did you catch that australian clip i was just trying yeah, to make a reference yeah. okay i think that the, the presidents are still individuals, you know, yeah. so the the small goals and things like that. Um, <clears throat> it's too warm for me. I'll get you another one. Yeah. <laughs> um, Say the word. Are going to are going to shift slightly depending on who the president is, you know, yeah. but the slightly. But the large goals are going to depend on what the party is. And I don't know that that president is necessarily going to be privy to those things, you know. Yeah. And um, the way people talk about presidential or federal electoral politics i think that that makes your case for you i mean everybody's like well we need a republican office we need we need the republicans in place or we need the democrats in charge it's party all the way down it was people who chose bernie would have been the guy like three years three cycles ago you know so um certainly in 2016 you know and almost definitely in 2020 so it's 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 interesting it that's party right there the long-term goals is party um i as somebody who thinks in the complete opposite way, I don't know what this government would be going after. I don't know yeah. what the goal is because I think that their what I interpret as the natural endpoint is going to lead to the destruction of what we have currently. You know, the pursuit of a larger and larger and more powerful central government is not going to arrive at whatever end they think it's going to go Mm -hmm. to and i don't know if that's because there's a bunch of young people now excuse me that are in the biden administration because there's a lot of youth there's a lot of youth a lot of youth i don't know if it's because of that and those people have come from colleges that have been again very conspiratorial you know but we have articles and everything that you can track back to all this right that have been quote unquote infiltrated by by the Chinese that are attempting to mm-hmm. spread Maoist and communist ideology. You know, if those people have gone to those schools, they're holding those ideologies. Now they work in this Biden administration. They're working for probably a long time in the Democratic Party. Yeah. The long-term goal is going to be to push to larger and larger central power. And there's going to yeah. be small things that change along the way, depending on who the president is. But if that's, and I don't know, right? But if that's the ideology that's running underneath because of how much because of whatever reason that would make sense yeah then that's going to be pushing to that's going to be a big thing behind all these yeah you know uh, or even policies less conspiratorial but maybe even worse off is it more about the journey and the path (laughs) 
than than the destination. You know what I mean? It's not about the end goal. It's not about what they want to end at. For us it's, right now, it's yes. how they want to get there. It's, For it's us like right we're now, on yes. this path to whatever end it ends. We don't know exactly what it looks like, but yes. this is the this is the direction we're going to go. Fall in line, or you're not welcome. Right now, yes. Yeah. Because. Uh, yeah, because maybe they don't have an end it, goal. It depends because because right now, you know the the journey, the negative things of the journey right now is going out to eat, it's going yeah. to the bar, you know. So it does it depends, right? Because it doesn't mm-hmm. really matter, you know. Going out to the bar to me doesn't really matter. I don't have a right to go out to eat. I don't have a right to go to the bar, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't have a right to go to a football game if I don't want to get vaccinated, right? Yeah. But as we've talked about the slow stripping of the right to choose is a much larger thing that I'm seeing that people are identifying in these small choices. So it's not about abortion. It's not about whether you can and can't go somewhere. It's all about the removal of choice. Right. So it depends, right? For a lot of people, it is about going out to eat. Uh You know, they don't want to be told what to do. I want to go out to eat. If that's what I want to do, and I shouldn't have to get vaccinated for a lot of people. That is what it is for a lot of people. Um, or or I want to go out to eat, so I'm just going to get vaccinated because I want to go out to eat. I want to do yeah. what I want to do. I don't want to be encumbered. So for a lot of people, it is about those things. Yeah. And that's where you get those people like um, – I don't know how often you intake commentary magazine podcasts, but like John Podhorns. Right, right. Severely right. upset that are about the people that aren't getting vaccinated right. because he wants his freedoms back. Yeah. Howard Stern, fuck your freedom. I. What about my freedoms? To be in a mindset where that's yeah. the conversation you're having, you've already lost the game. Right. You've already committed right. to playing the game their way. And now you're coming out against people that are still standing on the actual foundational principles of liberty. And that's the danger. Yeah. That's the danger in that, you know, is, yeah. is especially um, the further people get pushed, you know, um, being isolated, getting emotional, getting upset, not being deprived of the things that they identify as their freedoms, like going out to eat, mm-hmm. like Howard Stern, going next door to play chess, you know, doing these things. The longer people are deprived of that, the more and more and more upset they're going to get. And yeah. the easier it is going to be to, I don't want to say radicalize, but that's all I have right now, radicalize those people into whatever position it is that you're trying to get after, yeah. you know? And if you are then using the terminology of, you know, I understand your anger at the unvaccinated. Mm-hmm. As Jamesley said, I also don't want the unvaccinated, or I also don't want the vaccinated to have to wear masks. But we're, th- but we're in this position because of the unvaccinated. Which, again, you know, doesn't make <clears throat> any logical sense. No, it doesn't. And, but that's, that's it. Yeah. That's, and whether it's opportunity or <clears throat> if you're very, very conspiratorial, yeah. clearly doesn't exist, and this is all a plan, and it's all, yeah. and I don't believe that, right? I love those guys, though, man. They're like, no, this isn't even real. Bro, right. I had the shit, man. I understand right. so, what it's like. So it, it depends, right, whether it's yeah. opportunity or it's, you know, a pandemic or it's whatever, yeah. right? <clears throat> this is the vehicle for it now. And so it may, depending on who you are, the the vehicle and right now might might matter a lot. Mm-hmm. Or you might be looking into what your concern is for the future and that might be where you're at 
you know and that's that's mm-hmm. where i'm at my concern is for the future yeah. i don't see a logical end to this continued grab for power yeah. that's my i'm concern, not in love you know? with the car that we're in on this road trip no and i don't know where we're going but i'm no i don't think i like it personally i'm a homebody right I the advantage you don't to like me. To travel. No, I don't like to go places. I don't, you know, I enjoy going out to eat sometimes. I don't really care that much. <clears throat> I like going out to the bar because I like sitting by myself in a quiet bar or with my friends in a quiet bar watching football, drinking yeah. draft beers. Yes. Not because I love going out to dance and I love going to the bars and doing that oh, shit. Man, but that's it's because, so good. Because I love a draft beer on a big TV that I don't have to clean up the dishes afterwards. And yeah, I can sit around with my you friends and have fun and I no. can provide somebody a living to offer that service right. to me. So, exactly. Those things are not deeply ingrained in me. Our friends Jake and Morgan, they're huge foodies and they go out to wineries and stuff all the time they're very into the experience of going out like that's like their thing you know i'm not that way i enjoy doing those things with them you know i think it's a very fun time i am i don't feel deprived by not doing them you know so these things carolina and i had a similar conversation the other day about that some people like to go out every weekend and go go live uh particular types of experiences some people like to be home with the people they care about and their family. Some people that live alone like to be home and play video games or whatever it is. Yeah. Like everybody got a different shit going on. But yeah, if you're one of those people that likes to go out and meet up with a couple of friends, have a couple of draft beers and watch football on a big screen TV. Right. Now you're not allowed to do that unless you do this, 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 and this beforehand. Right. And that's, the removal of liberty you and, don't have that liberty anymore. and that's where the lines start to get drawn where like i said people start to quit their jobs people mm-hmm. start to give up their jobs right yeah where larry right larry we talked about it the last time larry again i mean it's it's a getting it's more and more official wild. all the time that larry has been in the military for almost 10 years and again we all agree we all understand you were in the military yep. you you give up part of your rights when you choose to be in the military Word. you also Larry and many, many other people who are in the military who work for the federal government are now at a point where they have to make that choice. Mm -hmm. You need to, and I I wouldn't, I would have a hard time judging people either way because I'm not in their position, right? But you are now at a point where you have to decide whether the things that are happening right now are more important to you and you want to capitulate to that and get the vaccine and do whatever, which is fine, mm-hmm. right? I would never tell anybody not to get the vaccine. I would never tell them it doesn't work or they shouldn't do it or anything like that because yep. I would never judge anybody for any personal health choice they make because it's none of my fucking business, right? So you can either capitulate and do that, do what they're asking and keep your job and do that, or you can stick to what your morals are. You can say no. And I'm not saying it's easy, right? I'm not faced with this choice. I'm yeah. not in that position. And I can't honestly answer what I would do. I have a family. I have a wife. I have a son. And I'm the sole provider for that family. Uh-huh. If I lived by myself completely, it would be a much easier choice for me to say, fuck you yep. and walk out of my job if that was the choice. Because right now, it's only partially about you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I would, I would venture guess in a... Family situation with a wife and a child, you probably consider yourself about 25%. The two of them combined, majority rules over whatever it is you want to do, because whatever be is better very, for them yeah. is better than what is better for you at Would that point. Would be a very difficult choice. Yep. And not because I'm anti-vax, not because yep. I don't think the vaccine works, not because I don't think you should get it. 
at this point, right, like I said, I'm identifying what I see as a larger end game of stripping people's freedoms. Yeah. And I cannot support that. Can't get behind it. I can't support it and I can't do – I have to do everything I can mm-hmm. within the safe bounds of my family and my life to fight against that. Yeah. Right? And I support everybody doing that exact same thing. Yeah. Exactly that same thing within the safe bounds of your life to – not comply as much as possible. Larry, and if, you know what I'm saying, is in a position. Larry's a f- where my fucking hero right now. Man. I told I told him that right. He, like I said, he's been in the military uh-huh. for like ten years. Yeah, and he's now making the decision to walk away from that because he wants to stick to his morals. Yeah, and he's not and some I like think that that's enlisted extremely, pleb. No, you know this no. is a dude that has a long term. He's an career officer. path he's up there. That is like he's in command. He has a lot. He has a lot to lose, and yeah. he is willingly going to say, this is, I'm not into this. I have the opportunity. Over several things, but yeah. COVID being one of them and COVID the mandates being one of being them. One of them. Yeah. yeah, and I but think he's that, making he's making that really hard decision. And I think what he's doing to is do extremely that. admirable. Oh, and yeah. I think anybody who is willing to sacrifice their livelihood mm-hmm. for their morals – I think is extremely admirable and I think is a modern hero. And I don't have I any would, problem saying yeah, that. And I would like to add on to that, right? There are going to be, now there are, and in the very near future, there will be more people that are going to be making massive personal sacrifices for the sake of liberty and freedom. Yeah. Those people should not be maligned. No. They should not be looked down upon. And they... People need to understand that the choice they're making is a very difficult decision. And, like, if you know somebody that is going to be making that decision and going through with that, you need to try to be there for them. Because as a good human being and as a good friend, you need to recognize that, okay, even if you disagree with what they're saying, like, they're putting their entire life on the line to make a drastic decision and and change something in their life very severely. That is mentally that does not come easy. And no. they will need support from their friends and their family, not just, well, yeah, this fucking guy out here, he's, he's, he's one of the wacky dudes that's leaving because he doesn't blah, 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 blah. I reached out to Larry. I'm like, hey, man, this cannot be, this cannot be an easy time for you. I'm not saying, I'm not calling you nothing. I'm not doing anything like that. But if you ever need to talk about anything that's going on, just know. And I put you out there, too, because I was like, I'm fairly sure I can speak for Donovan and say, if you ever need to well, talk about anything, to him, yeah. yeah, just hit me up. And we talked a little about this, that, and the other thing. But, I mean, it, and everybody that is watching all this transpire, you might have friends or family that are going to be forced to make a decision and might make a decision that you don't necessarily agree with and try to walk away from a good thing in their life, a solid living or whatever, as long as you just do what you're told. But if they make that decision, try and be there for them. Try to be a good, solid friend, family member, good person for them. People, that's I think is going to get lost a lot. In this. People's There's integrity be is people. being questioned, and yeah. that's you know Larry said that, and I'm not trying to like blow up a spot or anything, but like, he talked about that. He's being he's, our, he's, he's being, our he's really being solid anecdotal case. He's being called a racist. Larry is a black man in America who is being made out to be a racist because he doesn't agree with critical race theory in the United States military. Yep. He is being made out to be un-American and unpatriotic because he doesn't agree with the withdrawal of Afghanistan and he doesn't agree with the way that COVID is being handled within the military and the federal government. Yep. And that's the people, fact that yeah. somebody will <clears throat> malign you for that people's makes me sick. Is, 
is being questioned. Yeah. And we've saw in the comments of shit, right? Well, oh. I got the vaccine because I'm a good human being. Yeah. Right. And that's that's we like uh, even Jay Inslee has been. <clears throat> um, let's see. I had. Oh yeah, Coasty. <laughs> I gotta get. We gotta get Will in here. Will is a massive supporter of what we do. He hangs out in all these live chats all the time. We got to get Will on board one day. Get him in here. He'd be. A, I think he'd be a really. I think you'd have a good time with him. <clears throat> hundreds, hundreds, and thousands of. Oh, hundred. Oh, Joe, James said he feels hundreds of thousands of times more protected now than non-vaccinated people, and I feel bad for their families who will have to go to their memorials. If you're unvaccinated, you're, you're going to die. die. You're going to die, and you're going to kill the people, right? We're not going to. We just you... uh, re-elected this fucking puke. Yeah. What is wrong with you people? Um, I wish the unvaccinated didn't have to wear masks. They're irritated with, or I wish the vaccinated didn't have to wear masks. They're irritated with the unvaccinated for putting them in, the, in this position, right? Um, why, Jay Inslee? Why, why are you forcing the vaccinated to wear masks? Because we're not going to allow kids to be endangered by the unvaccinated. If you're unvaccinated, right. you're his, endangering children. Yeah. This whole his big one was schools. threatening schools. It's yeah. all been about schools. Hopefully, yeah. if people do the right thing, we can keep the schools open yeah. and kids can stay in school and we can protect our children if people do the right thing. Yeah. Everything is so veiled in this faux morality of saving one life. And if we can protect everybody, it would be that, man, people what are we talking less about Less me here? and more we. Less me and more yep. we. Don't think about the individual. Think about the collective. This is about whether we allow you to infect our children because you are not vaccinated. This is about whether or not we allow you to infect our grandparents because you are not vaccinated. Vaccinated people can carry and transmit the virus just like anybody else. You have to else. wear a mask because, quote unquote, so many people have chosen to be unvaccinated. Yeah. This is the scary thing about this is we need to get off this this train of thinking that there's one day going to be zero COVID. We need to get off this train. Well, let's knock out the rest of these problems. Yeah, let's so just can... do this. So number three, number right, three. Was, was for kids. Um, and he, Joe Biden said, if you're, if you're plus 12, if you're 12 enough, you need to get them vaccinated. If you're under 12, then everyone around them needs to be vaccinated. He supports the individual review for vaccines for mm -hmm. children under 12, which means they're trying to push forward and speed up children yep. under 12 getting vaccines. Yep. All Head Start teachers, which is 300,000 plus teachers, are required to be vaccinated. The Department of Education is going after anti-vax governors. Um, yeah. Like Ron DeSantis specifically, who's putting in place laws against vaccine and mask mandates in schools. It's, yeah. it's a very complicated situation with like banning bans and banning mandates it's yeah. very complicated um, it is it's strange but yeah. ultimately it comes down to you know we have a department of education on the federal level but yes. at the end of the day the states run their education programs right yes. and so ultimately the and, governors and give out the money because say. it's the yes. state governments that get the federal money and then disperse it to the departments of education yes. because obviously it's part of the executive branch of the state yes and on top of that the states collect money for running their education programs yes. from their citizens, which goes property taxes and all sorts of other different things that goes to the state that runs the things. And then the states get federal grants and all this stuff. But just like we've seen in the past with other federal monies, if you don't do this thing, we won't give you the money. Yes. And I just I kind of love that idea because I don't like the federal government 
boosting the yeah. budgets of all these random things that we don't really understand where all that stuff's coming from. But like standardized so, testing is required because uh, if you don't standardize tests, you don't get government, you don't get right. Fed money. And so what they're talking about is Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, put in an executive order that banned, said that he would pull funding from school districts that put in vaccine or mask mandates, right? And Joe Biden then said that any teacher who loses pay because they put in a mask or vaccine mandate in the district will have their pay reimbursed by the federal government. Yeah. Um, so the federal government is going to pay the teachers no matter what. It's like a reverse um, sanctuary city law. It's, that's what I'm saying. It's <laughs> right? very complicated. Um, and I'm certain that if they're doing this then district and districts don't get funding, then they'll step in again to replace that funding for the districts yeah. and for the schools and stuff as well. Number four was to use the Defense Production Act to increase the production of rapid tests and at-home tests. They're going to sell them at cost in pharmacies, increase rapid free testing, Fines are doubled for people who don't wear masks on public transport. Also, show some respect. Show some respect. Show some respect while I violate the fuck out of your rights. <laughs> yes. Show some goddamn respect. Um, <clears throat> record job creations, unmatched growth in 40 years. Um, number five is to expand business loans. So like the SBA loans, instead of half a million dollars, you can get up $2 million, yep. use it to hire more employees, and it turns into a grant. Yep. Um, or keep yeah, being able there to provide for your employees that go out and get vaccinated yeah, and might yeah. be sick for two days. Any or, number of yeah. things. Um, number six, the DOD is doubling the military COVID teams, and they're also going to expand the use and production of monoclonal antibody treatments, um, which is like some of the good shit that's supposed to be something that helps yeah. really well. And it's uh, some of the more expensive stuff that, yeah, they're looking to cut down the costs on that. Made sure that he noted that equity is supposed to be at the center of all of this because minorities are disproportionately affected by this. Um, and disproportionately not getting the vaccine. Right. And the August shots are helping, even though we're in September now. Um, yeah. And, you know, there's no no explanation other than from breaking points and other organizations like that as to why less people got the shot in July. Breaking points is tying it directly to the pause of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. They're saying after that, a shitload of people stopped. Like, yeah. less people started was, to get the vaccine yeah, after that. It was definitely that. part um, of that, that wall. Yeah. And then after that, Jay Inslee hit a press conference, right? Like so, five fucking minutes yeah, afterwards. So you know he was watching that? And then was like, yeah. all right, let's yeah. do this. So that's the six-prong approach of the Biden administration. Obviously, we stopped a lot, talked about a lot of these things, mm -hmm. that the concerns and things that go into it. Yeah. Um, I just want to bring this up. Um, yes. New in the comments from H. Toro. I mean, right now, there are military pending chapter that yes. they don't, if they don't take the vaccine. Yes. And yeah. yeah and that's what we're talking about. Is. Yeah. I think we talked a little bit about it last time. Um, but due to some of the contacts that we have um, in the military and in the federal, um, you know, the military contractor and stuff like that. We're, we've noticed that every military service is doing it slightly different. A little bit different. A little bit different. They're all doing little things different. Some of them are just making life very difficult if you don't get vaccinated. Some of them are literally, all right, chapter 13, you're going up against the mask. Let's, it's basically, a, it's the, Step down of a court martial. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of people are looking at that. And 
be very interesting to watch the next few months because a lot of people are going to be leaving. I think there's going to be a huge, like I said, outflux from the federal government yep. and from the military of people yep. that... Except the post office. The post office already needs workers. Yes. Um, apparently, like... <laughs> Garbage trucks, too. My recycling hasn't been picked up in like three weeks because Same. I can't find enough people. Apparently. I got a leaflet. Garbage drive. The garbage truck is a good job. Bro, garbage truck is a good job. Like, that's a good job. They got some strong unions that make it a good job because you deal with shit all day. You get pay out the fucking dickhole. Yeah. I got a fucking leaflet the other day from, and it, conveniently, it was a week before the recycling didn't get picked up. Very interesting. Um, but it was about how. Waste management has contracts with the Chinese to ship over recyclables because yes. we don't have the ability to process them all here. And they're due to COVID rates for that have gone up. So my recycling bill has gone up because if you didn't know part of our recycling, I would suggest probably the majority at this point going overseas to be turned into recyclable materials and that's, that's been, fucked up and that's been in question be within the last two years i've read an article about the chinese threatening to stop taking our recycling because it's not clean enough because not enough people in america clean their recycling before they throw it out trying to get wrecked yeah okay Say, Jesus. clean your own shit clean your own shit yep um, so immediately after, yeah, no, we definitely shouldn't be doing accents. That's, no. a, that's a bad Clean call. Your shit. Clean your own shit. No, we make a lot of say. random voices. None <clears throat> of them are particularly targeted towards no. anybody like Crowder. Uh, <laughs> so bad. Do you want me to grab you a beer? Uh, yes, please. Uh, that would cold be great. space dust. That would be awesome. All right. <laughs> um, so yeah, like Colin said, like five minutes after that, Jay Inslee had a press conference um, in which he said a said a, a lot of stuff, um, and one of the things that he said. Immediately is that he expanded our mask order. Uh, I think that it actually just started to Monday. Um, that it's expanded to large outdoor gatherings as well in Washington State. Currently, it was all indoor gatherings. Um, and now it's also large outdoor gatherings of 500 or more people. And that's because they claim that there were five plus super spreader events in the last few weeks. Uh, one of them being Watershed, which is a big concert in Washington State. It's a big country music concert. And then we have, uh, obviously, the Puyallup Fair that's going right now. There are other county fairs that they're claiming there have been super spreader events to. Um, so that we have the highest COVID levels of a pandemic, 90% of them being unvaccinated. He said, this is a quote, I'm pleased to see Biden showing leadership regarding the vaccine mandates. Um, James Lee said, this isn't a personal choice. Less me, more we, Right. It's um, not a personal choice. And that's when he started talking about this is about, you know, whether we allow you to infect our children because you are unvaccinated. This is about whether he actually said that he he didn't think that it was gross, but he like thinks that the argument of this being a personal choice is irresponsible and that it's not a personal mm -hmm. choice because you don't have the right to infect other people. Um, Sounds like, like something that. a collectivist would say. Um, frustration from the vaccinated because they bear the burden of this irresponsible behavior um again i just ask if they're vaccinated why is the burden on them if you are so comfortable because they have to wear masks because they have to wear masks the burden of having to wear masks and having to have a vaccine passport and all of these things the restrictions are the burden that the vaccinated bear because of the irresponsible behavior of the unvaccinated 
But it's the vaccinated that are being punished. I mean, ultimately, exactly. because That's they're the it. ones in the hospital. They're the ones that are dying. The it's unvaccinated being punished. The unvaccinated, yeah. Okay. yeah. So if the unvaccinated are being punished with Because people want to return their to normal life. Because people want to return yeah. to normal life, Colin. They want their freedoms back. And it's your fault that we can't. I'll take that. Colin. You can put that on me. Yeah. That's No fine. games, no restaurants. Everything is closed. The quote-unquote, this is what no. we had to do to avoid the pandemic. I'm, I feel like it's still Did we here? avoid the pandemic? Right? Is it here? Um, is it here? I he think it's said, still going through it. The, the people that whined because of the early restrictions now don't want to get vaccinated, is what he said. And so he finds that very frustrating. Uh, we're not going to allow kids to be endangered because of the unvaccinated. He said the King County is working on technical issues of a statewide verification system, right? Because he thanked Jefferson and I don't remember Lincoln County, maybe, for vaccine passports. And he said that he wants mm -hmm. more counties to do so and is considering it on a state level, but hasn't made any final decisions yet. Yeah. So, and then, like I said, later in the conversation, he said the King County is working on it and they just, they're working on the technical issues. So it's not anything that's going to happen in the next few days, but we're looking at it. Haven't made any final decisions yet, but yeah. King County is working on it actively to hammer out the technical issues. Um, it's clear if everyone gets vaccinated, we will beat COVID. It's clear. It's clear. He said that. It's clear that if everyone gets vaccinated, then we're going to beat COVID. Um, Why are you doing boosters? I wish that the vaccinated didn't have to wear masks. Um, they're irritated with the unvaccinated for putting them in this position. Um, and then when he got asked a question about religious and personal exemptions for state employees, right? Yep. And this is, again, a quote. Just because someone qualifies for an exemption does not mean they qualify for an accommodation. Yep. So just because you got an exemption, a legal exemption from this vaccination does not mean that we have to accommodate you if everybody else around you is vaccinated, right? Yep. This is what this means. I'm setting up a hypothetical scenario. If everyone else in your office is vaccinated, you're not, then everyone else is going to have to wear masks. And we just can't accommodate that. You know, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. So we can't, we just can't have you here anymore because everybody else has to wear masks yep. in the building because you're unvaccinated and yep. it's dangerous and it's dangerous you're it's not safe you're you're not providing a safe working environment for your fellow employees and i just and that's ultimately i think earlier i, I might have misspoke about the united airlines thing because yeah that's the united airlines employees that sought medical or religious exemptions would be the ones that would be put on unpaid leave that yeah that um, when i talked about and as NPR far as state yeah. employees right <clears throat> you have the choice to get vaccinated or they will do um they will proceed with the hr process is what he said mm -hmm. and so there's going to be a process you're going to be counseled um excuse me you're going to be counseled you know and then we're going to advise you on <clears throat> we're going to advise you on you know the efficacy of the vaccine and how available it is and then if you still choose to do that then you will be fired um and so those are the choices that you have um so by the way go ahead regarding when regarding for oh when are we going to have more restrictions for the unvaccinated someone asked that mm -hmm. right and he said when it's necessary um, and they're looking into it now. And this is a quote. There is a salvation and it starts with a V. It's vaccination. <laughs> he literally said that. 
he that's a an actual quote that he really that is said. such an insley thing there dude is a salvation and it starts oh. with a v and it's vaccination vaccination yeah, is your that's, salvation that's the salvation um jesus yeah how did we... <sighs> you have to wear masks because so many people have chosen to be unvaccinated thank you to jefferson county we're doing many things to help hospitals because there are staff shortages we're balancing the roles um we have to curtail elective procedures um, no, you don't, dude, by the way. No, you fucking don't. The same guy. Set up the field hospitals. Continue the unnecessary procedures or the un... How did you... How did they phrase it? Uh, elective procedures. Elective procedures. Put those in the fucking hospitals. Have the COVID patients to the field hospitals in the ICU beds that are run by the National Guard, maybe. That seems yeah. like something you have total power to do. But you're... We why aren't you doing that? We, because we have the state resources to handle everything that's going on right now. But we're ordering feeder trucks because, you know, the funeral homes are so full because we want to treat people with dignity. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Um, but mm-hmm. we have the state resources to handle everything. Apparently. So. Or you're just failing to utilize them. Yeah. You piece of shit. That same doctor, right, he did he did that thing where he said, also, I want to tell you, Governor Ainsley, that today's my daughter's 12th birthday. And when I asked her what she wanted for her birthday, no. she said she wanted to get vaccinated. So we made her an appointment for tomorrow, and she's going to get vaccinated. Riddle me this, doctor. Why wasn't it safe yesterday, but it's safe tomorrow? Riddle me this. Because you magically <laughs> Riddle hit me the fuck the that, magic doctor. magic number on the counter. <laughs> fuck you. totally okay. Riddle me the fuck that, doctor. Uh, okay, so I wanted to... Uh, Hilarious. That comment from H. H- Toro. Yes. Um, I got a little context um, to that. It um, comes from one of Carolina's... Um, Stream somebody from the streaming community for Carolina. Happy to see you, yeah. sir. And uh, happy to have just you. Just sent her a message, and she wanted to tell me what it was. And she says, "Oh my God, your hubby podcast is too good, or so good. I'm I am actually enjoying it. Thank you. I am so happy to hear that. Which, by the way, we are here for you. Let me interject this really quick. Um, last weekend, we gotta, oh, because shit, we haven't plugged our socials at all this whole fucking show. Dan, follow me on Twitter." Instagram, you can do Facebook, but I don't check Sorry, Facebook anymore. I just anymore, thought of that because I was like, oh, we should, plug, right? we should be plugging Carolina's Twitch thing every we time. We definitely like, yeah. should be. Yeah, her her Twitch is at uh, Lexi Cayo okay. on, on, on Twitter, or Twitch, 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 Twitch. That's and Twitch. last Saturday, because you had the Rona, I, did um, Rona. I decided to download this video game on the computer that is cross-platform play. There you go. Called Call of Duty Playing Warzone. Warzone. Okay. And got I got in zone. there um, with Carolina on her stream and with a couple of her friends and proceeded to just have some of the most fun I've ever had in my entire life. Fuck yeah. Hanging out with those people, having a good time. So if you want to, if you're a podcast listener or viewer that also enjoys Twitch, make sure to go follow, subscribe, do all the good things to her. Uh, Lexi Cayo, I believe, is her Twitch stream tag. I'm she not has that do on it, Instagram but, as well. Um, and yeah, we're, yeah, and we're on Instagram, on Instagram too. Instagram. Um, so you can find those things there. Sold to the streets on Instagram. I am at alpaca underscore Donovan on uh, that. And uh, Twitter, I'm at Sold to the Street. Collins at Big Bird Offy on both those things. Sold to the for all this information. Obviously, YouTube, Sold to the Streets. Instagram, Sold to the Streets. Facebook, so Facebook, Sold to the Streets. Um, yeah, Lexi Cayo. Lexi yeah. Cayo. Lexi Cayo. Lexi, L E X I C A Y O. And yeah, Twitch and, and you can Instagram. also go see me for like we played that game for like four hours. Yeah, I got shit house towards the end of it, and I got would really love, entertaining. I would love to do that, but I just 
I don't have enough time to commit no. to. You know what I'm saying, dude? I well, mean, it's the next it's a weekend lot, man. that we that Dax is not with us. Mm-hmm. I can commit time to that. Yeah, yeah. And I've, so I so we got to find a game. I used to game hard. Yeah. So I can definitely give me some time back on the sticks, and I can like Rainbow Six. I really fuck with Rainbow Six oh, a lot. You know, I would definitely play Call of Duty. I would do that. I can. Yeah, Call of Duty was dope because it was do. cross platform. Yeah. Because they all play on like, I think Xbox. Yeah, but I was able to like join the party and all that. I had to get like an Xbox app type deal, but it was nothing. It was fine. Yeah, and it was a great time. And we already have a request from um, one of our people to uh, start a Discord. If you don't know what that is, I, can I know what it is, but I've so, never used it before. So I'm about to start us a Salt of the Streets Discord. That's a good thing for Patreon, also. Yes. Um, you know, that's like a really good entry level Patreon yeah. thing. Like and one dollar can... gets you access to our Discord. You know. There it is right there, guys. Like that's one dollar <laughs> on our Patreon. We'll get you access so, to our Discord. So there you go. Yeah, that's very common. But yeah. Um, I just yeah, if you want to see me shit. doing some other stuff in life, go check that out. It was great. Check her out anyways, because she's fucking entertaining as shit. Yes. Every day when she's streaming, I put it on, on my phone or on my laptop and I'm pissing myself laughing most of the time anyways. Okay. So let's talk some press briefings because we have some clippies and stuff here that will We have lots of clippies, bro. Yeah. Um, so this is nine. nine We've hit three out of, I think, 15 <laughs> that you said. 12 up. clips. 12, um, yep. Yeah. Let's see. Biden statement, entry conference. Ba, ba, da, ba. Nine, nine, White House, Damn. three, one, two. Can I just, two. while you're looking at that, I'm yes. just going to pontificate real quick. Do you have any idea how much I want to do this every day what? of my entire life? I know. This would be so good. I'm trying to figure out other content things we can do. So if you're one of our diehards sitting in this chat right now, you know, if you got some kind of content that you'd like to see us start doing, let us know. We'd love suggestions. We want to get you guys what you want. Okay. I'm sticking that. <laughs> what? Nothing. I don't want to say that one. It's in the comments already. I'm going to stick to my holes in the wall. Oh, all right. Lofty goals. Uh, okay, so... This is from the ninth press briefing. Uh, the federal vaccine mandate federal employees will have approximately 75 days to be fully vaccinated um, regarding why the change from testing option for federal employees. She said the Delta variant, things have changed in between the first time we put it in there. Um, and also we said that that was a first step, right? This is when she starts to talk about, well, that was a first step. That original mandate that allowed for the testing weekly, that was just a first step. And this is the next step in our process to try and combat the virus, right? Um, after that, the overconfidence in, in July. That's the next clip that we can play here. Overconfidence, overconfidence in, in July. And this is also one of the clips that I have that feeds into the division, right? That really start keeps to feed into that division, right? So listen, let's listen to this clip here. All right, let's do it. Throw them cans on. I think, Shen, uh, the president said in July we were closer than ever to declaring independence from COVID-19. We heard from Dr. Fauci. He said the U.S. doesn't have modestly good control over the virus. Uh, was the president overconfident in July? Well, I think what we've said from the beginning here, and you all have covered, is that this is an evolving virus, a smart virus that has uh, produced additional variants, variants that have been uh, incredibly um, 
uh, that can spread very quickly, like the Delta variant. Uh, but there are other variants, of course. Uh, when we announced the mask mandate, for example, in May, only 1% of cases were the Delta variant. So obviously, uh, information uh, data evolves, uh, and the steps we need to take to address, to get the uh, virus under control, to help people return to normal, has to evolve as well. Did that give Americans a false sense? I mean, the title of the speech was celebrating Independence Day and independence from COVID-19. The president said we gained the upper hand against the virus in July. Was that premature? Well, the reason we're here is because people have not gotten vaccinated, 80 million of them. Uh, not because of any other reason, not because of a speech, not because of CDC guidance, uh, not because of uh, any other reason. And so what our objective is from the federal government is to continue to take bold and ambitious steps to get more people vaccinated and protect more people. That's what our focus is on. Go ahead. We're not, we're not here because we're here because people haven't gotten vaccinated, 80 million of them. That's why we're here is because people won't get vaccinated, not because of the CDC, not because of a policy or a speech, not because people have, I don't know, changed their minds or perjured themselves in front of Congress <laughs> or been intentionally deceptive to the entire fucking nation. It's because you won't get vaccinated. Yes. It's your fault that we're in this position. We, the unclean, the unwashed. It's our fault. Take full responsibility for that. And can I just say, after the current surge subsides because it appears as if at least for our state we're about at peak and we're about to start falling if you look at the trends from other states and other nations that have dealt with covid and in stuff our own and state in the past yes <clears throat> um so we at this point we were about the worst we could have been when biden and Inslee made their statements right and now we're going to start falling off how what percentage of people and we could we could know this if the cdc had any actual reliable data to go off of actually right? cared yeah if they actually cared to actually keep track of the finite numbers of people that were getting covid that weren't vaccinated that and then following up with them if they ever got it whatever it is like all the, i need well, numbers bro i need data we, we don't have say, data i'm gonna push back because we can't and i'm not i'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist, but we can't say finite because we don't know we don't know that we don't know how many people have covid no my whole point with this we don't is that you could, as we know, right, the vaccine helps against serious illness or death, right? But we don't know how frequent it is to get the virus and spread it and just have it with uh, mm -hmm. asymptomatically. We don't know that because we don't. they aren't tracking that information. Because the only way you could track asymptomatic spread is if everybody tested. Testing people every all Every day. Yes. And reported every single day. That would be the only way you can account for asymptomatic spread. But right now, the only numbers we have are off of basically people that are either one, symptomatic, or two, are subject to regular testing. And the flu has shown us that viruses, especially these type of viruses, have a tendency to continue to change and change and adapt and change over time until they're just doing whatever they want, right? The flu virus, you know, we know this with the flu vaccine that we kind of, and I'm not talking shit about it, we kind of pick what we think is gonna work this year and go yep. for that. That's how we run the flu, which seems to work just fine thus far, right? But the idea that COVID, like you said, that COVID will end and it will not continue to change, it won't continue to spread, it won't continue to adapt, I think is ludicrous. You know, I think yeah. we're pretty far past that at this point. And so again, the continued 
talk of the unvaccinated being the problem. Well, we don't even have the numbers to verify that, yeah. right? And again, I'm not tr- – I don't know the opposite either, but we don't <laughs> even have the numbers to tell us that COVID is not getting into people with a vaccine and – changing and adapting within those people and spreading to the unvaccinated changing again in them and then change and then spreading to the vaccinated like that we don't we don't know that and again i'm not trying to draw any conspiracy theories i'm not saying it doesn't work i'm not saying any of that shit but we don't know that this virus is not changing in people who are vaccinated we don't know that and we couldn't know because we don't we don't have the data to support it we don't have any kind of data on that which is the only way to know is to either test everybody or for everyone to get vaccinated. Yeah. And you're not going to get everybody to be vaccinated. No. And honestly, and you, it's not infrastructurally started, feasible to test everybody every day. No, you know? it's really not. It is really not because people would be pushing back against that anyway. Yes. If, if there was a localized township testing facility that everybody had to go to every single morning before they went to work or whatever it was, people would be pushing back on that too. Because it's a massive inconvenience in your life or whatever it is. But, like, I don't understand how we can pretend to understand what is going on with this pandemic virus that is all over the world in different forms and different strains, given people's liberties. Yeah. I mean, it, there's just no way that we're not machines. We're not computers. So we can't necessarily just do that to provide the accurate data that you would need on every single individual in the entire nation, in the entire world, to, to have a truly statistical understanding of how this thing moves and interacts with the populace. There's just no way you're going to get accurate enough data like that. And in the areas where you could be getting accurate data, say hospitalizations and death, you're still not asking the right questions. You're not reporting the right numbers. You're not getting the data that actually matters. You're getting the data that supports whatever narrative narrative it is that you wish to push at the time. Yeah. Right now, it's all about vaccinations. Before it was vaccinations, it was masks. It was all about the mask efficacy and all this shit. Now that vaccinations are on the market, it's all about the vaccination efficacy. They need to have a... They, as in the government establishment, the medical establishment, whatever it is, they need to have a lever to pull. And it's the only lever they might have. They might have a couple levers. One lever might be vaccinations. One lever might be masks. One lever might be lockdowns. Whatever it is, they need to have a lever to push so they can take the existing numbers that they have and try to fit them to the decision they made on that particular pull, right? For one, it's disingenuous because you can basically match statistics. I mean, we talk about this with, like, gun statistics and police statistics and shit like that. You can make a statistic. You can kind of pigeonhole it into meaning whatever it is that you want to mean. Boys. But but right now, we just – we can't know what we're talking about because we are unable – we're unable and incapable of collecting the data required to make that kind of finite decision. Yeah. Would that would that be safe to say in your mind? Yes. You know, and so we're acting our government betters, Boys. if you will. Hey, gentlemen, gentlemen, trying to report a co- trying to record a podcast over here, guys. I can't edit you out. We're live on YouTube and shit. All right. All right. Buddies. Hey, gentlemen. 
You're just trying to make a point here, dude. Don't make me separate you two. I'll put one of you in quarantine, you little shit. We'll do it. <laughs> we'll do it, little guy. Hey, come here. Why don't you come sit up on my lap? Come here, bud. But, uh, anyway, I lost that. So let's just go with H. Toro says, let's say even we vaccinate all the U.S. citizens. Yes. There are still the fact that there are illegals in the country on top of that, the refugees that came over. I mean, that has been something I saw um, actually just kind of within the week. Peter I've seen Ducci some articles said, come out about that. Peter Ducci said, Jen Psaki, vaccines are now required for federal workers, but they're not required for illegal, illegal immigrants coming in at the border. Why is that? She said, yeah, that's correct. <laughs> I swear to God. Do you have that in the clip? I don't have that clip. Oh, because no, good... it was so popular. It's so tiny. It was so, but, but yeah, no, that's she, – she said that's correct. Mm -hmm. Which I think really – I don't know why they're not doing that. Okay, let's just say that. If there's one area – There's de there are definitely people with COVID coming in at the southern border. And yeah. I'm not saying they are dro in droves – COVID positive people are coming in at the border, but there is definitely yeah. a percentage of people coming in from the southern border that yep. have COVID nineteen because we that are can't, not being vaccinated yep. and are then being allowed into the country. Because we don't test and vaccinate everybody that comes in. No. We know that for a fact. We do not do that. But doesn't mean everybody's got COVID and we're not saying everybody's got COVID that's right. coming in. But because we're not vaccinating and testing every single individual that comes in, yes, we have to assume that that is <clears> a <throat> point of spread we I don't, temporarily it's a, it's a, we I don't just temporarily the paused flights from afghanistan again because one of the flights had four people on it who tested positive for measles yes that's the excuse yeah <laughs> anyway four for because they tested positive yeah. for measles yeah listening to commentary yesterday i think he said um so i haven't looked into it much this is just coming from the john Podhortz. Um, there are six flights still left. There are six planes full of people that are ready to come to the United States but have been unable to leave yet. They haven't been able to clear it. And the latest reasoning why is because, yes, there was an outbreak of measles on one. But yeah. that goes back to the Afghanistan withdrawal and the problems there, leaving <clears throat> hundreds if not thousands and who knows how many Americans, U.S. green card holders, and SIVs, SIVs anything like that, that are still stuck there today. That's let's not go, a good situation. Let's go with another clip. I have another clip here that's uh, entitled The Frustration of the President, right? Sure. And so this is another, obviously, another division clip um, that has to do with the frustration that President Biden expressed during his uh, announcement. Okay. Action. Frustration level from the president that he's giving yet another speech urging Americans to get vaccinated. Um, he has said there are limitations in what his speeches can do. Why is there any hope that this will... Um, change anything at all well this speech isn't just words he's announcing uh, and I would argue that the bully pulpit for any president can be quite powerful uh, but what the president is announcing is a series of bold and ambitious steps to uh, address COVID to uh, save more lives to protect more people and that's what the American people can expect to hear from him today what he will also acknowledge and I don't know if you were touching on this or attempting to touch on this is the frustration that tens of millions of Americans are feeling across the country we've heard governors
governors, we've heard leaders voice that. Uh, we've heard many Americans in the streets that you all have interviewed voice that, that expression of frustration. Uh, people who are vaccinated, who are frustrated that they can't go back to normal, that they're fearful uh, about sending their kids to school when there aren't necessary requirements. And the president's uh, speech today is going to hopefully take steps forward to help ease those fears. And address so I have a quick question for you. Yes, sir. She said, part of the reason the- That's the, what she said. Part of the frustration that that's what she said <laughs> was, is in um, the frustration in the vaccinated being unable to return to normal, right? Why are the unvaccinated unable to return to normal? Because of the... Because the government is telling them they're not a fucking allowed to. They're not allowed to go back to normal because there's a small population of people left that aren't unvaccinated. Henceforth, the vaccination that we have forced you to get or asked you to get, or you just decide to get it on your own volition, which again, no shade. I think it's probably a good idea for you. Because there's a certain people that aren't vaccinated, we're going to say that just you've done everything right, but we're still going to withhold your liberties and your freedom because there's a small sector of people out there that are taking all the danger on themselves. Because you can still get COVID. You're just going to be, you're going to have a lot better outcomes if you're vaccinated and you're going to be less likely to get COVID. But because those people are taking those onus on themselves, we, the government, have decided to say, you can't have your freedoms back. You can't have liberties back. They're the ones that are doing it. No one else is doing that to them. They're vaccinated. The odds of them being able to go out and live their life as absolutely normal, being able to go to any entertainment establishment, go to any store, go to any bar or restaurant or whatever it is they want to do. They're as protected as they've ever been at this point, as, the, as they're ever going to be at this point. But the government is still telling you, you can't have those freedoms. You can't have those liberties because there's a small population there has, hasn't joined our team yet. That is why people are frustrated. It's not because of the unvaccinated. It's because the government is choosing to withhold your liberties from giving them back to you after they stripped them from you 20 fucking months ago because there's a small sector of people out there that aren't vaccinated. You've done everything right, but you can't have freedoms yet, even though you're protected yourself just like we asked you to do. But no. No. So there's, there's people are frustrated with the unvaccinated. They don't realize that it's our fucking fault and that we're the ones. They're doing not going to take but, the blame on themselves. You know, nobody's gonna. Nobody's no. gonna point us because we're saying all the right things and doing all the right things to the, the vast mass of idiots that'll just lop it up like it's fucking milk in a saucer and your little cat. <laughs> I started to think about my cat. I don't know why milk in a saucer, but it's, it's. I hate Jen Saki so much. I got another so one about federal employee vaccinations. Um, then I have one about firing Fauci. Also, we talked about that earlier. So um, <clears throat> we talked about both those things. Steps so for Fed employees? Yep. Okay. Yeah, this has to do with a fe if a federal employee doesn't want to get vaccinated. That's what this has to do. Okay. Action. Action. Uh, Jen, for the people who don't choose to be vaccinated and don't fall into one of those limited exceptions, what are the consequences? Is it be vaccinated or be let go? Well, again, there are limited exceptions, uh, but uh, yeah, the expectation is that if you want to work in the federal government or be a contractor, you need to be vaccinated unless you are eligible for one of the exemptions. Um, can you tell us about Mr. Chipman? Will he be getting a, a different position in the administration? And does President Biden have 
some of, someone else in mind for, for that position? Absolutely. Well, I know the statement went out, but let me reiterate some of the key pieces um, that were in the statement. Uh, Mr. Chipman uh, spent, uh, David Chipman, I feel it's very formal to call him Mr., maybe I should, but he spent 25 years uh, in distinguished service to our country as an ATF agent. He's a gun owner himself and someone who had the backing of law enforcement groups. Uh, he would have been an exemplary director of the ATF and would have redoubled efforts to crack down on illegal firearms traffickers and help keep our communities safe from gun violence. So to answer your question, uh, Jeff, uh, one, we always knew this would be challenging. There hasn't been an ATF, a confirmed ATF director in six years, uh, and only one confirmed director in its entire history. We knew it would be challenging. Uh, obviously, he has exemplary credentials. Uh, he's someone the president has a great deal of respect for, and we're in active discussions with him about what role uh, might be of interest to him in the federal government. What role might be of interest to him in the federal government, right? So just like Nira Tandon, that's Neera her name, Tandon. just oh like Nira Tandon, COVID out. brain, just like Nira Tandon, who couldn't be confirmed because she's such a horrible piece of shit. Yes. <laughs> she was then given a role in the government anyway, a nope. non-confirmable position, just like they're going to do to David Chipman. They couldn't confirm him. So now they're actively asking him what role he thinks would be a good fit for him in the government. You tell us, Mr. Chipman, what role do you think would be good in the government? Also, she said he's a firearm owner. He owns antique firearms. So go fuck yourself, Jen Psaki. He owns antique firearms. He said that like, in his fucking hearing. Like, I pull up my gun and I'm like... No. I don't think yeah. he has no. one of these. He doesn't dude. own a gun that he carries every no. day. He doesn't own a gun that he goes and trains with regularly. <sighs> he has a gun that was inscribed to him and given to him as a gift, and then he has, a, he has another antique gun that he purchased himself. Go fuck yourself, Shinsaki. That barely counts as a gun owner. It's if not you, a gun owner. <clears throat> you own you a firearm. If you can't use your firearm in an active firefight right now, are you really a gun owner? If your gun is likely or potentially going to jam, if you have to use it to defend yourself, are you really a gun owner? What are we talking about here? Yeah, because I mean, I, as somebody who's only owned guns for like I three know. years now, I know, but it, it's it's more of like a state of mind, really. It's like I may have a thousand guns, which I don't. I, I wish I did, but I may have a thousand guns. <clears throat> but if I don't actively train with all of them, does that make me less of a gun owner? No, because yeah. you but actively if, train if I have with a thousand least some guns, of them, and I know, know they all they all work. I keep them all clean, and I do all that stuff, and I don't yeah. actively do that. But I don't. None of this is. I'm really getting the into minutia. Yeah, it's not no, no, no. and that's my. I'm, I was making shit up anyway. Like, don't make me feel bad. No, 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 no. Because no. I don't train that hard. No, no. And the point, <laughs> the same deal. The point with yes. that is that that gun, if you picked it up and used it in a firefight right now, it wouldn't jam. It would work. The AR that you have, yep. if you picked it up and used it in a firefight, it wouldn't jam. It would work. Your hunting rifle, if you picked it up to use it to defend your home, it would work. Your yeah. shotgun. If you picked yeah, it up to use it to defend rifle. yourself, it would work just fine. Hard fucking You know rifle. what I'm saying? You're going to my hunting that's, rifle now. That's what I'm getting at. Boy! I should actually have you take a look at this thing because I have an issue with my hunting rifle. Um, everything's clean. Everything's lubed, all that good shit, but I'm starting to have problems with magazine feed. I remember you talking so about that. Like yeah. It, and I've got new magazines. I've tried it out, and I don't know. It's like the first time I removed the... Oh, I'm going to get fucked up on the nomenclature here. The actual bolt. Okay. I removed the bolt um, to clean out and all this stuff. The first time I removed the bolt and reinserted it, reset it, ever since then. Every now and again, you essentially it gets to become like a uh, like a, a feed problem. Yeah. Where, like you pull it back, the, the 
round ejects, the spent round ejects, and you try to push another one in, and it just doesn't quite pop up enough. It's probably a spring issue. Yeah, I would have to do it's some probably research. Probably a spring issue. I would have to do some research. Could it could be? Uh, yeah, it could be an issue with the magazine. It could be because at this point you're my gun like, guy. Like depending on, and I don't know that much about your rifle, so I'd have to like look into it. it. Could be like an issue with the feed ramp, you know, depending on how those things are set up. Yeah, you could have something just not pushed down all the way, you know. Yeah, that could be so. Cause I know not pistols, set right. Yeah, yeah. So it could be any number. Universal of, magazine uh, sizes like that for yeah. different chambers of rounds don't always. Hold up for whatever particular size. Some mags are better than others. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's exactly. a good point. It could be in a number of things. That's a good point. Um, I love the fact that that was like a bonus thing because I didn't expect Chipman to come up and all. No, of a, oh, shit, no, me either. I thought this I had is what you told me video. about earlier. I thought I had a different video oh, for that. That's great. So that's okay. But um, the moral of the story here um, is that yeah, if you are a federal employee that doesn't get vaccinated and isn't part of the ex- the limited exemptions. Yeah, you don't get to have a job anymore yeah. after that comes out. So um, and that's that. Here I have, this is the video I was talking about, about blaming the unvaccinated. That uh, This is the last video I have that feeds into the division. Um, and then I have two videos that have to do with like OSHA testing and the cost to the businesses. Um, we, got, we got some good stuff. Persuadable so. people? Uh, no, this one is blaming the unvaccinated. Blaming the unvaccinated. Yep. There we go. Let's roll that clip. Asked about a change in tone from the administration when it comes to blaming the unvaccinated. In July, you were actually asked about when Governor Ivey said it's time to start blaming unvaccinated folks, and you said, "quote You didn't you didn't think it was quote our role to place blame, and it was quote not the role of the federal government to blame." But that's pretty much what President Biden did yesterday. So what has shifted, you know, in these months that you've decided to take a more aggressive tone? Well. I I don't think it will surprise you. I wouldn't characterize his speech in exactly those words or that terminology. Uh, What you heard the president convey yesterday is the next steps that he is taking using every lever of government to uh, reduce uh, his sicknesses, to reduce hospitalizations, to protect more people and save more lives. I will say that he was channeling the frustration that millions of people across this country are feeling who are vaccinated, that many governors and elected officials have uh, also uh, shared uh, their frustration over. And as is uh, the case, I mean, it is also true that uh, there has also been a growing frustration among people. So if you look at the trends over the last uh, couple of months, um, you know, we didn't anticipate, I will say, that when there was a vaccine approved by uh, under a Republican president, that the Republican president uh, took that there would be such hesitation, opposition, uh, vehement opposition in some cases from so many people of his own party uh, in this country. We didn't anticipate that. It's also true that uh, there were many people in this country who weren't vaccinated who said, I'm just waiting for the FDA to approve the vaccine. That happened several weeks ago. There's still 80 million people who were unvaccinated. And we've also seen during this time the Delta variant uh, a transmissible variant, uh, pose greater risks, put more people in hospitals, including kids. So that is why people across the country are frustrated who are vaccinated. Uh, and certainly the president was channeling that yesterday. Interesting how she brought up the kids in that one. The statistical numbers on children getting hospitalized with COVID are, are still um, statistically negligible, which is Seems like a callous thing to say, but it's also a reality of the situation. Right. When we're talking about public health statistics and getting everybody, you know, in a safe place, if you will. I mean, 
thankfully, somehow or other, there's been a, a global pandemic put around with a virus that more or less doesn't affect children. And that is a godsend. It's not something that we should be trying to shape our COVID protocols off of, obviously. So that right there is a disingenuous statement right off the bat. But yeah. it gets people in the fields, especially when she's talking about the foment of division and why there are hundreds of millions of people that are angry at the 80 million people that aren't vaccinated yet. And then she brings up children, which, again, that line, <clears throat> the lines are yes. getting drawn and they are. I don't know how you can watch that speech and listen to the press conferences afterwards and not think that tomorrow a part of the country, 75 percent, not 75 percent, but some portion of the country are going to be looking at another portion of the country as evil. Yeah, because you're fault. here to you're hurt responsible. me. This is you are responsible. This is bad. You are this is your driving fault. people down a down a bad road, man. That is not a place anybody needs to be going. At especially at this time, you start to pull people apart. Right now, we're not coming back together. Yeah. Disgusting. Um. Ugh. And so let's go here. We can talk about the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the OSHA requirements. Um, when, because this is when she started talking about the, that OSHA is still writing the rules, right? Uh, yeah, and so this is the implementation of OSHA requirement. Okay. That's what this one is. And then we could talk about the OSHA testing after that, right? Because she said, um, as a preface to that, OSHA testing who pays for it, right? So it depends on the business. It's up to the business if they're going to pay for it or they're going to make their employees pay for it or they're going to, you know. And we talked about that earlier, that kind of false choice for businesses that you either have to force an extra cost on your employee, incur the extra cost yourself, or force your employees to do something that either they may not want to do, you may not want to have them do. Like there's any number of things that could go into that, you know. There's a lot of things go into it. But provides yeah. a business owner with a false choice of what they're going to do in regarding to a vaccine mandate in their work. Yep. All right. Let's watch that one. One more quick one on OSHA. Uh, can you talk about enforcement of the vaccine mandate for businesses? We've already seen a lot of evidence that OSHA is overtaxed. There was an IG report that suggested, even though there's been more OSHA complaints, there's been fewer um, investigations. So will the administration be providing more resources to OSHA to help them to implement this mandate? How will it work? That's a great question, Alex. Obviously, the president just announced the steps yesterday. There'll be, there'll be a rulemaking process that's going to take a little bit of time. Uh, and certainly, whatever resources they need, I'm sure the president will want them to have. Go ahead. Uh, just a follow-up on, on the enforcement of that. Realistically, I mean, how long could it take? Some experts say it could take months, and the effects of this new rule, especially for companies, may not be felt in time for the Delta wave. Do you have an estimation on how long it could take? Uh, I don't have an estimation for you today, but there's clearly an urgency here, and we want to ensure that rulemaking proceeds uh, rapidly, as quickly as possible. I'll also note, though, that there are a number of companies that have already put requirements in place. United Airlines, Tyson Foods, Southwest, 
Houston Methodist, uh, the huge hospital system, was one of the biggest ones that did this early. They had a varying number of days for implementation, but uh, certainly we're going to put every resource uh, in the federal government to get this going rapidly. We've also seen announcements. Southwest Airlines announced today it was taking the next steps toward full compliance. Uh, and Business Roundtable issued a statement welcoming the president's announcement. Certainly this will be up to a number of private sector companies. Our expectation and hope is they will take these steps on their own, and then we will continue to implement for those who are not complying. Another question on. Yes, yes. So, okay. So, super important, right? We've talked about the next steps. Jen Psaki has referenced a few times this was, that was one step that we took. <clears throat> this is another step that we're taking just now. Southwest Airlines, what have we already talked about? $200, right? Or that was a Delta. fucking, that was Delta. $200, Southwest employers. This is unpaid leave if you don't want to get the vaccine. This is the next step. Yep. The next step for that company. We're hoping that private sector companies, other ones, will take the next step as well. That they will also do the right thing because they're, they are prefacing already what the next steps are. They're already telling you what comes next. You're going to lose your job. In some places, you're just going to get furloughed. You're not even going to, you're not going to be available for unemployment yep, because, because you can't you get fired. You fired. Yep. You've just been put on unpaid leave until you decide you want to get the vaccine. Yeah. And that's the big part that really frustrates me is all this loophole bullshit so that they don't technically have to fire you because yes. you're not eligible for unemployment in a lot of states at that point. You've just you're been just, furloughed. You're not just fired. Furloughed. Yeah. You have to quit. Yep. And then you are not eligible for unemployment in a lot of different states. Every state's a little different, obviously, but... Um, I just, this reminds me so much of what they've been doing to the tech companies over the last few years, right? They bring them in in front of congressional hearings. They yes. talk a bunch of shit. They threat, threaten some things and say, you know, if you guys don't get this under control, we're going to have to regulate you. None of this stuff has come down fully yet. You know, just like um, Amazon with the $15 minimum wage. These, This is the federal government putting pressure on private industry to make changes that they want to happen mm -hmm. without actually having to do. Do you think Congress would pass this? If oh, this had to be not. a law. Absolutely not. Exactly. Absolutely not. They're circumventing both the courts and the leg legislature and just doing authoritarian rule yep. dictatorial rule what i say goes you need to get with the program or we're going to mandate things we're going to put in fines choice. this is a false choice you don't have a choice you must comply or we will drive you from this earth you will not be allowed to have a business anywhere because we're going to find you into bankruptcy and odds are you probably can't particular bankruptcy when the government's coming after you because who's going to pick up that debt that you owe to the federal government the government i don't think so i feel this will this will turn into a school loan situation i just i don't understand why people can't see what is happening right in front of their eyes and when they do see it they're okay with it they're okay with people losing their livelihoods because they're making a choice in life because they may because you don't agree with the choice they made they're the bad people. They should die or they should lose their entire livelihood, entire way of, of feeding their family and keeping a roof over their heads and taking care of their, their children. They're all of their employees gone because the business goes out of business because they get fined to the nth degree. 
$1.36 million because they couldn't prove all 100 other employees were vaccinated. Yep. That's that's okay with you people. <clears throat> okay. I see where we're at. I see where I stand. This is this is real good for us. Oh, my God. <clears throat> now we have, let's see here. I like this, running through the clips and just yeah, kind of turn good. up, you know? Sometimes they fit into the conversation and sometimes they don't. So um, we have... On that note, Colin, we have regarding uh, the cost of businesses. Hey, the cost of businesses, huh? Where are you? Cost of businesses. And then we have one that about a workaround for federal employees, too. Oh, sweet. Workarounds. I love it. All right. Let's, uh, we'll play these back-to-back, and we'll jump in. Yeah, we'll ball. Go ahead. Jen, what does the White House say to those businesses, some business groups are expressing this concern, that this requirement that they either have their employees be vaccinated or that they be tested is ultimately a burden on the businesses. So what does the White House say about that burden? Because it's certainly a costly liability, some say. Well, the, the uh, vaccines are free and available to everyone in the country. So that shouldn't be costly they, or available. Or given an opt-out. So in other words, if they say they want to do the weekly tests, you, you couldn't say earlier who would pay for that test. Mm-hmm. Businesses are saying, how do we get these tests to our employees? What if our employees don't want to pay for it themselves? Do we have to pay for it? What does that cost us at the end of the day, given that they have the right to opt-out? They have to make that decision themselves. It's certainly more cost-effective to require vaccines. They may not decide to do that. That's up to them to decide to do. On that business to make that decision or just swallow the cost. Correct. Most of these businesses can absolutely afford it. And what we're talking about here is saving people's lives and protecting them. I'd also say there are a number of companies that have already applied this, have already put requirements in place. It makes for safer workplaces. It makes people want to come back to the workplace. It makes for healthier and happier employees who know that they are safe when they go to work. And that's a, a cost as well. Testing is, is cheaper for a place like United. They can afford it more easily than a business that's only 100 people big. That's why I asked. Can I understand, I but again, vaccines, free, available everywhere in the country. Uh, requiring that is a way, is, is, is not, is free and shouldn't cost businesses any money. Understood. Um. Okay, so that's a, uh, yeah, we already played that once before, but yeah, yeah, that's a get vaccinated or else. Yeah, and that's what we were talking about, the false choice, you yeah. know, of incurring the cost of either the testing, like you said, the fines, if you yep. don't want to do anything at all, a million dollars if you have 100 employees, if you have the minimum 100 employees, right, you can't, or everyone can get vaccinated whether you like it or not. Yep. That's what you can do. So now this is about uh, a workaround, whether or not this is a workaround for federal, for it's a workaround for getting people to get the vaccine. Okay. <clears throat> Roll the clip. Clip. Shelly. Thanks. Uh, just two quick ones for you. Does the administration consider this latest vaccine mandate for private sector companies to be a workaround for the federal government to require vaccines? Meaning to require them for the American people? Well, this is a, a tool, a step that, again, there's legal authority for based on a 50-year-old law and one uh, that we took action on uh, because the president wanted to use every lever at his disposal to uh, protect more people and save more lives. Uh, but no, it's not, uh, we, we don't have the ability to tell every American you have to be vaccinated. There's a means of, of uh, encouraging it, of mandating it uh, through, certain, uh, through certain pathways, and that's exactly what we've done. So, yeah. <laughs> so mandating it through certain pathways. Yeah. So, yeah. No, we don't have the legal authority to mandate it to everybody. So we're just going to mandate to the people that can in hopes that everybody else will get on board. <clears throat> and so. she said, again, this is a next step in what we're doing. So we're starting with 100, 
100 employee companies. When that's done, we'll move to 50 employee companies because she's already answered why 100 employees. Like why yeah. that? You know, there's no answer. Seems it's like just a good place to start. She said that's what the Department of Labor decided. That was her answer as to why they picked companies with 100 employees because that's what the Department of Labor decided. Yep. That's it. That's just the number they picked, you know. I'm sure that there's some type of, you know, legal reason that the lawyers are like, no, 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 we got to stick to, you know, kind of this many companies. Like, where we'll start big, you know, because yeah. so we can't challenge it too much. It can't be all companies. It can't be whatever, you know. Yeah, I feel like so, that's that's the threshold. Um, a small OSHA. business is up to, you know, once you hit 50, I think you're not a small business anymore. Okay. I think between 50 and 100 is another threshold. So that, if I recall incorrectly. But yeah. that would be my guess at this point they find something somewhere that says here here's a threshold that we count for something else let's go with that one that one looks good some dude that's on the salary for the u.s government that whose job it is to sit there and create rules if you will which are they are essentially the same exact thing as a law except there's no recourse in the courts if you don't follow a rule or regulation they cannot be found to be liable for creating these things if they are not a law. A law can be battled out in the courts. Regulations and rules, you broke them, the federal government mandated them, too fucking bad. Yep. That's disgusting, man. Oh, I don't feel good anymore. I really don't. There's one more. This won't make you feel very good. There's uh, persuadable people. This kind of goes right along with this, right? got a bad feeling about this clip <laughs> ever since i've seen <coughs> ever since i've seen it pop up go ahead uh, the administration obviously believes that more requirements are necessary to get more people vaccinated mm-hmm. but of the 80 million people who are not yet gotten their first shot what amount does the administration assess are still persuadable and what amount do you think actually need the the force of government to make them do it well that's a hard that's a hard question to assess from here I will say clearly we felt that putting in place additional steps and requirements was essential to get more of the 80 million people vaccinated. I can't tell you how many of them, it's not really about being persuadable if it's, it's going to be a requirement at uh, many workplaces across the country. Yeah, I mean, so uh, most people at this point need a requirement. There's not a lot of people left to persuade at this point. Well, at this point, it, it's really hard to give a number on that, right? And I don't want to irresponsibly guess at that from here. but. Uh, at this point, the vaccines have been widely available across the country for months in communities across the country for months. We have mobile clinics. We have we've done it in many different ways in communities. Uh, so uh, we're assessing that some of these requirements are the next lever needed to get more people vaccinated and ultimately protect more people in the country. Oh, God. This, I, just, uh, I like what you said about, like, we're already operating under the assumption. So there's just... <laughs> Come on, man. Hey, bud. What are you doing? Bud. Scaring the shit out of oh, me over here. Somebody must be home. <laughs> <clears throat> there, we're already operating, at least a certain percentage are operating under the assumption that there's a certain amount of people that the government is just going to have to force them to do it. That that's, that's going to be okay. There's going to be a time where the government's going to have to force them to do it. And we just have to figure out what that percentage is so that we can figure out, <clears throat> excuse me, what those next steps are. Yeah. You know? Like, what I don't, and I'm again, I'm not trying to be conspiratorial. What else do you take from that? What else do you take from that? That's what percent of the country needs the government to force them to do this. Let's figure it out. I go back to that concept of there's no limiting principle here. Either everybody gets on board or we're not satisfied. Yep. If you don't get on board and do exactly what we tell you, 
you are wrong and you are the bad guy from here on out. You're a piece of shit. It doesn't matter if what we say ends up working. If you don't fall in line, if you don't do exactly what you're told and get exactly the thing that we tell you to do, then your freedoms are in our hands. Yeah. And you're not going to get them back because they're ours to give to you. And the vast amount of people that believe in Jen Saggy, that believe everybody like we're not persuadable. It's like, well, then I guess it's just time to force them. And yep. it's about goddamn time we do that, too, because they're bad people who are killing my grandma. They're putting me in danger, even though I'm my vaccinated. Children. My children. Because even though I'm vaccinated and children at this point statistically don't have a problem with COVID. They can't be vaccinated, Colin. They can't be do you vaccinated. really want to make children sick? Do you want to risk it? Yeah, do you know? It's, it's the it's target zero. Target zero. If we can't get to target zero, nothing else matters. Yeah. If everybody, every single citizen from the newborn that popped out now to the person that died now, then we're not we're not there yet. If we're if we can't be doing everything humanly possible to save just one life, we're doing it wrong. And your liberal your liberties be damned. That's an old Social construct by a bunch of white supremacist, patriarchal pieces of shit anyways. Benjamin Franklin so was a fuckhead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, what kind of dude that takes a kite with a key out into the middle of the storm is not a fuckhead? And that's there. I've seen a lot of memes now of like a picture of Ben Franklin and a picture of Joe Biden. And the Ben Franklin is, you know, <clears throat> those who would exchange liberty for safety yeah. yeah deserve neither and then joe biden saying this is not about your personal freedom this is about you know protecting the people around you yep. which is it's it's insanity you know that those two things have been spoken by people that mm -hmm. obviously ben frank was never president but um by people who were in such that high wild? positions and it, it is a little bit insane Maybe he had so prevalent. too many mistresses or just too much time in France. <laughs> they were like, you've been in Europe way too long, bro. That's not cool. Can't Come on be back now. Yeah. We're, not, we're not really on board with that whole French revolution thing, Trying to get thing, down man. them French hoes. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. I have one more <sighs> question for you. I don't okay. think we're going to get to scroll down the street today. One of these days, um, bro. But we almost, I almost feel like we should make it a pre-show segment. Um, yes. So that would be an easier way to make that sure that way. it gets done. You know, we can switch back and forth and do like your Twitter one week mm -hmm. and then my Twitter the next episode. I think that would be good. So that would be fun. Next episode, next pre-show, two weeks from yep. today. We'll do it on the pre-show. Obviously, yeah, we'll do it on the pre-show. It's going to be live on our YouTube, Assault of Streets, where you're watching us right now. We also have our personal social media. I'm at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. Collins at Big Bird Alpha on both of those things. Big Bird Offie on both of those things. We have, obviously, our Salt of Streets Instagram, our Salt of Streets Facebook, fuck Facebook. If you need a skateboard, go down to Location Skate Shop in West Bremerton. If you need a haircut, hit up Swell Blended. He just sent me three, uh, like, links, like, posts on Instagram. So, fuck shout yeah. out Swell Blended. Obviously, I need a fucking haircut. If you're on Twitch. <laughs> He's watching me like, bro, you need a cut, bro. like, get the fuck out of here. Don't even call me out as your barber right now. Um, if you are on Twitch, obviously, Lexi Kyle, go ahead and subscribe there. Get some views in. It's going to be great. She's really good. She, 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 blah, 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 blah. she streams all the time. And on Saturdays, she usually dresses up, right? It depends. But, yeah, she does a lot of cosplay. A lot of cosplay just kind of randomly. Shit. Yep. But so, she is, I will say, she is off this weekend. We yes. are taking the weekend off. No cosplay this weekend, bitch. Right. We got some people that are moving out of town. Um, Caleb. You know, he got that job down yes, in Arizona. They're finally Congratulations moving, huh? to him. And, yep. And uh, wifey 
and little one are moving down. So that's next stop for there me. You go. But uh, Paul okay. Castello. Hey. Castillo. Paul that's, Castillo. That's Paul. Shout out, Paul. There you go. Says, uh, what happens to Montana with these mandates? Montana? What happens to Montana? At this point, Montana's not safe. I mean, I don't know if I've been following, you know, because Greg Abbott, Texas, and yes. Ron DeSantis of Florida have been very outspoken about it. Christy Nome has been very outspoken about it. I'm not quite sure. I've seen about um, Montana. I've yet. seen a map, uh, and I don't. I cannot verify its validity of governors and legislatures who have spoken Bam-bam. out no spoken out and said they will fight joe biden's mm-hmm. order um so i'd have to check on montana yep i yep. would need more specifics sir because montana's on my radar for bugging out if i need a bug out idaho and montana are looking good unfortunately the entire west coast is not looking good anymore it's except just... for alaska which is technically west coast i kind of <laughs> like that but it's also alaska there's yeah. different things to worry about up there but i I'm... yeah i i I'm going to be looking into that because I'm curious myself now that you brought it up. Thanks, Paul. I wanted to ask you one more thing, and then we can talk about sports. Sports! Um, and, yep, and then I we want to can... talk about sports. It's going to hurt my, my feelings. <laughs> um, so I went to the weed store yesterday. Oh. Right? And I was in the weed store, and the girl that was working there was telling me about a woman who is another regular there who brings them baked goods. And this woman is usually super nice and very sweet and stuff like that, like an older lady. And then this time when she was there, she says to them that she just fired her housekeeper because she is unvaccinated and went to a concert. And um, the woman was mad and was going on like... Unacceptable. Exactly. That, you know, she's unvaccinated and she thinks that she can just go to a concert and come back and, you know, bring in her disease and shit and like... You know, like that's okay. So she fired her housekeeper. So I know people personally that are in similar situations. So the girl's telling me this, and she's just like, like, what do you know? Like, what do you do about that? Like, how do you like? What do you do? You yeah. know? And I. So then I'm thinking. Obviously, I'm in there, and then I get back to my car, and I correct me if I need it, right? Um, that I started to kind of feel bad for what I wrote down as like like normal people almost like not like us you know Um, people who don't fully connect the dots of like what the long-term potential is of what's going on you know because they don't because they don't know what to do um and they're afraid to lose their jobs and they're afraid to be uh, exiled by their friends and their family and they don't know how to resist you know Mm -hmm. um and i kind of like I feel bad and like a sim- like a sympathize almost, yeah. you know, um, that it's just, it's so unfortunate, you know, it's, um, it's really difficult. How do you blame somebody who doesn't know what to do? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Because you and I are not in a position where we have to worry about that. We're, we're rather fortunate in that area, right? I run my own company, so I can kind of make our own rules. You know, I have, call my boss, I have other but... people, but you know. I'm and not going to call my boss, but I definitely don't need to worry about. No, you don't <laughs> a, need to worry a max, about a mask or things like that because they're, you know, like your bosses are more concerned with just your overall well-being and making sure that you can keep a roof over and over your head and take care of your family. That's, yes, that's their prime concern as far as you are concerned. Yes. Um, same with me and my employees. I, the last thing I'm going to do is make it their life more difficult. It's already fucking hard. I ask a lot of my guys, and I understand that. And 
I, they're not going to do that yeah. to them. But if you're in a position where you – it's tough. It's tough because sooner rather than later, you're going to be forced to make a choice. And you're either going to be able to stand on principle and deal with the consequences, regardless of what they are, understanding that human beings are the most adaptable creatures on the face of the planet. And if you can, you 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 can find another way. There's yeah. always another way. It ain't going to be easy. It's not going to be hard. It's, I mean, it is going to be hard. It's not going to be something that's as simple as just, oh, I'll just find another job, blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to do that. It's very hard. It's scary. It's, it's scary. I told and people there's a lot I'm, to lose. You're putting a lot on. You're putting all the money on. You're putting all your money on black, and you're letting the roulette table spin the wheel. You know, you don't know how this is technically going to work out, but there's going to come a time very soon where if you do not stand up for what you believe in, as long as that's in line with this bad boy, you won't have this anymore. It's going to be gone, and it's people like Larry who are sacrificing everything that they have and standing up to this. There are, you see them on Twitter every day, every day. Thank God there are new videos of parents coming out at school board meetings and just saying, giving the school board what for. There are local elections happening that people are, for the very first time, getting active in, talking to the candidates that are, that are standing up to be, I don't want to do this job, but I can, I have to run against this one person because they're trying to do this to our children. Yeah. They're not standing up for what I believe in. I'm going to have to stand up. Some people are going to have to start standing up and dealing with the con consequences. And if that is if that's you retaining your house cleaner on the down low and not telling anybody about it, because you want to make sure that you can still pay them and to help provide them a living yeah. and not let your boss know. I'm not going to tell you to do that, but I'm not going to tell you not to do that because your employer doesn't have the right to know what you do in your private time with your own money and at your own household. And no, they don't have any right to do that. They have no right to know that, right? Unless you have a specific contract, maybe that allows them to do that. Right. Um, but no, I mean, it's really, it's a really shitty situation, man. But if nobody stands up, I'll put it in the words of the Boondock Saints movie. All that it takes for evil to flourish is that good men do nothing. It's, we talk a lot about the easy times make soft men. Soft men make bad times, bad nights make good men, good men make good times. We're at a point now where good, strong people need to stand up against the tyranny that we are being forced to adopt every single day. And if, if you do not stand up and deal with the consequences, one day no one will be left to stand up. And then it's gone. I don't, I'm not going to say you're the right person to do it. I'm not going to say your boss is the right person to do it. But you need to look at where you're at. What, what do you believe in? You need to think about these things. You need to study these things. You need to come to a conclusion in your mind that you can back up. And then you need to stand on those principles. As long as they're in line with the Constitution, 
as much as possible. Yeah. You need to stand up and you need to make a stand. Say, I'm not going to do this. You know, if I'm not, well, I'm not, I'm not really going to say that part, but um, everybody makes that choice. Everybody has to make that choice. And if you're in a position, if you don't want to make that choice, but you're being, if you're finding yourself in a position to make that choice, you need to. You need to do that because if you don't, you don't know what the world's going to look like the next day. And you're going to have that question. Did I do, did I do what was right for me and my family? Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's, we're at soul searching time, man. This is time for people to really buckle down and find out what it is they believe in. And if you're okay with centralized totalitarian control, just remember, because you like the way it's going now, doesn't mean you're going to like the way it's going to go the next time the next guy's in the chair. That's why we don't allow this to happen. You just because you like it now, four years, three years, less than less than four years, but more than three years at this point. We're having not even a full year in the Biden administration. It feels like ten years, but uh, nobody knows what's going to come next, man. Now is the time. Every oh time God. you get faced with a situation, now is the time. Now is the time. That's the last thing I wrote on here. Now is the time. Is that a sign? <laughs> now is the time. Is that a time to say sports? This has been a great show so far. Thank oh. you very much for everybody who's been here. This has been a fantastic show. Yeah. Don't anybody, go anywhere yet if no, you're a sports fan. Nope. Anybody who has watched the show before, if you have not, sports is pretty much just football. Um, you see, I'm it's the only box. sport that matters, right? It's the only one that I really give a shit about. Um, <laughs> My Spanish wife in the other room. What the fuck did you <laughs> say? Yeah, American football at that. Um, I do like soccer. As you can see, I am wearing a football jersey. I'm wearing the Hawks jersey today at the Camp Chancellor. Um, so... Yeah, I'm going to keep that on you for a minute. I'm going to go throw my jersey on real quick. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah absolutely. Seahawks game. Uh, first game tomorrow. Football is soccer. <laughs> She she comes in she comes in the door and she says football is soccer that is hilarious yes so um that's really funny first game tomorrow Seahawks there it is there it is that was a bad good thing the camera was on me yeah you're lucky playing the Colts tomorrow as I said earlier the Ducks beat the Buckeyes earlier thirty five to twenty eight. It's a beautiful, Milwaukee beautiful Buckeyes? Ohio State. Ohio Buckeyes. State. Milwaukee Bucks is a basketball team. So yeah, I no, no, like, got to go with that I'll one. I'll give you that one. Milwaukee Bucks are a basketball team. That's You're, you're almost there. Ohio. Um, okay. Last Saturday, two Saturdays ago, we had our draft for our fantasy football team. It is called the League of $840. I did – we took kind of a soft – poll of the people that were there and they all seemed generally interested in expanding and splitting the league isaiah said he wanted more people because he liked the challenge of 14 teams so really yes yeah i remember that so isaiah doesn't want an easy league right so anybody doesn't know this is a 14 team league that we're in Mm -hmm. the buy-in has been going up slowly every year currently it's at 60 dollars 14 teams so we've been weeding out the uh you know the 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 non-professional pussies 
that you know people don't take it that serious. Yeah, no, you know? exactly. We when we first started, like my mom played and yeah. um, a couple other people played. Kaylee and Scott both played. Scott is real into fantasy. Kaylee is not. Um, and like they moved away, and so we've had some shifting mm-hmm. and expanding and things. That was at eight teams when we first started. They moved um, to Florida at the exact right they, time. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They moved to Florida. They're living a very free life down there. Yeah. So we started at eight. We're at fourteen now. Next year, I think that if we can get like at least twelve teams in each league, then we're looking really good. So I'll see how many people I can mm-hmm. get in. You know, in the off season. I'll pull, um, yeah, I'll try to pull some into. I feel like there's a couple at least I could get on the hook. Gonna have we some need to. serious. We told Jake yeah. that next year he's got to run his own team. Sorry, buddy. If we're gonna expand, team the league, Jam's got to split. Yeah, if we're gonna expand the league, he's gonna have to run his own team, which I think is gonna be good for him. Um, I'm sure we'll be able to get some other people. Joe told me that his brother wants to play, so that's another person that we can get into a league. We'll definitely be able to cobble together, you mm-hmm. know, another gang of people. I definitely want to push back on Isaiah's idea, though, because our initial thought was like two ten man two leagues, eight. Right? We said two eight. Two, because it was just easier to just add two yeah, people to the league right. and split them. Yeah, um, if we can get to ten, I feel like that would be a fair <coughs> compromise because I don't necessarily think it's easier to win uh, if you have. Basically, if you have more cream of the crop players to pick from, yeah, not always. It's not easy. No. It's just you're now because you got to remember you're in competition with the other league who right. might be playing the same exact players you are too. Yeah, it's like it's a, it's not necessarily easy. You just have better players to try to get a better deal. I mean, I, I see where he's coming from. I'm in sure. four leagues. One is a dynasty, two ten man leagues, and then this fourteen man mm-hmm. league. And the ten man leagues are not necessarily easier. In some fashions, they are, you know, more trading ability and yeah, and, but um, but they they provide different challenges, you know, definitely yeah. different challenges. The fourteen team is difficult because the players are like gone, and you have to be quick, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I I snaked Isaiah by like two seconds on Thursday from somebody who Gus Edwards down went down with like a ACL tear, I think, and I scooped up the backup, and then Isaiah posted in the chat right, like right after that. He said, you beat me by two seconds. And so, like, you you got to be quick in the 14-team league. Tick. Yeah, where <clears throat> in the 10-man leagues, it's okay if you miss that one. There's going to be another one down the road, you know. But the 14s, you have to be yeah. fucking on it because you don't yeah. know when the next time something's going to happen. Dumb. Or sometimes also because the drafts are, are long enough in our league that some of the backups and stuff have already been drafted. Yeah. You know, and so they may not even be on the waiver wire yeah, you, like they will be in your 10 man yeah. league. So but you're picking up the dregs, bro. By exactly. the time you get to the last three rounds, exactly. You basically just getting what you get. It can be really tough. Yeah. yeah. So this year, my starting lineup will just go over this in the 14 team league. Pull yours okay. up to him. We'll go over your starting yep, lineup. Yep. I just want to say one more thing just because yes. we had another comment in there, there from a new guy, new one, there Jordan R. COVID is making, pe- is making people wake up. I need to be involved with my community and decisions. Yes. 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 hundred thousand percent. Yeah. This I can, I can definitely attest to that. My own personal mindset has shifted a ridiculous degree since COVID has started. Um, the type of things that I'm interested in, the type of things that I spend my time doing, um, have changed drastically. You know, um, one of my hobbies right now is building medical kits. That's not, that's a yes. weird, that's a weird thing, you know? I love you yeah, so the much. The type of stuff that I think about, like, it's it's just changed, you know? Um, you know, <clears throat> you know what's funny is every time you talk about something like that, I'm like, man, did I do that? 
<laughs> did I? Did I introduce this kid to something? <laughs> um, and that's, I mean, you know, like if it I wasn't s- me, it would have been you. Would have gotten there eventually. I spend my time now, you know, thinking about like how do I get Jake and Colin to do like to practice military movements with me? Like how do I get them to do that type of shit? You know, <clears throat> I literally think about that type of stuff mm-hmm. now <clears throat> because the deeper. Fleet movements Excuse don't me. necessarily work towards ground war. The deep, <laughs> yeah, that's right. The deeper these things get, yeah. you know, the more important those skills seem to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I was one of those people that bought, you know, I bought armor over, uh, yeah, you know, over there, Rona yeah. and all that type of stuff. So that's we've got, you know, the full kits and everything. And um, I almost wore it here today. Almost next week. I'm going to next episode. I'm going to be in, I'm going to be in full kit. We're going to do it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, so I'll open up some windows beforehand. Get it nice and cool. I'm shifting some stuff around, you know, and like kind of th- I, I've been doing a mm-hmm. we're on it now. Now I'm going to talk about kit for a second. Yeah, I've been, think- <laughs> I've, been I've been thinking a lot about as as somebody who is civilian. Right. Yeah. So like uh, and I'm not trying to pump myself up or anything, but like, a, you know, a militia Minuteman type of thing like that. So that's shit pops off. That's what we would be classified as. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and so for Minutemen. So you have to think about what that situation is going to look like, you know? And um, the situation that I would be in is way different than somebody who's, like, in the military, you know, as far as resupply, the things that you're going to be able to carry, the things that you're going to find along the way. So I've been shifting my kit a lot to make sure that I can have, like, water with me and make sure that I can put some snacks somewhere, have, like, more general purpose, have more medical on me because there's going to be less chances to resupply. So I moved. Do you have a life straw in your kit? That I do not in my kit yet. That's, I'm, so I. That'd be one of the, I think, the. The most effective, yes. smallest, yeah. lightest. So yep. I have, so I'm, sh- I shifted my big medical kit on my belt over to the side of my carrier, like, uh, like behind okay. my left arm. Um, and so I've been doing, like, make sure I wear that a little bit, make sure it doesn't like impede my movement too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that I can get another, I found a really great thing. I think Pharaoh Concepts makes it, that's a roll that's like this big that, comes in a sleeve and you pull it out and it's an ifac kit and so you can fit it's no no it just it unrolls like this oh and so it's just for like but there's enough room to fit camera yeah uh unrolls like this there you go and so if this is the roll it comes out of the sleeve sideways and then unrolls like this and so there's enough room um for you know like combat gauze and so like general mm-hmm. IFAC shit that I could take and throw to somebody who was helping somebody who was down, you know? And then I have that real big one on my back that has like a burn dressing in it and like all kinds of stuff. Like it has a regular boo-boo kit. So if we were yeah. walking, somebody gets cut, you know, it can stop like, Oh, I got something in here, you know, whatever it has uh liquid band-aids and shit like that, you know, mm-hmm. for heels. If someone has a fucking blister because they're a little bitch yeah. and they don't wear their boots often enough, you know, mo- you know, ointments and exactly. shit. Yeah. So I want to make sure that I have, like that one big fat kit and then the roll and then another small IFAC that goes on my belt. H. Toro says you need IFAC and a lot of Mole Park. L-O-L. M-O-U-L. M-O-U-L. I don't know what that is. I'm a, I got, I'm a little out of the lingo. But I don't know. Yeah. Sounds good to me, though. Me. We'll add that in there. What do you? What do you mean? What, what's in the mole partner bro? Yeah, so that's... He added an LOL on the end, so I'm not totally yeah, sure. Yeah, so that's what I have been doing, like I said, working on medical kit stuff like that, and then um, looking into chest rigs that can be worn with my kit or, like, other belts just that can have more general purpose pouches to mm-hmm. put sustenance and shit like that in, you okay. know? I'm trying to find, like, I think I have the next... 
hobby avenue that is going to play right into where you're wanting to go. Yeah. So I'm trying to make sure that I have the shit to be out for like yeah. a few hours or up to like a day or two if I needed to be and just have that stuff on me, you know? Yeah. Um, and I have that black very backpack, you know, that can I can fit yeah. all kinds of shit in that backpack. I could live out of but, that backpack right there for weeks. Yeah, so I need... I need Weeks. to get a real legit backpack, you know? Yeah. I have that black one that's totally fine, and I could live out of for probably two days out of that black backpack by myself just fine with all my kid on and all of the other stuff in there. If you were in um, survival mode, you could make that thing go for probably a week. Yeah. but yeah, I, With the right but stuff. I, but, but I need like a real good legit backpack. backpack, you know? Yeah. Because the balance there in backpacks is, you know, we should make this a segment, man. Because I got to have a plate carrier on, survival, too. Survivalist fucking wannabes anybody have backpack recommendations shout out you know anybody better anybody yeah. ever wants to talk kit hit me up social medias that's that's where i'm we're on the social medias donovan salt of the streets instagram obviously salt of the streets salt of the streets facebook fuck fuck facebook we're never fuck on facebook. facebook don't no don't hit us up on facebook i mean like us and stuff because it helps get out there but yeah. we don't we don't monitor Facebook very often because they fucking hate us. I might check it every couple of weeks. YouTube, Salt of the Streets, like we said, we have our personal social media. I'm at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. Colin is at Big Bird Offie on, Big Bird Offie on both of those things. Mm-hmm. for everything. I think I just said that. Location Skate Shop in West Bremerton. Lexi Kayo on Twitch. Boom. Swell Blended. And uh, if you need a Shout haircut. Shout out, Paul. Yep, yep. If you need a haircut, Swell Blended. I've never looked so good, buddy. Absolutely. I'm going to make an appointment right after this. Um, but. Um, before you move on, I wanted yes. to interject. Yes. You express interest in tactical and strategic movement. Yes. All right. So we're going to get into a little bit of wargaming. Yeah. W- tabletop wargaming. Oh, deal. Um, because that is some of the best places to learn about tactical and strategic movements. And we're going to have a great fucking time. And we're going to record it. And it's going to be content, too. Because Deal. you're going to fucking have a blast. We're also going to start a Patreon soon because we've been yep. thinking of a lot of bunch of content. And so maybe... Yep. My work list is growing. <laughs> man, well, maybe maybe some of these new segments, like the scroll down the street and stuff like that, maybe these need to be, you know, yep. Patreon videos instead. I think that, I really think that... I think that's a really good idea. I also think, and now you guys are here for all the, the housekeeping, I think right. we really need to, once a month, you and I have got to be getting together outside of the podcast. Having a moment... To discuss get this shit together. Yep. Yeah. I think that's a good thing. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, a little bit of sports left. Oh, starting lineups, and yep. then we'll move on. So, starting lineup for this week Ryan Tannehill is my QB. Zeke Elliott got me like six points last night, like a little bitch. Um, that's, the running game was trash last night. There wasn't. Yeah. Leonard Fournette ended up cooking towards the end of the game or on Thursday, not last night. Um, but that was pretty much it. He was really the only running back on either team that had any success. Tony Pollard a little bit. Um, I have Cameron Edwards. Yep. Clyde, sorry. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I have David Moore, Levexi Chenault, Zach Ertz, Najee Harris, Josh Jacobs. We are in a league that has two running backs, two wide receivers, two flexes, a kicker, and a defense. I have Josh Jacobs in my second flex spot, Brandon McManus, and then I have the Patriots defense. What is your starting lineup this week, Colin? Aaron Rodgers at QB. Not a bad QB. Not a bad QB. Not bad at all. Um, of course, we had the Ronald Jones, which did not work out not this great. week, as uh, he's already pulled because he played on Thursday, Thursday and got a negative point six points for me. So yeah, it's no thank good. you there when he was uh, projected to hit almost eleven. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. I got myself uh, Naeem Hines. There you go on Indianapolis. So he's going to be going up against uh, the Hawks. Yep. 
and the Hawks D this year will be who knows. At I this think point. they should be. I think it should be pretty good. I have I have good feeling, but you know we say that every year. Yeah. So yeah, we'll the Hawks that play at ten we'll tomorrow. See. We will be watching that game. Obviously, if anybody else is watching, again, hit us up on the socials. Yep. Always down to talk football. Good old fashioned Tyreek Hill, which I see to draft every fucking year. You have yeah. I just always. Because he's up there, man. Not a bad choice. Because he's always up there. Not a bad know. choice. Um, we got ourselves Mike Evans playing for the books. There you go. Down he, there. Yeah, he had a pretty decent game, Yeah, right? he pulled in 5.4 for Oof. a projected 16.45, the little fuck stick. Antonio Brown went absolutely insane on Thursday. He Yeah, he went crazy. That sounds great. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. He should just fall off a cliff and break Antonio his ankle. Brown got drafted late, too, like in like the fifth or sixth round. I got money on this shit, bro. I don't give no. a fuck how good he did. <laughs> Our league, for anybody who doesn't know, again, is 840, winner-take-all. It's a uh-huh. winner-take-all league. That's You have the option to give the money back to the second place it's if kind you of a, want yeah, to. It's an and it's, unwritten yes. kind of traditional. It's happened every time. This is the thing. It's now like a. None says you have to. It's like a karma thing. Yeah, nobody's played the game to not give the money back. So And everybody that has won so far. How many years have we been doing the league? Four? This, this started as $10. Yeah. Um, and so this is going to be the sixth year that, that I've been in the league. I think you've yep. been in for four years. Okay. Yeah. So. So that's really not that bad when you think about it. Four years after Ashford to rekill every four years. <laughs> and I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm really I'm just really excited that like we've had the same over the four years that I've been involved, obviously. Mm-hmm. We've lost uh you know, a team or two, but they have been replaced with somebody a little bit more serious, which has been nice. And Let's just say, like, during the draft every year when we get together, when we can, because we missed last year's, obviously. But uh, this year, like, I, I, I love yeah. everybody that shows up. We all have a good time. We all get along together. And the most hilarious thing to me is that we won't see each other until next year's draft. No, Joe, I but see every time exactly we get together. once a year. Yes. Yeah. You know, I see Lacey, I see Chad, I see everybody once a year. I don't regularly see anybody else ex- in the league except for you. But anyway, um, we already talked about Tyreek Hill. Um, Mike Evans, right now, uh, I played him for wide receiver. Obviously, only got me 5.4 points the other day because homeboy's on fire and shit. But whatever, that's fine. Yes. Um, I got Logan Thomas um, running tight end spot right now for um, Washington Washington football team, which, again – Weird. So they're. I down love to, Washington football team. Yeah, and they're just, down to. It actually rolls off the tongue. They're down to like ten names, I think, for their final names, um, and some of them are pretty sick. Paul just sent me a clip of you, um, of you watching on Instagram. Him watching you on YouTube. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and so we're gonna play it because he said, "Tell me why this was the hardest quote of 2021." All right, get that thing right up to the camera. All that it takes. Yeah. For evil to flourish, is that good sense. men do oh, nothing? Yeah. Oh, but yeah, but yeah. So that's Boondock Saints. That's why. Going but, hard. No, that's good, Paul. I fucking love you, it's buddy. Excellent. No, that's de- that whole that that whole segment you had. That's definitely going to be a clip this week. Yeah. That's, yeah. No, that's you definitely made the clips, Colin. That's for sure. I made the clips. Yeah. 
Not that you uh, don't every week, because <laughs> when I make clips, we both get clips. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you made the clips this week. God damn it, I love what we do. It's so it's, great. This is the All greatest right. job that anybody could ever have. Right. Especially for not getting paid. Buy our merch, motherfuckers. Been it for right. free for three years. So, <laughs> I have to keep doing it. <laughs> so I talked. I yes. I already talked about Logan Thomas for Washington Football Team, right? Which is a that's a great it's, pick, I he, think. Yeah, and he's pro- projected for a tight end. Fucking god. Uh oh. Fucking Casey, bro. Casey, this motherfucker. His tight end. Is, oh, he has oh, Travis shit. Kelsey though, right? Yeah, he's got Travis yeah. Kelsey. This son of a bitch. I think he picked Travis Kelsey in the Projected first round. Projected for almost 20 fucking points, which is insane for a tight end. Yeah. Travis Kelsey's a monster, though. Oh, my God. Okay, so. Well, and uh, Curtis Samuel, who's a wide receiver for the Washington football team. Um, he Yeah, for the Skins. He um, For the Skins? Yeah. He's <laughs> out. He's out this. <laughs> he's out this week. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I think Logan Thomas should have a good week. He'll okay. see a little bit of uptick, I think. Good, good, good. Um, uh, Ronald Moore running, uh, as my wide receiver in one of my um, clutch spots. Um, I got Chase Edmonds that's, right now. Yeah, that's a good pick. Flex spot, Arizona you know, running, running back. back. Um, kicker, good old fashioned blanket chip. There you go. For the Colts. So kind of hope he dunks on the Hawks, but I kind of don't. Yeah, obviously we'll see what happens. And then, uh, I picked up Chiefs defense. Chiefs defense. That should be pretty good. So, and then again, yeah, I've. I don't think I. I think I had them for a period of time last year, and they did pretty all right. Chiefs get you know, a lot of sacks. Not too bad. So, on my bench, of course, uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about in sports seg was I, I picked up a backup QB right off the bat um, this year. <clears throat> not right off the bat, you know, mid rounds or whatever. I wanted to try to have decent a decent QB for switching out. Yes. Which I don't think is. I think might be underrated when it comes to some people. Because when your QB is out, if your QB is a, a big point getter for you, um, mind you, everything I say about fantasy football is coming from a total amateur, right? Don't listen to anything I Call say. Don't put money on nothing. But I picked up Cam Newton because I figured he'd be a good backup. Yes. And lo and behold, I start doing some sports research the other day, and I find out Cam Newton, surprise, surprise, dropped from the team. Yeah. Because he was running backup spot. Next to the good old Mac Jones, who's Mac a rookie. Jones. So I wanted to ask you. Um, Mac Jones, body of a god, too. I mean, is Mac Jones. Mac Jones' body literally looks exactly like mine. I actually probably have more wait, muscle wait, wait, on my wait, top wait, half wait, than wait, Mac Jones. Really? I swear to God. You can look up a picture of Mac Jones shirtless right now. Okay, everybody. Everybody, this is going to be great. Mac Jones. Mac Jones shirtless. Yeah. Look at that. Oh, my God. Look at that. That's the body of perfection, and you just don't like it. Don't like it. So, body of perfection, that's what a real man looks like. Mac Jones. That's kind of what I look like, too. So, I'm good with that. (laughs) So, I hope Mac Jones does good things for the Pats, obviously. Did you pick him up? No, I didn't oh. fucking pick him up. I, I'm just, like I said, I got Cam Newton sitting on a fucking bench right now. Oh. So he's my backup. He's sitting on my bench. Um, he's he obviously off the pats now. Yeah. But, you know, he's got he's got a long history. He's got some decent performances. My problem with Cam Newton 
is just like I said at the draft, and I probably say every single fucking year, is that he is a crybaby. He's a temper tantrum motherfucker. He's a bitch. When he's having a bad game, he cannot overcome, push through, and rise above. When he's having a bad game, he throws a fucking pity party and starts crying and quits trying to play the fucking game of football. Yeah. But when he is popping off, Dude, he's popping the fuck off when he does. He has the potential to do extremely well. And now, with everybody sitting, obviously we're, we're I don't want to say in the middle of week one, but we're, we're kicking off week one. The, the first game of the week, the Thursday game is always kind of a weird thing going on, but like we're kicking off week one. What in your professional <laughs> opinion, as a dude that loves football. I do love football. You know, what am I... And, God, I have to kind of, like, preface this, too, because you're also the commish, so you can't give me advice. But, like, if somebody has Cam Newton sitting in their spot right now, they drafted him because they were crossing their fingers, let's see what happens. What are the odds he's going to get picked up somewhere sometime throughout the season where that is going to be a good investment? Or if it was you as a non-commissioner in your dynasty league, I almost said legacy league, in your dynasty league, if if you're rolling Cam Newton – you dropping him and, and picking up somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. you don't know. Right. We don't – at the end of the season, Cam may not have ever thrown a ball. At Correct. The end of yeah. It's potential that he – there's potential that he doesn't ever throw the ball. Um, he could. Fan. Like I said, there's – depending on how many injuries there are, because ever since COVID, COVID did weird stuff to injuries, oh, you know. Mole pouch, by the way. That was oh, a Molly pouch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Or do, yeah? On the IFAC stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. We see what you're throwing down H double. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that's I was I was trying to have a like a rig for, you know, a kit for like a few hours, you know, and then for like a day maybe, you know, and then like a couple of days if I'm gonna have to be out, I gotta pack up a backpack or something like that. But, you know, regular patrols of the neighborhood that might just take a few hours. Yeah. And then Have you talked to Michael Barker lately? No. I need to talk to Michael Barker. Because I'd be interested in developing like a yeah, I need to talk to Michael Barker. Yeah. Um, yes. So, yeah, no, I would move on from Cam Newton. Yes. I would not. Wouldn't Fuck. worry about it. Yeah. I did there. great. You know what's funny, though? I will say this. You Every did, did, year did, did, did. I've had a I've had a really – I've had a pretty strong draft, right? Coming out the gate, I've had a pretty strong drafted team, and it generally falls to shit midseason. Um, <clears throat> you know, and I, I think I'm more or less Sorry, a pretty anyone. shitty draft this year. You know, you saw my team. Draft was tough. It ain't that bad, but it ain't that good. So I'm hoping maybe I'll have a little something-something. Maybe Yeah, I'll go ahead and drop Cam and see what else at this point. And, you know, and personally for me, I like to give my teams about three weeks before I really start considering moving people around. Just because, yeah, I understand there's preseason and there's practice and all this stuff, but the level of performance that a player is going to give is really going to be set in stone around week week three. If they're if they're starting week one, odds are by the end of week three, you have a good foundational understanding of what they're going to provide you and your fantasy team. Right? Yeah. By then, you you know what you're working with. This is what they got going this season. Of their role, yeah, yeah certainly. Right. This is where they're at on the team. The tight end is is being utilized a lot or not at all. This year they're going with more of a running back game, or this year they're going we're, we're lobbing the ball downfield, yeah, something like that. Yeah. So I don't usually like to move shit around until about week three, but considering Cam's about to get 
86th from everybody. Yeah, definitely um, worth I'm going to drop that motherfucker, and yeah. we'll see what happens. Um, and who – the Hawks playing the Colts? Colts. Indianapolis Colts. Who you got your money on the Colts? Yep. Yeah, we we didn't do anything, so we gotta we gotta make sure that uh, we're calling out wins and losses. Yeah. So, Colts Seahawks this year. I think the Hawks are gonna win this this week. Yeah, Hawks are gonna win the against Hawks the Colts take for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, shit. We should have done. Yeah, like a new a quarterback. Carson wins. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll start it up next week because we yeah. always, we do it every year, and we're always like we're gonna have some type of punishment, and we yeah, never right. do a punishment. We never but, do. Um, yeah, we'll start. We'll start making our picks next year okay. or next week. Um, so, considering, I'm gonna go ahead and go with the Hawks. Then I'm gonna yeah. just be anti you, and I'm gonna. That no, way I, I think, can root against I, you. No, I think the Hawks are gonna win. Oh, well, um, that's I, what I'm I, saying. I said the Colts have a new quarterback. This is oh, why I yeah, don't yeah, yeah. think the Colts are gonna win. They have a new quarterback this season. Their team is just kind of questionable as it yeah. is. Their defense is pretty good, from what I remember. So we'll see. But I think well, the Hawks. I'll, are I'll hold do my it. my vote on the Hawks then this year, just because for yeah. this week, because they're the Hawks and they're playing. And I haven't done much research on this other than that. So yeah. we'll go with that for week one. Good. Um, with that, one last reminder. Obviously, thank you, everybody, for being with us on YouTube. This is a fantastic episode. I know it's always a long show. So it always makes me happy when people hear for, like, a big portion of it or the whole thing, yeah, you know. Four and a half right now. Yeah. No, I know we are. I fucking hate us so much. I don't. I was like, oh, it's probably going to be a short show, like COVID. Yeah. You know, I'm really <laughs> tired and stuff. And now I'm like, four and a half hours. We can keep going. It's No, we have to stop. We have to stop. Uh, <clears throat> we definitely could keep going. Jordan wants me to go out on a date with her. We have to leave. Yep. Um, or I have to. And I got a date with yeah. some other people and a, so, and a little cutie. About this. Yes. Well, actually, he's yeah. growing. Little, little Zeke's growing. Little Zeke. We have Big Zeke in the chat. It's a whole yep. deal. So, again, thank you, everybody who's watching us on YouTube. This is a fantastic episode. There will be some clips on our Instagram throughout the week. Um, I try and break up the segments. When we do big shows like this. It's difficult because you know the segments are like an hour and a half long, and you can <laughs> yeah. only do one hour IGTV videos. So yep. we'll see. Maybe I'll break them up in a different pieces and stuff we'll figure it out um but there will be some clips on our show or on our instagram later this week and that is at salt of the streets instagram we have our facebook at salt of the streets fuck facebook we have our youtube obviously salt of the streets for our social in the or personal oh my god our personal social media COVID you, brain. I, um, I am at salt of the street on twitter and at alpaca underscore donovan on instagram colin is at big bird off on both of those things you can right. find all of this information saltofstreets.com along with all of our episodes all of our everything um the posts we used to do some writing and stuff like that that's on there so if you really like what we're doing archived you can, you literature can dig bro. deep back in there and find some shit that we yeah. wrote we used um, to call we used to do these things we called the descent the descent which was like yeah. our own private little blog i guess at that point that was a blog um yeah about all these different things that were going on at the time and our perspectives on it. Which I'm sure that's another thing we could do for the Patreon, you know? If yeah. people are paying me for it, I'll absolutely Hard do it. Fucking, you know, yeah. I'll absolutely even if one person is paying to read what we've written, I'll absolutely write something at least once a month. Amen. A thousand percent. We got we have to start a Patreon. We have to do it. Okay. Even if no one is on it for months, we have to start a Patreon. We're out here. We'll start a Discord. So our just so you know, a little insider baseball. We have a Patreon. It's just not active. <laughs> of course I, we do. I built it once upon a day, and we weren't ready to pull the trigger on it. So I will log back in. I'll check it out, make sure we're good to go. We set some levels. And yeah. we'll talk some levels, and yep. then we'll activate it. Deal. Absolutely deal. So I think by the time if you're we here do next, the next show, yeah. we will start blowing it up next show. If you're here next weekend, then we'll meet next weekend. Yeah. Um, like if you end up not being able to go 
next weekend. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For whatever reason. And if not, then we'll schedule it again before that. Even if it's just Friday before the show, we'll get together or something. Um, yep. And we'll talk about some levels. That's a great Sounds idea. Sounds good. Um, yeah. We need some more off-duty beers anyways. Exactly, yeah. So we will be back with the patreon obviously i think that is it if you need a haircut obviously swell blended uh he's been in the chat he's fantastic he's very intelligent he does a fantastic job with haircutting swellblended.com you can see all of his work you can schedule an appointment there you can consult him if you need some help he does a fantastic job he has products there it's amazing um, he's got products, he's got merch, he's got yeah, everything. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's got everything. If you need a skateboard, go to a location, Skate Shop, West Bremerton. That's a great skate shop. They have a, they're doing amazing mm-hmm. things down there. Alexi Kayo on Twitch. Um, we are about to read the closing line. The way this works is going to be a line from a show, something that I watched this week. If you can tell me where this line came from, I'm going to send you a free T-shirt. We will even sign it if you want, or I'll just put some things, maybe some of these notes. These are old note cards. Oh, man. <laughs> so There's so many. These are old note cards from weeks past. If you want maybe some note cards or something, let me know. I'll, send, I'll put some of these in there. I'll put I'll put a bullet in there if you want. I'll send you one of my bullets. Whatever you We're want. We're taking the yeah, goddamn gunpowder out. I'll send you a out. bunch of weird stuff. Uh, you know, so let me know what you want. If you can guess where the line is from, and with that, <laughs> you've been hanging out with too much Steve. I Tell him Steve, damn. Yeah, bro. I don't know, man. I, it's, I just no, I'm into it. I'm good. It's, We're it's good. Intriguing to me that people are interested in us in any Weird. fashion at all, right? So I just feel like I'm <laughs> such a boring asshole. So um, I know we that, love you all so much. With that, you guys ready? Are you ready? I'm never, but yeah. Okay. The road your father and I walked together is soaked deeply with the blood of both friends and enemies. Jesus Christ. I just wish I could be like my father now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. On that note, guys, we love you. Bye, everybody. Tell us where the line's coming from. You get a free T-shirt. We out.